I've been awake for 12 minutes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right, that, that is how we kicked off the show. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are uh, we going? PKA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Kyle said yeah. fucking hit it, and I did. And then he carried on with that thought. I'm finishing an email. All right. Well, this episode of PKA is brought to you by <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Blue Chew and Postmates. Good thing I'm a consummate professional who had that ready. Danny, thank you so much for joining us with your it leader bottle of Perrier, as always. Absolutely. It'll oh, yeah, become yeah. my urine receptacle about halfway through the show. And then his drink three quarters that. through. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, I think, the first time. I think I had a, a golden second episode where, for some reason, none of my equipment was malfunctioning. But since then, it's been nothing but problems. We got this mic, these headphones working right when I signed on to the Discord. It's going to be a great show. Dude, you came in It'll like a, a pro. He came show. in like, it, it, you guys can hear how good he sounds, right? He didn't come in on a <laughs> webcam mic that we had to adjust. Mm. No, he just, he's like, how do I sound? Like, fucking mm. eargasm. That's how you sound. Mm. Excellent. Excellent stuff. It's good to have oh. you back again. Uh, I think you're one of my favorite guests. Like, like I was talking to somebody the other day who doesn't oh. know. Uh, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about what I do and this show. And uh, they were like, I hate those questions. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. Like, What's like, your podcast called? Uh, the, uh, this American Life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's called the Joe Rogan Experience. You heard it. Um, you, oh, you, you've heard it before. Yeah, I'm Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. No, no. We, yeah, I look that, hairier I, in real life. No, we have an actor portray me <laughs> just to keep me on the down low. That's what that's about. Um, but I was telling them, I, they, were, they were like, hey, well, which episode should I watch to like get a feel for, for you know what you do? And I was like, look up Danny Mullen. Look at <laughs> Danny Mullen episode. I, I think that's a good one. I think maybe I, I mentioned like um, the Chris Hansen episode because that's somebody that like, you know, you, a face they know already. You know, it might be fun. I take a different tact on that. Danny Mullen yeah. would be the kind of episode that I don't want them to know about. Hide that one from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to say see this, this person again. So I, I sent him straight to the Danny Mullen episode. <laughs> There is a short list of people when I see them in get as guests. I'm going to be like, ah, oh, tonight's an easy night. Tonight will be a good show. I don't even have to try. I'll <laughs> I'll try to do my best. It's you mentioned Kyle that you hate it when people ask you what you do. Oh, Taylor I, does. Taylor does. It's awful. You don't. I don't know why you yeah, enjoy that you, either. It's it's rough. Like I just popped over by your channel. You convinced yeah. a black man to put on white face to get into Ooh. a Los Angeles country club. You know, That's I funny. didn't. I didn't convince him to do it. He's actually really pliable in those comedic situations. His name is King Croc, a.k.a. the Pussy Shadow. He's a new pickup to our squad, and he's fucking great. Yeah, we um, what we did is him, he put on a do-rag. He wore his most ghetto Melrose Boulevard. I spent 90% of my paycheck on my T-shirt-style gear. We roll into this country club. He's just looking really ghetto and black. I am wearing a black morph suit, which is it's like the acceptable form of blackface. And yeah, I'm, it's like Green Man, but black. Yes, it's great. And I, I bought the suit from a black man at Party City, and I just know he could not imagine what I ended up doing with that. We roll in there, however, go right up to the membership area, the bar where the main employees are and say, we want a fucking membership. Or we say it more like, yo, motherfucker, we want a motherfucking membership. And, of course, they are very off-put, and they tell us to get off the premises. Well, they were so, off-put because you were pretending to be black, and you could see your very white legs coming out the bottom of the morph suit. It was mm. a size small. It was a size small. <laughs> we had to cut the feet off so I could fit. 
I liked how like all those rich people genuinely didn't know a response when I guess King Croc is his name would yeah. they would be like, hey, be quiet. Like you guys need to get out of here. And he'd be like, what are you a racist? Oh yeah, and it's like, the some best. rich guy who's actually a member is like. Fuck. <laughs> I can't afford for this to be on video. You know what? Just do whatever you want, guys. Do whatever you want. That's the that's the silver bullet. It'll kill anyone. <laughs> no, and you. also, that white guy was reasoning with King Croc. He said, watch your language. As if somebody who storms into a country club first in a do-rag and then in a white face is going to heed that sort of request to yeah. watch language. Yeah. And it was funny. His impression of being white was just like, Holding his pinky up and being like, indubitably. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been yeah. doing a lot of that lately. And that oh, was the idea. We, we, got a, we got a limo. We came back with him in white face with us in suits. And we tried a second time about 20 minutes later. And, of course, nobody was fooled. And that's the premise of that video. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Dude, I am glad so, yeah, kind of hard to explain to, to talk people. about Trey Young. Can we talk about Trey Young at all? I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is. Who's Trey Young? Wait, is he a is he a athlete? He is an athlete. Okay. All right. Is he a basketball player? He is a basketball. Does he player. play for the Phillies? No, that's a baseball team anyway. Oh wait, no, the, uh, the 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, the 76ers. No, he doesn't. Oh, right, that's close. So Trey Young plays for the Atlanta Hawks. He's good. He's going to be an All Star almost every year. He's young. I think he might be 22 right now, and uh, he's the second best guy in his draft class. He's good. He's good. But you know, it's not LeBron James quite yet. But work with me. He plays against the New York Knicks. Who, well, he's playing for the Hawks against the Knicks, and they're all excited to be in the playoffs. I don't know. Last time the Knicks were in the playoffs, I was a young man. It's been fucking forever. And they handed out this piece of paper for uh, the fans. I don't know who handed this out. I keep hearing that every single person at the Garden, I think that's where the Knicks play, got this same piece of paper. And this is a chant that they're leading. Trey <laughs> is balding. At only 22 years old, Trey's hair is thinning at an alarmingly fast pace and has a bald spot on the crown of his head. This will be a much more effective chant to take advantage of home court and throw Trey off his game. Dude, tens of thousands of people were chanting, Trey is balding at this point. You can hear it in my head. Trey is balding. Yeah. Done, done, done. done. With the claps. Like that? Trey Trey. is balding. Oh, dude, it was... Trey is awesome, by the way. I think even the Knicks fans like him. He plays, he's playing against him right oh, now. Oh, no, Trey. Oh. And uh, by oh, the shave way. Shave it off, Trey. You're a man of color. Oh, dude. Like, not only is his. This is that sideburn thing you're going for. This picture is from college, right? And I, I picked kind of the worst one. He doesn't always look this I bad. I would describe that haircut. If, in, if you had to describe that haircut in one word, it would be assault. <laughs> dude. Let me describe it in many words because I liked this person's description. Uh, hang in there. Is anyone else going to talk about Trey Young's hair? What the hell is going on? The silence on this issue is deafening. <laughs> uh, Trey Young's head is a national nightmare that we need to start a conversation about. If no one else wants to do it, I will. In his two years in the NBA, I haven't seen nearly as many people mention it as I'd imagine. I had to Google and I found some unfortunate fossil disease that everyone's aware of and agreed not to make fun of before I said anything so I wouldn't be canceled. But I wasn't alone. 
I mean, what the fuck is that? I'm all about being yourself and owning who you are, but if I can muster up the time and energy every day to put on a layer of mascara, Trey Young can buy a hairbrush. This isn't a statement about self-love and acceptance, it's just gross. If he played for the Lakers, I'd assume LeBron paid him to draw attention away from his own hair issues. (laughs) (laughs) But it can't be any other reason to go on national TV like that. He's 21 and a first-round NBA player living in Atlanta, and I bet he gets no pussy. No self-respected gold digger could even stand to look back at that while faking an orgasm to get money for lip injections. It's just mm-hmm. not worth it. Trey Young's hair looks like stuff that gets caught in the shower drain. They are you know ripping what? on this man's it hair. Does. You know what's funny? Dude, is I, I agree I with just, every word of that. I agree I with every word of that. It's like I wrote it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's incredibly mean and, and frighteningly accurate. That is top 10 worst hair I've ever seen in my life. You ha- like it's To awful. find hair that bad, you have to find people who are like, Making up the, 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 the just posted the picture of Bard from Home Alone. After he got the top I like the lollipop. <laughs> yeah, like someone, so I linked some a tweet in there. Someone was making fun of him. Apparently, his avatar in NBA 2K19 is also balding, very unflatteringly. And then, like the, the biggest like too. liked response to that was just a wet lollipop rolled in dog hair. Yeah. <laughs> to trace, it, it looks credit. like. It looks like pussy hair glued to a coconut. Uh, he really, he just needs to cut his losses. Just shave. He, just boom. He, that is the move. At this point, he's in just shaving oh, yeah. territory. But here's the deal. Trey's cool as fuck. Like, he, these chants go on, and he just smiles and, like, la- He, I think he, he appreciates the gamesmanship. He realizes he's the victim of these things. But he's also like, all right, all right, good one, good one. And uh, there's just, like, he's, he's in the game. I hope... They give it right back to him when they come to Atlanta. Also, I am so happy with the way that story turned out, because when you said people were passing around notes for a chant, knowing the NBA these days, I thought it was going to be George Floyd, one year, gone but not forgotten. And instead, it's an insult to one of the players out there on the floor. It's beautiful. Dude, the you know, NBA, I heard that the mayor uh, there ha- called for like, maybe it was the governor, called for a nine minute moment of silence. And I was like, why nine minutes? Why nine minutes? Wait, did it take them nine minutes to choke him to death? And they were like, yeah, yeah. They had a nine minute moment of silence for every minute it took that cop to choke him to death. At a sports game? At a state. The governor called for a statewide moment of silence. Um, on the anniversary, the one year anniversary of Floyd's. Uh, oh, you can't tell me to be quiet. This death. is America. I was going to say, in my That's- house, I think we should do that every day. Just every shut the day, fuck just up have for that nine minutes, please, a, <laughs> please get nine please. minutes, nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and just, just keep saying it's for Floyd. <laughs> it yeah. would be great. Six nine years of silence minutes. for the U.S.'s involvement in World War Two. <laughs> nine minutes is comedically long there's an old ollie g show episode where in the borat character he goes into a, a courtroom or some assembly and he asks for 10 minutes of silence in honor of the tishnik massacre and it's a comedy bit because nobody can keep silent for 10 minutes it's almost impossibly uncomfortable yet now it's real That'd be fun if they asked me to do a tight five. I had a four and a half minute moment of <laughs> it, silence. It, it's, like the, uh, it's like the Sam Hyde bit, the 2070 paradigm shift, where he goes out on the fake TED talk stage. He gives a fake TED talk, and he comes out just so winded and starts like guzzling water and goes, ah, 
just give me like 45 seconds. And that's just, like, that's, so, that's so long to make people wait. <laughs> it just, just give me like 45 seconds. It's so fun. Uh, yeah, that's great. We, hopefully people will take lessons to this and spread out even more creative insults to all sorts of teams. Mm. Don't just pick on Trey. Pick on everyone. I, yeah. That's some good old-fashioned mean shit. I like it. Yeah. I like that we haven't gotten past True. good old... Sports is where you can still have usually. It's yeah. usually where you can still have that that mean spirited kind of shit, and uh, and get thirty thousand people on their feet going mm-hmm. right after it. No, I guarantee nobody was in the in the stands like no Philly fan was like, oh come on guys. No, yeah. no. You, maybe it's alopecia. Not nearly as fun, but uh, Russell Westbrook got injured. Russell Westbrook is the best player on the Wizards, I think, who the Sixers are playing right now. And uh, he got injured. So before the game was over, he's like limping out the little aisle between. Someone dumped like five gallons of popcorn on him. Just <laughs> shuffled it down. And he responded in like the worst way. He acted like he was injured. He's like, oh, oh, God, oh, God, like what's happening? He acted like he was assaulted. And it was the worst thing that like could have happened. It was popcorn, dry popcorn with no butter as far as I can tell. Chillax, bro. You're in Philly. You got off easy. Yeah, it could have been a barrel of batteries or something. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Dude, we treated you better than Santa Claus. Fucking relax. You know, it's Philly. It could have been acid. (laughs) I think that was a thing the Flyers fans did is the NHL a while back. They gave these like heavy light up wristbands as like the the gift for the thing. And it was like, put these on and then they're all programmed so that it knows where you are and then it's going to make designs with lights throughout the game and it's like that's a really cool concept but it turns out when you have like a d battery worth of weight in there all the flyers fans just started throwing it at the canucks <laughs> or whoever it was on the ice and they had to they had to tell them that they, they, they didn't do that promotion anymore the famous nope. one is was a football game and uh, it was like right before christmas and santa comes out on their sleigh and i don't know why all the fans pelted santa claus with batteries but <laughs> only philly people think it's great Dude, a battery will fuck you up. You you don't want to take a battery. No, to the no, face. no. Yeah, don't throw them at me. That's not. Fair. They're heavy. <laughs> yes, they are. Especially ones that haven't been used yet. Uh, they get lighter when you use them. I'm pretty sure. No way. That was a I joke. I, I That's, he's that he's fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I bet they do get lighter. I bet used batteries get. Lighter. You know what it is? They don't bounce. Once uh, you can drop a battery and it doesn't bounce if it's been used. You're an asshole. Uh, Fuck you. I'm not. uh, Look at bouncing batteries. Why would I? What do I have to gain here? I think if you Google bouncing batteries, you're gonna see a Philly fan throwing a battery at a fucking player's head and it bouncing off or something. The bouncing batteries test. Fuck you. The the battery bounce test popularized in online. I don't know shit about batteries. Charged batteries. Got a fucking battery expert over there. So, well, I I want to know how charged a battery is. Should I just slam it on the ground? Is that your suggestion? Maybe a light bulb. That's what Diode Gone Wild on YouTube says. Diode Gone Wild. <laughs> I like That's that his guy. channel name. I looked. Uh, is a charged battery heavier than a depleted one? No, you're not adding or removing any matter to the battery, so you will not be adding any mass. I thought maybe, like maybe there was like some moisture in there that was going to I, like evaporate. What about all those something. electrons? I hear you ask, which isn't what you said, but whatever. No, I, it says no. <laughs> you're not adding any more electrons to the battery. You're simply reversing the ele- electrochemical reactions inside. So. Same Anyone way. who thinks that subatomic particles might come into play on a scale in their That's in their what home. I actually wonder. Like, okay, okay, okay. Let's agree that I can't hold a charge and empty in my hands and tell the difference. But yeah. 
what if I had a more accurate measuring device? Is it possible yeah. that no? Like an atomic scale. Yeah. That can measure super Apparently specific. Apparently not. You would need a subatomic scale. Well, whatever the best scale we have. An electron <laughs> is many times smaller than an atom. But there's also just them. you could just touch it to a kid with braces' face and see if it sparks. I wonder you could, if but that now you're works. in jail. I bet it does. It works. Yeah, you probably works. You can touch it to your tongue and it tastes bad. If well, it always tastes bad, it's a battery. I did that in middle <laughs> school. I put a battery to my braces, and there was a legitimate spark, and I saw a flash. God, nice. That's what happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it, huh? Fuck yourself mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Ruined all your neutrons. That in the molestation. Mm. Neurons. Well, you know, that gets a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> gets you early. It always does. <laughs> when you least suspect it. When you least mm. suspect it, that molestation. <laughs> all right, speaking Sneaky of molestation, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a week. Speaking of molestation, uh, I can't Nice wait. segue. Where's it's it a week segue, but, but, but I've been just Kevin's <laughs> chomping at the bit to talk about this fucking TV show I've been watching. Um, it's called Mr. In-Between. It's on uh, FX. I watch it on Hulu, and it is about an Australian hitman who uh, does like uh, who has a, a bit of a family he's got a, he's got a young daughter who's eight years old he's got a very nice relationship with her uh. he's got a, he, he works sort of security at a strip club and the owner is a friend of his also a very wealthy guy who's often arranging these jobs for him and uh, it's really really good it's really good and uh, there were two episodes that involve pedophiles and like he's this type of character that like after you've watched like a season of the show, you're you're like, God help anyone that this guy doesn't like. Like like the main character is so fucking scary. He's got like absolute dead eyes, and he'll go in one minute he'll he'll be like having this wonderful time with his daughter, and like yeah, would you like some ice cream? Bit of ice cream? Yeah, let's get you let's get you a little popsicle. And you're just like, oh man, he's a great father. He really is. He really is. And they like bump into these guys on the street, and they knock the ice cream out of his daughter's hand. And he's like, hey, hey bro, you knocked my daughter's ice cream down. And he's just like, they're like, watch where the fuck you're going, fag. And it's just like, wow, these guys really shouldn't have said that. That's probably not gonna go well. And he's like, all right then, have a nice day. And he's like, oh, he's just gonna let him off. And he goes, takes his daughter to the car, and he's like, wait right here. I'm gonna go get you another ice cream. And like he like runs across the street and just uh, like doesn't even talk. It doesn't. The guy's like, "What do you want, old man?" He doesn't have conversations with people. He never. The, he doesn't he do that. He, people. He doesn't. He doesn't believe. He doesn't in any monologue of that. first. No. He immediately goes to a kick in the balls for one of them and like puts him down. And then he's after the other one like a fucking goon <laughs> in the streets. He um, in his spare time he like works out and trains boxing. And like whenever he gets in a fight, you immediately see that like I think the actor might have some boxing skills or something, because when he's in like fight choreography scenes, he's just like really fast, and like throwing like accurate looking punches. It's he's just mm. beating the shit out of people continuously, and uh, it's a really fucking good show. It's crazy violent. He's a he's a smart hitman. He was he was in the military, and he sort of brought those skills home, and. Uh, it's good. It's really fucking good. There are some funny moments, and uh, and you sort of root for this guy the same way you'd kind of root for like Walter White or somebody like that. But uh, I really like all the Australian Australian stuff, all of the slang and like Australian shit that I didn't know about. Like I didn't know what a dunny was. I didn't know what Denny's are. Dimmies. Dimmies are like these um, meat pocket things. Like what do you call them? Um, 
when you when you wrap meat and then the thing dumplings these like these little meat uh-huh. dumplings that are like fast food to them and the dunny is a bathroom like a toilet and like there's i don't know there's a lot of fucking slang going on you're you learning gotta, mr I'm in learning. between how deep are you i've watched it all oh, there's okay. three, there, there's wow. there, the third season is debuting now so i got to season three episode three um jesus christ you tore through that today yeah have you seen the or movie maybe it Nobody? It sounds similar. You might like it. So, not similar at all. But um, it is the, that is the John Wick ripoff starring yes. um, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, better Call Saul guy. Bob Odenkirk. Bob yeah. Odenkirk. Yeah. It, he's a it's, legendary comedy guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the maker of it was also involved in John Wick. Like you called it a ripoff. I, I thought it, to me it was like from the producers of John Wick. This came out. I, I'm not well, sure. Some, if, if that's true, there's some incredibly uncreative people. Yes, yes. They have one show, <laughs> like from, one, one story they keep retelling. Have yeah, you seen like, it? Uh, I have not seen it, but I, I feel like I've watched enough pre- of the preview. I watched two previews, and yeah, I've seen it, <laughs> I, essentially. I liked it. If, you saw, if you've seen John Wick. I bet it's good. It. I, I, I don't I, think it's going to be bad. I bet it's going to be good. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I, he has a tattoo on his wrist that I was just... I'm not worthy, but I was straight up inspired by it. It's a two and a seven, like in a deck of cards. And I'm like, what a two and seven? Like, what? Is, apparently, that's the worst hand in poker. The idea is that when you've met him, you've had bad luck. And mm. uh, he lives, he's, um, I forget his job title at like the CIA, the auditor, right? The auditor. The last person you want to see is the auditor. So that's what they called him. And, uh, but in real life, you know, he looks like an accountant or something. Well, not that badass. Look, look at a lawyer, maybe. And you think, like, this guy's sort of domesticated. He's got a wife. He's got a kids. His kids don't really respect him. Right out of the gate, the house gets robbed. And uh, very John Wickish, by the way. And he lets the robbers rob him. Like, he kind of gives him a pass to some extent. His teenage son, like, holds one of them down. And dad has an opportunity to take out, like, the woman. And he doesn't. And he lets them escape. And... So he just comes off like a total pussy and he's not okay with this. So he goes out and he like, he finds them, beats them up, goes on a bus, finds some more people, beats them up, gets in trouble with the syndicate. And then there's this whole mm-hmm. thing. It's yeah. pretty fun to watch nobody. He does a lot of ass kicking. I may check it out. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll like this in between show. Like, um, mm. I'll tell you about I, one episode. I, just, I, I can't get over the, a two and a seven. Cause when you meet me, it's bad luck. It, yeah, dude, dude, that is yeah. hard for the course. Oh, I, I got a, I got a flat tire. So, you know, bad things are coming. You, you know, uh, inconvenient, minorly inconvenience. Yeah. Like seven dudes is the worst can in Texas. Hold them. Yeah. I can't, um, I can't get over episode. that. I'm sorry, Kyle. You said this is just such a great show, and I can't get over how one of the situations you described is they're walking down the street. They bump into each other. Watch where you're going, fag! <laughs> and then those guys just get beat up as if this is some Emmy award-winning show. No, no. Thank you, Danny. Like, Thank you, Dan. He's like, your show is a John Wick ripoff, unlike my cinematic masterpiece, where they have a dialogue like, no, watch oh, it, fag. No, you don't get it. You learn no, words what like Denny and Doogie. And- <laughs> what I'm getting at with that is, like, is that, like, you know how scary this guy is, and, like, people will, like, slight him in public, and you'll be like, ooh, what's he gonna do? And sometimes he'll just like let it completely go because he's like with his family or his girlfriend, and he doesn't want to make a big fucking scene. Like, like, like a guy literally calls him a faggot at uh, at the at, at, at the ice cream shop in or every something. Episode. Not a lot, and, of and, and, and he just like this one. he just like lets it go. He just like <laughs> he just like, already right, let it go. We're good. We're good. 
But then, like, I can't like, like there's an episode where um, is he always kind of running a, into trouble? He gets into a lot of trouble. See, he's he the in, kind of guy that, like, if he came up to you, and, like, if he, it's like that example of like, if, if someone comes to you and is like, I got kicked out of a bar, the fucking owners hate me. You'd be like, that sucks, dude. There's a bunch. No, I got kicked out of every bar in the city. These owners, man, would be like, your problems are, you're causing the problems. Oh, he's now. causing the problems like, <laughs> 100%. Like, like, he has this great monologue where he's explaining to his daughter um, uh, about respect and being a doorman. He, he's just like, people respect right, you, you respect them, but... but oh, you don't want to no, be a dinny, do you? No, you don't want to no, do that. <laughs> there's somebody no reason to respect somebody. There's no reason to respect somebody who doesn't respect you, because then you're just a doorman. You can't make people like you. And sometimes you got to make those people fear you. She's like, I don't want people to be afraid of me. I want people to like me. Well, I'm, I'm emotionally damaged and I'm a terrible father. So <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you can imagine. He's like, he's like you yeah. can't make people <laughs> like you, but you can make people fear you. And uh, you can't assault people behind the back. You absolutely can. And that's, <laughs> he's in anger management for his many assaults. And he has to, the, uh, the, uh, the anger management. You know, management usually they guy, send people like that to jail. <laughs> like, well, he, he, he doesn't assault. get caught and convicted for like serious things. He gets caught, mm -hmm. for, he got caught for like, Punching, kicking that guy in the balls in the street. Like he had to go to anger management, and uh, and the 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 guy who's like running the anger management session, he's like, name one example of violence being the right thing to do, and he's like, World War Two, and then and, and the guy's just like, okay, well, occasionally, maybe one in a million times is the right thing to do, but come on, can can anyone else think of any time when World violence was the right thing to do? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah somebody's like. <laughs> World War II was pretty good. I mean, World War, World War II, we all agree, we can't really, we, we didn't talk the Nazis down. And, but anyway, there's an episode where, like, he's telling his daughter this because she's being bullied at school. And this other girl's, like, posting stuff on, like, Twitter, mm -hmm. like, 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 her face, like, edited and just calling her fugly and stuff. <laughs> and she's, like, nine. She's, like, a nine-year-old. Oh. She's crying at her computer. Oh. And, uh, and so he's, like, don't worry. I'm gonna take care of this problem for you. Oh, Sheila, you're not that ugly. Don't worry about it. She's <laughs> a cute little girl. You're like a and uh, five he, he goes ten. to the little girl's parents' house and like knocks on the door and the mom answers and he's very polite about it. He's just like, "Hey, your your daughter's picking on my daughter. She's bullying her. You think maybe you could say something to her?" And she's like, "Ah, my daughter would never do anything like that. How'd you find my address? You know what? I'm gonna call my brother. He's a cop." And he's like, "Ooh, scary, scary. All right, you have a nice day now." So now he doesn't really know what to do. At his, but but he, he, he goes, he he's at his boxing class, and he, he's boxing with like the trainer and everything. And afterwards, the trainer's like, hey, will you help me with the kids? You know, I, I got a big group class. He's like, you take those, I'll take these. And he's training with like this big-ass 13, 14-year-old girl. And, uh, and she's like, you can tell she knows what she's doing. They're like shadow boxing. And he's like, yeah, you're pretty good. You, how long have you been doing this? She's like, a year and a half. I, uh, I did jiu-jitsu for, for three years before that, though. And he's like, oh, yeah? You want to try to score a takedown on me? She's like, sure. He's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. And she immediately double legs him, <laughs> puts him in a fucking body lock, and is and is like rear naked choking him. And he's going, <laughs> chokes him unconscious. <laughs> he's he's like, I don't tap, I don't tap. She just, the little girl chokes him unconscious. <laughs> and like like later on, you see him. He's like, hey, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? And the next thing you see, this big ass fucking thirteen year old girl who choked him unconscious is at the other little girl's school, like, like <laughs> threatening the bully. It's it's I, I love promise it. you, it's incredibly violent. Um, he he deals with a couple of child molesters. He's um his best friends, who just has his best friend's little daughter is with him at a, at a grocery store or not, like a like a sporting goods store or some shit, with his daughter. 
and she gets kidnapped by a pedophile. Like, like when he's not looking, a pedophile fucking kidnaps this little girl. And uh, he runs to the back, gets on the CCTV, and like, there the guy is. He takes a picture of the guy on the screen, and he like, uses his whole network of criminal contacts. He's like, look, we've got to find this guy. And like, he's, he's got all these people out searching, trying to figure out if anybody knows what this guy looks like. Somebody does. The th he murders that man and two of his friends with Did a shovel in a basement. No, it turned out the guy wasn't a pedophile. He just sold children to pedophiles. Oh, well, I didn't cut him some slack. Well, then, uh, what an overreaction. He did cut him some slack. He, he only murdered him with a shovel. <laughs> Do you know Instead who handled bullying really, really well? True Detective. Is that what it's called? Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that I, oh, I wow. watch that on its own every so attention. often as inspiration. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So you could probably tell. Why don't you tell what he does? Oh my God! So I don't even remember. What's the the so the uh, the the guy's a cop. He's a alcoholic cop, estranged from his uh, his his wife and son, and uh, he's a really good looking, handsome guy. I can't I can't think of the actor right now. He's the guy from In Bruges. Um, um, Colin Farrell is it Colin Farrell? Yeah, I think so. Good looking, you know, dark haired uh, young man. Uh, he's not a young man anymore. He's forty something, but still good looking guy. His son looks like that redheaded kid from the green, uh, for, from like the big green or whatever, for, from, um... Yeah, the big green. Yeah. The, the soccer Sandlot. movie, the, the, the yeah. fat redhead kid. His yeah. son and is lots like a of better fat, reference. gross looking kid. <laughs> yeah. This other kid at school is fucking bullying him and like... Just his constantly shoes are picking missing. on this That's kid. That's how it yeah, starts out. He's like, where are your shoes? I bought you shoes. And where his, the fucking shoes? And his stepdad is like... I'm going to call him Colin because I forget his name. Colin Farrell's yeah. the actor. Like, drop it, Colin. Just drop it. He's like, uh, well, no, no. Where are your shoes? I bought you new shoes. I guess he bought him nice shoes. And the kid Jordan doesn't want to talk about it. And or LeBron. Someone or at school stole his shoes. And uh, he's just it's, he's finding out the kid's getting bullied. And he's like, what's what's this guy? Casey? Casey? That, is that a boy's name? Casey? Is that a guy's name? <laughs> yeah. like, is there right. a girl picking on you? <laughs> like, like, so he... <laughs> He shows up at the house, and I think Casey answers the door, and he's like, "Hey, is your dad here?" And you know, he gets his dad, and he's like, "I'm a cop." Right? They don't tell him what it's about or anything. And dad steps outside, and he's like, "Your kid's bullying my kid," and he didn't get the answer he's looking for. Do you remember what dad said? I don't think Something he let like, dad say anything. I think he did. I, I, I think he. Didn't I, get I think the he just immediately began assaulting he, the dad. In a horrific manner, with brass knuckles, he just immediately decked the dad, and like the son tries to run away, and he grabs the other man's son and like headlocks him. He's like, "No, no, you watch this. You watch. This is for you. He is dad taking, taking this, this ass kicking for you. You know, what I mean? you continue to fuck with my boy." I will take your head, shove it up your dad's ass, or something like that. Very yeah, close. I'll come back here and fuck your dad in the ass with your mother's corpse or something like that. It's <laughs> something awful. It's great. It's great. Uh, and, 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 and like he doesn't just beat the dad up. Like the dad has to go to an ER after this. The dad is fucked. We've up. all seen guys get knocked out. It's almost at the normal on TV, right? Not in real life, but in TV, you see people get knocked out all the time. It's almost like. 
Taylor, shh, 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 there's people outside. Oh, Taylor can't be quiet. I'll just hit him in the back of the head with a wrench. <laughs> it's a silencing record. They like don't make knocking. Knocking out's a really big deal, but not on TV. Yeah, you're going to have serious <laughs> neurological damage. Right? You're going to have traumatic brain injury for your life. But, but no, no, no. On TV, it's not a big deal. You are not used to seeing an unconscious man on the ground continue to take more blows. But that's what happens in this scene. And, yeah. uh,. You know, well, that kid was a bully. He had it coming. That kid was a piece of shit, and I loved watching his dad take one awful beating. Just an awful, <laughs> awful brutal. beating. brutal. It was brutal. And, and you know after that, like, like, he was just like, you're not bullying anybody at school, are you? <laughs> you're being nice to the children. Yeah. <laughs> Please be nice to the other children, Tommy. I'm going to need to lighten up. Uh, did you, yeah, did you guys ever it. see felony fights on YouTube? Of course. Yes, felony fights? Oh, yeah. No, I was trading jits at the time, and I would put myself in that position, like mentally put myself in that position. Like, how would I do in felony fights? Some of them okay. Some of these guys were completely untrained. Not really that scary. I'm sure, Danny, you felt the same <sighs> way. Some of them? And I've, I've, I've evolved my thinking on, like, what it takes to win a fight lately, right? And, and, yeah. and here there are three pillars. Danny, you could Ooh. beat Anderson Silva. So is athleticism, mm -hmm. aggression, and technique. Okay. And I think I used to think it was kind of like technique, technique, and athleticism. Or like, you know, maybe like technique was 80% of it. And it was very much like a guitar competition. I used to use that parallel. Like, you know, mm. like it. Are you better than me at guitar? Well, if you're good at all at guitar, actually everyone's better than me at guitar, right? So, so, but that was like where my head is. And it was like, oh, well, you know, this guy's trained. Therefore, he's better than everyone who hasn't trained. And then yeah. it helps. But there's three pillars, aggression, athleticism, and technique. And Would you say it's like 10% like luck, 20% skill, 15% skill <laughs> <of power. laughs> Something like that. That's what I hear. 5% pleasure, 50% pain. And 100% <laughs> reason to remember the day. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, the pillars. What are your pillar system? It's This sounds like Islam all of a sudden. I'm a little thrown off. You know, I'm feeling judged here. But yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just the aggression pillar is the one I'm not so sure about. Dude, Tell me about I, the aggression pillar. I don't know. Oh, I think that I think it's the most important. I think the aggression thing, I, I think the, the pillar of aggression is the most important thing in fighting. Let's see, you know, I'm not sure. One-on-one -on -one scenario. Here's, here's where that came from. Like, I, I think I saw it mentioned, and I was talking to a brown belt. My, my wife has, like, her best friend's husband is a brown belt, and he came over, and we're being, like, we have, like, a matched friendship, as if we were uh, Arabs or something. Anyway, um... <laughs> I, we have an arranged friendship. That's what I'm looking there for. There you go. Yeah. So uh, 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 anyway, I'm, t I'm, I'm hanging out with this guy. He's actually pretty cool. And uh, I was I, I I used my weight system. I was like, yeah, every belt's worth about 30 pounds or so. You know, a blue belt beats a white belt if he's within 30 pounds of that guy, roughly. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. I also add 10 years to that. He's like, yeah, because the guy's like my age. He's like almost 50. And uh, he's like, you know, I go up against a guy maybe same technique and athleticism level as me, but he's 25. He just wants it so much more. I'm like, man. And I'm like, ah, you know, so aggression is like, it's a piece of it. You know, guys like I'm so yeah. angry. I I'm great at fighting. Nah, 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 nah. There's more to it than just anger. You yeah. fuck. I think it's big. <laughs> See, I think it's, I, I, I think if we, all right. So if we're talking about like the fucking UFC or something like that, 
Maybe not so much. We've seen Diego Sanchez come out foaming at the mouth. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and okay. It, it doesn't work out for him. Uh -huh. But, like, if it's a street fight, like, we know how they always begin, how there's that sort of tentative, like, moment at the beginning where there might be talking or arguing or shoving or, like, maybe even, a, like, a bullshit punch or something, like, like, to the shoulder or the arm or something like that. If there's one guy who's just there and he wants to hurt the other person real bad. He wants this to go as far as he can take it. And the other guy is still at like level two. At, if you got, if there's 10 levels to like going off and going full uh, scion mode, he's at like a two. He's like, ah, fuck you. And the other guy is like, I'm ready to kill this man. I feel like that guy is has has a huge advantage. Like it doesn't matter if the yeah. other guy is 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 bigger, stronger, and more skilled. The other guy is about to attack him. Yeah. And he's not ready to be attacked. Aggression with no technique is just out of control, and maybe, you know, it can't overcome, but it's worth something. It's uh, I would than, say, I don't I, know. I, I would say this. I think what you're calling aggression, I would call initiative and confidence. Because yeah. I'm actually, I'm back in jujitsu now. I was rolling with a brown belt yesterday, and I was working guard passes on him. His guard game, really tricky. Worm guards, inverted De La Hiva guards. If you pause for even a moment to catch your breath, he's on a lapel, he's on your sleeve, he's setting something up, and now you have to break grips and counter instead of focusing on passing guard. And he told me right after, he's like, if you don't stop, you pass. So I think that is initiative. And then two, confidence, which is what I think Kyle's talking about. I, for my first 10 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, my dad would drive me out to Santa Cruz, a three-hour drive. We'd spend eight hours at the facility, me warming up because they're all poorly organized little shit shows run by asshole martial arts instructors. It would take eight hours. I would get on the mat, and I would get choked out within the first 30 seconds of the match and go home empty-handed. It took me 10 tournaments of that to realize I got to change my fucking attitude. If I step onto the mat believing anything other than I can destroy this guy and I'm going to destroy this guy, I'm going to lose. You have to believe that. And I think it's that's aggression. Confidence. I think all the fights that I've seen, aggression won the fight every time. The other guy, and I've seen, I saw one of my dad's friends beat up two guys one time at the same time. He, they were in a convertible and my dad's friend Fair enough, he's an enormous man, but that, that, that's irrelevant. He's 6'4", 250 or something. But um, his opening move was to take off his baseball cleat um, and have that in his hand while he charged at them while they sat in the convertible. I like that. That's smart. It's a steel cleat. Uh, his second move was to just jump in with them on top of both of them, and they really couldn't do anything because they were wearing seat belts. <laughs> in a convertible. And so now there's an enormous man on top of them pounding them with a steel cleat. And I don't know how big uh, Goat's feet are, but I, it's a lot bigger than a... He's he got a special order of those cleats. I'll, I know that for sure. Um, like, like, and, a, and, like a 16 wide? So something like that. Like, like, at least a 14 or 15. Like, not even joking. And he beat the shit out of those men with that cleat. And they, they were so happy to be free when he, when he allowed them to leave. And the other time was my dad beating the shit out of these two guys in a uh, huddled house type restaurant who had what said kind of, a few things they shouldn't have. Like a Waffle House, like oh, a Waffle wow. House type restaurant. You know, they got those booths. Yeah. They were both sitting on the same side of a booth. And there were some other people across from the two people that he had the issue with were sitting side by side. Well, when my dad jumped on top of them, 
they were smushed in a booth up against the wall. Yeah, so there's those a wall tables behind. are nailed to the ground. You can't escape. Tables are nailed to the ground. They couldn't do anything. So he just beat the shit out of both of them in, in a, a Waffle Dennings? House. Waffle I think it was a Huddle House, actually. You know what? That wasn't even a Waffle House. That wasn't even the only fight that day at that place. <laughs> that was that was not there. There was like, get the bucket, get the, get sopranos. the, get the mop, <laughs> get the mop. My dad beat up somebody once. Kinda. It. We were walking out of the movie theater, and I was young. Based on where we lived, I must have been like twelve or thirteen, which put would have put him at like thirty-five, I guess. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, we come out of the movie theater, and I, I remember this. There's a guy driving, and he like drives up to these two younger teenagers. I'll call them 14, and like hits the brakes aggressively. The 14 year olds do like a hey, like you know, what are you doing? That's not good driving. Like you almost hit me, kind of the hand gesture. And yeah. the driver gets out of the car, and he wants to fight these two kids. He's gonna win. If this happens, right? Because he's like an eighteen-year-old, children, and yeah, eighteen-year-old, and these are like fourteen-year-olds. Not completely off limits, but like well within a bully's ability to sort of you know rough them up. Mm -hmm. My father sees this evolving and decides to protect the two fourteen-year-olds. And I don't think he predicted that it was going to be a fight. Like I think he would say, like, "Oh, this grown man." made a rule about no fighting so i guess i'm out of luck i think that's how he thought it would go mm-hmm. but it didn't instead this 18 year old is like well could now beat you up instead and uh um they wrestled for a bit and my father had what i'll call top position but he was on the guy's car and the two of them smushed the hood in and uh i think like that, like a crowd started to gather. Oh, we lost Danny. Uh-oh. Um, a crowd started to gather, and, uh, you know, it just sort of, it, it broke up, but it was almost like a hockey fight where, like, you had to you just decide, like, oh, well, this guy got the hits in, and he landed on top. Dad won. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it wasn't like the other guy was fully, fully done, but uh, that yeah. was, that's my father's fight. And I... I think he kind of regretted it. It was like, you know, that might have been bad decision-making to get involved. But I was always proud of it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm glad you saved those kids. Yeah, I've, never seen my dad get in a, I've never seen my dad get in a fight in public. Ever. Mm. Uh, I think I just have one. That would be oh. weird. I remember. Imagining he, that is weird. So he retold that story. Like, I forget. And I, I was around, like, his coworkers. And... Uh, they were, they were roasting him. It was so funny. He's like, oh, yeah? You keep this up, I jump on the hood. Or I'll jump on the <laughs> trunk. You think I won't dent the doors? But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought Dad did a good thing. You think it's scary to take Woody's tent flap? You take his father's tent flap. <laughs> to the room, it was a rain fly. He's too, he's too old <laughs> to win fly. now. Yeah, the rain fly. Man, didn't that turn into a bit of a kerfuffle? <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to somebody in the Discord yesterday. They were like, I just watched that. I just watched that clip of Woody threatening Chiz. It's so good. <laughs> it is funny because the joke falls apart immediately. It's like, I knew we, it just, would. We, just, we, we just believes on it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would fall apart. I, like, 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 I think, I don't know if that part's in the video where we're discussing the joke and like setting the joke up. I don't know if that's in there, Not but even in there, knowledge. I'm like, I'm like, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bullied, and I don't... Um, Woody doesn't take small slights well. It, 
<laughs> I, I guess it is a small slight in my head. In my head, I was just standing up for myself. You know, you don't let yourself get pushed around, and uh, that that and it didn't look great on film. But what in my head, it was like like because I had previously been like, oh guys, you know, like I had asked you to like respect my rain fly, like you were. I, I That's forget. why we did it because you'd made such a big deal out of yeah, it. Yeah, I forget what, what it was. Is, you, you drape it over your. Yeah, tent so the rainfly keep... goes on top. And the thing about rainflies is, if you molest them at all, then they stop being waterproof. Uh-huh. You know, so you like d- children. You don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, you know, you don't like leave it on the ground or whatever. And I forget what they had done that made me feel like they were like now my rainfly wasn't going to work anymore. Like you know, I'll just leave it alone or whatever, and. Uh, I left and came back, and they had straight up set up what I thought was my rainfly as Chiz's doormat, and there was like yeah. there's trash on it, like cigarette butts. And, and yeah, like, we had even taken like wet wipes and like rubbed them in like just the dirt to make it look like shit or something, and thrown like these soiled wet wipes on top of it. Like, like, like you're wasting supplies <laughs> in my head. It was I mean, like, you know, there's how many wet wipes in a box? Of wet wipes, you know, yeah. like, but in my head, it was like, oh, I would. So I had established this thing as important to me and they had established that they were going to what I felt like was just, just go the opposite be abusive direction. towards me and, and, you know, disrespectful. And it was like, I, uh, I, I didn't want to be pushed around. It was exactly get, that, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I feel like, like a prank to me. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I said, but I, I just remember being like, this ain't gonna go well. This ain't gonna go well. Like, like I think this is gonna go from like zero to sixty real quick. <laughs> I remember, like, as, as Woody That's gets how back, I remember and starts, it. <laughs> and if, if I recall correctly, the video I obviously wasn't there. When Woody gets back and starts berating Chiz, Kyle, you almost like sit up and like cross your legs like Frasier, like you're just. I'm just kind of an observer here, you know. I'm just, I'm just kind of watching the fight. <laughs> I, like, I can get the shit out of both of you. <laughs> we're, just, uh-huh. <laughs> we're just like. Man, this is great. And in my head, I'm like, if he starts coming over here, we'll tell him. But, but I think we should keep it going as long as we can. I get I get people asking me all the time out of nowhere on Twitch, uh, just being like, "Hey, uh, any chance you could get Woody and Kyle to go on another survival trip with you this time, so we can see one?" And I'm like. I don't know how many times they've both said they never want to do that ever again. <laughs> like, and, and Kyle particularly. Yeah, you gotta pay me, man. You gotta pay me again. Um, you gotta pay me. Um, I, I, um, I misunderstood the deal that last time. We got paid a little bit of money. It was a few thousand dollars each, something like that. Um, it would take another several thousand dollars to, uh, to get me to do that. Um, I don't know. Five might do it. Five might do it for five days. Five. For a thousand five bucks days? a day, I would definitely go to the woods. I, yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm thinking, I, think, <laughs> I, I think it'd be fun to hang out with you guys, um, in, you know, in general anyway. Um, yeah, a, a grand a day would do it. Uh, for me, um, yeah, we could go out in the woods and we could smoke all kinds of cigarettes. Yeah, we do the shit. You could do it in Colorado, you know. You go out oh, maybe in, maybe in the maybe in like October or something when it's. You know what? That would make it way better going to Colorado. Uh, little little warmer weather and then just get stoned yeah, in the woods. Is Colorado the high desert? Forgive me, I'm an American with its geography. I believe it is because well, like I've October been, might be freezing. Or burning up. Um, that's one of the mistakes we made last yeah. time. And like, hmm. it's my fault. It, I remember we were talking about when should we do this? And uh, I think I said like November. And so, one of you guys said, no, no, that'll be so cold, October. 
And I was think in my head I was like, Kyle, you've when hunt you've been hunting in October every year of your life. That's you know opening <laughs> of bow season is is around October or something like that. And you wear short sleeves because you're so sweaty in the evenings, like like 5 p.m. in the evening when you're like heading toward the deer stand and 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 getting your shit together. I'd be all sweaty by the time I got up in the tree, like like hoping that it would cool off when the sun went down. But I didn't say anything. I I, I was just, there were so many moving parts, and it was like I I was more worried about like Wings of Redemption failing again at making fire or something like that. Whatever was going on at the time, that was actually the previous trip. But anyway, there was. There was the gear, and there was that sponsor that I hated, and there was just all sorts of things going on, and I never spoke up again, and and, and like said, "What? No, 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 no! It'd be, it'd be, it's hot as fuck here. It's hot as fuck here in October." <laughs> so we were just stuck out there in October, and it is in Georgia. The humidity is something that that I think people from the north don't get if you've never been to the south yeah. in the summertime. The it west. is incredibly, or in the west, yeah. the west especially. The west is so dry. Like I've been out in the uh, Arizona desert. 95 degree days and you're like eh, it's not so bad you put some sunscreen on we're good yeah now philadelphia summer is pretty much the same as georgia summer which is a buff it is like i know raleigh and philly it is 10 degrees warmer here in the winter and one degree warmer in the summer there is a lot more upside than downside yeah uh we're talking about these trips i haven't mentioned my motorcycle trip in almost a month i think Have yeah I been talking about it uh so for us, there's two shows before the trip. It's eight days away. For the listeners, this is the last show before the trip. And uh, I am, I am, undes- it's stupid, but I'm a bit of a ball of anxiety about it. I'm packing all the time, poking away at this list. In my head, it's like a hiking trip, but it's not. We're going from town to town via gravel roads. And- Can I jump in real quick for yeah. any listeners who aren't aware and for Danny's benefit? Woody is going on a cross country motorcycle trip. Not on the interstate highways, though. He's going, like, back roads and, and trails and stuff and stuff like that. And uh, he's been outfitting his motorcycle and, and uh, training on his, uh, on his motorcycles. And he's got a buddy who's going with him. And it's sort of like, uh, I don't like that midlife crisis shit. It's like anytime somebody who's 40 or 50 years old does some cool shit, it's a fucking crisis. But it's, it's like a midlife experience or something like that that he's going on. It's a really cool fucking adventure trip that they're doing that I'm jealous of. And, uh, and yeah, he's been gearing up for months. And my question, Woody, is did your buddy get his fucking license, his gear, and actually learn to ride a motorcycle yet? Actually, or is this a solo trip? <laughs> he has really stepped up in that regard. So he has his license. Uh, he crossed a thousand miles. He's been Shit. riding his motorcycle loaded with gear. I did that recently too, but at the time I felt like he was ahead of me. Like I, I saw, he came over the house, came over to the house, and uh, he's got like, cubic feet of stuff he's got all this luggage and you know wrapped on his bike and he's just sort of testing out to make sure it dries well with a load which by the way like i've watched so many youtubers of people doing this adventure like this one they all leave the driveway say oh my god this is fucking heavy my bike doesn't handle right i'm gonna fall over and if i do i can't pick it up and figure out what they can cut you know what they don't need um so i'm trying to do that now i was riding around yesterday with the bike fully loaded and I've got this broken finger. Um, that's an issue. I wonder if I can find. You've been staying off it though, so that's responsible. My yeah, you, you, you're using those hooks now for lifting. I saw that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I saw that, and I was just like, "Can't say anything nice. Don't say anything at all." Click. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it. <laughs> I was what thinking you... like, "This is a huge risk. This is a huge risk for for, for nothing." 
Woody, uh, what are dates. the mandatory items you have to bring on a cross-country back road motorcycle trip? If um, weight is crucial, condoms? Yeah, well, yeah. he's going to be laid by uh, truck stop restrooms the whole way. Um, and him and his buddy, they've been taking too long to get their licenses. They haven't gotten checked for AIDS. <laughs> I'm taking... No, you, you plan to pick that up on the trip? Basically, two days of clothes and casual day of clothes. There's a bunch Two days of, of clothes? Yeah, and then the idea is you kind of, like... You know, like the kind of high-performance shirt you'd wear in a gym? And just wash that in the sink... High performance shirt. I like that. I don't yeah. know what it means, but you, I like it. Like an under fit. Do I look like okay. the kind of man that wears cotton? rash guard? A <laughs> yeah, rash guard. A, right. a rash guard. Um, High performance shirt. A gi. He'll be wearing a gi during the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to Burning show your finger. So you have to make. You're going to wash them just in sinks and then hang them up. You're not going to make coin op laundry mats part of your destination. Yeah, fungus won't start in until week two. <laughs> Maybe, right? So I do record the show, and I, I'm the, I can imagine where it's like, all right, you know what? We're going to grab it Thursday, make it a small mileage day, arrive at like noon, catch up on laundry, do the, the show that night. Like, that's the kind of thing I have in my head. Uh, but we'll see. But as I'm packing now, I, I, I have this anxiety like it's a hiking trip. Like, if I don't get this right, I'm fucked. I'm not fucked. There's yeah, a fucking the store. Walmart in every town. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. They might. You be... could leave with half a tank of gas, and you'd be fine. Naked. <laughs> 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 Probably like 150, 200 miles of gas. Uh, Probably. What's the range on the bike? You know. Uh, about 140, and the reserve light comes on, and you've got like 40 miles to fill up. Maybe 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, almost 200 miles. So. Yeah. Uh, um, Anyway, I've got this broken finger. I was just showing everybody what that looks like. Um, and hopefully what's happened, I don't know if I talked about it, but this piece here the, that I'm showing on screen, it's to the, the top right. You see how there's like a slice through it? It moved. They gave Ooh. me these instructions like, would he behave? And you, know, you have to go a week to let this thing set because it wasn't in a particularly bad position. But if it moves, it could be. So I was good. I was great. I fucking, I did nothing. Nothing. I just sat in my, the guest room with the blackout curtains, surfing the web, doing nothing. And uh, I saw him the next week and I had all these like questions. I, I come in with like prepared to get the most out of my meeting with the doctor. And all the questions were arranged around success. And he's, he looked at, I had four x-rays, four new x-rays taken. Three of them looked good. One of them showed that the bone had clearly moved. And I'm like, ah, well, what if we just used the three? And he's like, oh, do you want fewer tests? Were you in charge of COVID? <laughs> like, is that your plan? Just to, and I'm like, well, what if that was wrong? Could we take it again? And he's like, if you want. But the x-ray is the truth. Your bone moved. And he looked at it, and he had made his determination in, like, less than three seconds. He was like, ah. Mm -hmm. oh. And you could read it on his face and in his body language. And uh, I, I was like, okay, 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 okay. Look slower. Looks, just take a longer time <laughs> to look at the x-ray. And I'm like, will that make a difference? And he's like, no. No, I, like, I, no, this is my whole job. I'm yeah. real quick at it. Trust me. <laughs> so this guy is an orthopedic surgeon that specializes in hands, right? Like, and this is a broken pinky. This isn't like complicated mm -hmm. to him. 
And uh, so we start talking about options and what we are and what can I expect. And he's like, if your bone moves now, you'd probably be mostly fine. He's like, maybe you don't extend your pinky all the way anymore. Uh, but he's like, I don't have a crystal ball and I don't know when this thing stops moving. So I started talking to him about like what kind of movement limitations I have. Like, should I be on my bike? Should I be this? Do you want a quick slip in a surgery before the trip? And uh, he's like, no, surgery is going to be a bad idea. He's like, your incision will have barely healed in the next two weeks. And he's like, what's going to happen is it's going to start to feel great. You're going to go on this motorcycle and vibrate it and bang it. And it's going to be worse than if you didn't have surgery. I'm like, all right, all right. And, and long story short, I see him on Tuesday. And I expect him to say, looks pretty good. And I go on the trip. He might say, you're kind of fucked. Let's just schedule the surgery for after the trip. That could be. Um, we'll see. I, Tuesday's a big day for me. But that's, that's what's up. Hmm. And, can, I, uh, can I ask this, Woody? Yeah. When you and your buddy leave in the middle of the night dressed head to toe in leather, are you going to be sharing a hotel room to save costs? I hope not. I, I would rather have my own hotel room every night, and I am too much of a pussy to broach the subject with him. <laughs> 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 Just book your own single bedroom. Boom. I hear you. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't know what his plan is. Like, like I, I was going uh, to. You want me to help you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I, uh, I run this, uh, this BPAP. It's really loud at night for my snoring, so we should definitely get separate rooms. I don't want to keep you up at night. I manage Everybody always complains. every night. Are you good with that? Say that you wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, since the war, I uh, have these night terrors. <laughs> war, you served. Oh, I didn't serve, but man, the footage on TV was just... <laughs> yeah, I had to watch that. Saving How... Private Ryan really impacted me. <laughs> when Vin Diesel dies and... there in the middle of that German road. <laughs> Do you know oh, what goodness. incontinent means? Yeah. So, no, that was yeah, a hypothetical conversation <laughs> with my friend. So anyway, um, so yeah, I leave eight days, I guess. And um, uh, this should be a pretty big adventure. Someone has mapped out dirt roads from North Carolina pretty much across the country and mostly back again. And uh, that's what What's I'm the doing. longest you think it'll take? Like if there are delays, like what level of time? Like 10 days, 7 days, 8. No, How long do you think? I think it um 3 weeks to go halfway is considered pretty fast. And then Ooh. the way back has some paved stuff. So like I, I guess I'm I have an orthodontist appointment on July 8th, so I want to make that. Otherwise, like, my teeth straightening slows down. <laughs> July 8th! I've got an orthodontist. Okay, so this is going to be a long-ass trip. Okay, that's longer than I thought. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be a bit. And, uh, um, yeah, and I'm not even positive I'll make that, but that's the goal. And I feel like I can... How long does it take to drive across the country? If you hurry. Two days? Three days? Yeah, probably two, right. two and a half days if you really hurry. It's, it's. Kyle says three. All right. It so, depends what you mean by drive across. Uh, like, like, I went to Phoenix, Arizona. It was definitely a three day tour for sure. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I think you could take that and double it because it's a motorcycle. And mm -hmm. so I'm never more than like six days from home if I'm like, all right, fuck this dirt road shit. I'm exhausted. I want to be home. Yeah. It, I shouldn't be more than six days from home. So I, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Hope you like it. And you don't get out there and you're like, 
God, the bugs and the the <laughs> you know the the traffic. Well, I guess traffic's not going to be a problem on dirt roads. Traffic should be a lot a of other people have an idea. And bugs are never a problem when you're moving. Um, but I can be like I I can just imagine myself being like, you know what? Three days, three flat tires. This isn't even a fun sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. I hope fun. that doesn't happen. Yeah, me fun. too. <laughs> All this run up, it's like going to fucking Six Flags and everything's everything's out of order. That'd be awful. You need a ten dollar so, soda and that's it. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a bunch of dirt bike riding. Not the last two weeks or three weeks, I guess. But um, that the idea was that I would get a little more like off road talent because I, I have very little experience off road. And instead, I just broke my hand and got a little experience, I guess. So it the the opposite of off road talent. I discovered my talent level, so that's mm. a thing. Um, kind of fucked, but yeah. So I'm super excited about it, and uh, it begins if, as you guys are watching this on Saturday in six days. Nice, I, uh, Kyle. I've got an article here about your favorite guy, and yeah. I didn't realize it was this it intense. You. you sent me this one. Okay, well then. Basically, remember when we all laughed at that video from Kevin Spacey when he made the thing right after he gets accused of rape and, uh, you know, misdeeds by a lot of people? He's like, pretending to be Mr. Underwood there on the TV and what we're going to do, folks, is kill him with kindness as he's, like, cutting things up. Apparently, since that video aired like a year ago, three of his accusers have have died. One of them died the day after that video went live where he said we got to kill him with kindness. And so what the fuck is going on here? This seems this seems like it's too much of a coincidence. It's QAnon correct on this pedophile Hollywood idiocy with the the Well, we we do know that like I don't think I don't think you have to talk about QAnon shit to know there's a bunch of pedos in Hollywood. Definitely. Definitely. Like that's known. That's why like when a rapist comes out, all these other people are like who have been in the industry for 30 years are like, everyone knew. Everyone knew. And it's like, oh, okay. And now you're gonna now you're gonna hit the hashtag and you've known for 25 years. Very cool. But what pedos like, aside this is from weird. Kevin Spacey have been in Hollywood. I mean, so many of the producers you hear about, the Weinstein shit, and Weinstein wasn't the only one. Was he like a lots pedo, of them. Though? I'm just, I, he, I, Weinstein well, I, is in I, my I, head. I just thought they were all adults. By by pedo, I'm I, I shouldn't say pedo. I mean uh like sexual misconduct, rape, uh molest like like uh coercion uh, into sex, things like that. There's Taylor, a ton of that that goes on. Those in Hollywood are called fringe benefits. <laughs> that's the way they literally see it. <laughs> that's the way Harvey Weinstein or whoever, whatever his name As was. As a casting like, director, I make a uh, quarter million and 33 fucks a year. Yeah. You got to, oh, you want to be fucking in this movie? Suck my dick. I know I'm fat and horrific, but you got to come up to my hotel room and do it. But Kevin Spacey doesn't even bother with that. Just, you know, eliminating the problem at the source, apparently, Kevin Spacey is, with... Three years or one year, three people who accused him died. That's that's so bizarre. Fucking weird. I'm reading it right now. He laid on top of a 14 year old in a penthouse. That's pretty pedophilic. I'm not sure what your definition is. Normal. It's true. That's true. That's, so, yeah, that that's pedophilic. Kyle, do you know you muted? I don't know that. I okay. don't. A 14 year old who <laughs> showed up for an adult fucking party and is like drinking at his home. And then, like, after everybody le- leaves, he stays behind and goes to Kevin Spacey's bedroom. And Kevin Spacey, quote-unquote, lays on top of him. Just trying to keep the young man warm, all right? You know? <laughs> it was a chilly a night. Act. NYC Winters. <laughs> I mean, look, look. 
I don't care what he did to that 14 year old quote unquote young man, okay? I want my favorite actor back. I want the guy from Seven back. I want the guy from <laughs> The Usual Suspects back. Oh, he's so fucking, good in The Usual Suspects. I want fucking American Beauty back. I want that guy back, all right? And and, and like now they've got him, you saw the movie, I sent you that thing, the, the movie yeah. he's doing next. It's awful that he's doing some sort of independent Italian film that's about an actor framed, framed for pedophilia. That's his next project. Is it really? Man, I'm me, not making that up. Me thinks doth thou protest too much, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Look, if you like had that. been framed for pedophilia, you would also be protesting. Remember the scene in Seven he where he, he makes a dude fuck a hooker to death with a razor dildo? Yeah, yeah. Then yes. he, he constructs himself. I wonder if that was the fate of any of his accusers. God, I hope not. Oof. That was that was a horrible scene in that movie. I like him. Like, he's like all he's like all spitting and like and Morgan Freeman or whoever it was. Maybe it's Brad Pitt who's in that room at the time asking him what he had to do, and he's like, I had to stuttering, and it's like, ah, you're you're ruined forever. You're mentally just ruined. Like there's no there's no coming back. No, do not pass go, my friend. You know, go straight to one of those asylums. Reagan shut down. Just start living there. Yeah, so you don't think there's anything untoward here? You think it's Kyle? You think this is Kevin Spacey, Look, I, I mean, I, brilliant I, I, actor, I, being framed? I, no, I, I think he did that shit. Um, but I also yeah. think there's a difference. For, for me, I think there's a difference between the sexes. Um, I know that's a shocker, but uh, I think there's a big difference between Kevin Spacey flirting or like getting a little handsy with a 14 year old girl versus a 14 year old man. Um, I don't a know. 14 year old man, man, 14 year old kid. I mean, a, a, both a, a gay 14-year-old kid who's at Kevin Spacey's apartment late at night drinking beers. He can't drive himself home. He's the oldest kid at middle school. You Where did he like get he's, there? I don't know. Where I mean, were his parents? Had, probably, probably his dad. His dad probably wanted that Kevin. He wanted some of that uh, usual suspects money. Michael Jackson. So he scenario. gave his kid away. Yeah, like a Michael, like the alleged Michael Jackson scenario. That could be it. Because this kid was absolutely not there of his own volition. He wasn't like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, you know what I want to do? I want to get molested by a guy who's a movie star in movies that I'm too young to even familiar. Like, Taylor no. has just That's robbed this individual of all of his agency. The fuck, Taylor. I'm gonna, you know, crucify me, but I think what he did was wrong. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he should have laid hands uh, sexually on that 14 year old boy. I think that I don't think he did bad. lay hands sexually on him. I think mm. he just it kind says of, he laid uh, him laid on top of him on a bed when they're both drinking. I've laid on top of Woody in a bed. There was nothing sexual about it. Yeah, but you didn't rape him. Ne neither did Kevin Spacey. Well, that's actually true. Yeah. Well, that well, I don't know because could have could have nobody knows what happened. Nobody knows. I thought like he admitted to, to like getting handsy in there with this kid on the bed. You think he would admit to any more? No. I mean, he wasn't accused of any more, right? I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read the whole article. <laughs> I just read the headline. <laughs> I just. I. I, I bit and I. I opened it up, and my mind was made. Well, my mind was very easily made up because I know what side Kyle's going to take. <laughs> so you just pick the I, other I just one. don't care what Kevin Spacey did to anybody. I want Kevin Spacey back. I don't care if he. I don't care if he raped those boys with that gadget from Seven, okay? I don't care if he fucked them to death. That's I want Kevin Spacey back. <laughs> you think it he's is? So it's talented. a murder. It's a murder, and 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 I and I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care because he's a fantastic actor. I'm so bummed out about uh, House of Cards. I I get that it wasn't as good. It was going down season. anyway, dude. Season one, let's see, season one is a 9 out of 10. Season two is a 7 out of 10. Season three is like a 
6.5 out of 10, still a strong fucking well, show. What, what season is it when he's fucking his, his bodyguard or his secret that's service? That's like season... Uh, that's one led into two, in like maybe. season one, right? That like, came like, like, so out of left field. I loved it. It came so out of left field, and it's just like, whoa! Alright, there's a whole I, thing going on here. I was so impressed with Frank Underwood that I wanted to get his rower. The water one. <laughs> would, yeah. And it's, he wasn't even in shape. I don't know why I chose him as a fitness, <laughs> like, um, I'm not looking for model and like a, a mentor, right? Yeah, but it, yeah. You know, he's just there pulling on that fucking water-based rower, and I'm like, oh, that's what I need. You know, that was a good show for the first couple seasons. When um, and then uh, I think the last right. season they switched the whole thing, right? Did they? Did they ever Dude. end up making the last season where they? Just they made it player? and it's awful. They made yeah. it and it is like like that's what I was getting at. Like, like the whole character. numbers out of ten thing. The last season is a, is a one out of ten. Like it's abysmal. The last season they kill Frank off screen. They're just like, oh yeah, Frank died. And it's like, whoa, 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 last season ended with a cliffhanger where. Frank had trusted, had made his wife the the president of the United States. Like like she was like his VP. That's that that was what happened. It was really cool. He runs for president and makes his wife the VP. And then he's he, the plan is like, hey, I, they've they finally caught up to me with all my misdeeds, but I can just um, resign, and my wife becomes president, and she just uh, what's it called when she you uh, he's going to be them? a marionette kind. Writes a pardon. Pardon. Yeah. yeah. Well, she oh. she pardons him. She pardons him. And then, and and like what was actually what was going to happen was that was going to be up in the air. Will Claire pardon Frank? Like 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 what does she want from him in return? Is she going to hang? Let let Frank hang? That that's what the season should have been about. But instead, it's like yeah, Frank died. Uh, he's dead now. And uh, and and uh, Doug, you know the balding guy who was Frank's number one. He's got all this evidence against Claire, and he's like out in the desert in a van, and and he's he's going crazy. And Claire's pregnant, and she's a pregnant president, and she's that's like the 50? main. Yeah, at fifty, she's she, yeah, sure. Seems and unlikely. It does seem unlikely. Uh, yeah. She's 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 dried up for sure. Still very handsome woman. Man, but, audiences but... hated this season. Twenty percent. I'm yeah. with them. You know what's interesting? New topic, TV wise. Jeff Bezos, owner of Washington Post, kind of liberal, enemy of Trump. Just bought The Apprentice. Oh, wow. What's he going to do with it? Just, like, start the show up again? Well, so what he really did is he bought MGM, which owns The Apprentice. So he has this large uh-huh. portfolio. But what's interesting is there are supposed to be these Apprentice outtakes that have Trump saying, like, racist shit. In mm. particular, he drops an N-bomb, and he uses the R slur. And, uh, R? What's the retired. R one? I, I like all the, the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why would? <laughs> so, look, why look. did you acronym that and not say it? it was I was like, is there a that's, that's how it was when I read. <laughs> is, it. There a, is there a new one? <laughs> <laughs> Am uh, I behind? <laughs> that's how they described the word in the article I read. So uh, it, it made. I don't know I followed it. So, uh, um, but I wonder, like, does that? How much does that hurt Trump? To me, that's baked into the cake. Like, like maybe seeing him literally use the n-word would be extra bad like i don't think yeah. anybody gives a shit at this point he's not even like in the public like every he's i haven't gonna seen run him for president he, again he says you didn't see it he, look i, I, I saw him so i saw him on um sean hannity i think did an interview with him the other day the other day i mean like month and a half two months ago mm-hmm. maybe i'm fucking biased okay i try not to be i really do with trump like like, like i 
I try. I feel like I've been pretty pretty straight down the the line with like hating a lot of the things he did, but I, but on some things it's like, come on, that was a good one, right? It was a good one, right? Kept us um, out of war. Who's done kept that? Kept us lately? out of war, man. Kept those gas prices low. I sent you that little meme the other day. It's like I sh- I could sure go for a mean tweet and dollar eighty seven gasoline right now. <laughs> it's <just> like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, like, if if Trump tweet. were the president right now, you'd you'd have mean tweets, cheap gasoline, and you know this COVID thing would be wrapping up still anyway. Like like, like every, the, the groundwork was laid uh, by Trump. So, um, but 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 yeah, I thought he came off pretty well in Hannity. Um, he did he talk me, about running for president again? Uh, he's raising money would, for it. Yeah, I assumed he was going to raise a bunch of money and then not run. He spoke a lot about um, about Republican strategy, and it, it's it's like. When you hear Trump go, speak off the cuff, he seems like he doesn't know anything. That he's just speaking in generalisms, just like ah, yeah, we got to be strong on the border. Okay, well, what does that mean, nuts and bolts wise? You know, ah, it means strength. And it's like, yeah, but exactly how many billions need to be spent, and how does that money need to be allocated, and which departments need to be funded first, so that you know there's a cascade of money, and and you you know you know you want your department heads all working together and strength. You know, like he doesn't know what he's mm-hmm. fucking talking about. But in but he was talking about Republican strategy, and it was like, oh yeah, well, well, this guy from this state, this guy from this state. And if you look at the polling data, and it, it, they must have coached him or had a lot of editing. They must that have might be the area thing. where he's stra- where he's really good because he That's did possible, win. and I don't even want to admit it. Oh okay, yeah, because I'm if there's a thing that I admit, like, he won the presidency. You know, like like, and he won it with fewer votes, which you could use as a knock, or you could say. Like, it was a hard needle to thread, and he did it anyway. And, uh, you know, like, he, he is good at politics, at getting people to like him. He's, he's, he's a natural there. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, oh. But sometimes when I listen to Trump talk about strategy, this frustrates me. It's like listening to Mark Hamill talk about Star Wars. You know what we should do with Star Wars? What the fans really want is for them to CGI me as a master swordsman, like they do Yoda, doing crazy fucking flips, saving everybody's lives. Star Wars should be about me, 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 me. We'll spend three quarters of it talking about me, because that's what fans love. Luke Skywalker, it's the Luke Skywalker series. It's all about Mark Hamill. That's what people want. This new thing sucks. We got these new characters. What if I said, you know what PKA should be about? Hear me out, boys. We're going to do PKA. Make this show better. First hour, Lifeguard Stories by Woody. Second hour, Rags to Riches Academically by Woody. Third hour, uh, I don't know, fucking Paramotor Recent Flights by Woody. And then the fourth hour... Fourth uh, hour recap of everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Fourth hour, we'll introduce the other characters a little bit, but mostly it's about Woody giving them advice. That's what PKA should be. That's Mark Hamill talking about Star Wars. That's Donald Trump. Giving political advice. Everyone needs to pay fealty to me. Everybody mm. needs to get in line. Then we can win this thing. And I thought you guys both wanted more of Mark Hamill. Not in me. Star Wars no, no. Movies. I've no, always dogged Hamill for saying okay. it should be about that's, that's Mark high. Hamill. Hey, it's Taylor. Wait, could you, it could should you be all him? about Mark Hamill. Could, could you see <laughs> Trump's face? Has he lost weight since he left office? Yes. Because, you know, he had... I should have bet on that because we. I think we all agreed. I think we all agreed. By the way, the fan base of Star fatter. Wars agrees that, that that it should have been more. Mark I am Hamill. the fan base of Star Wars too. You're a tiny, tiny portion of the star base of the fan base of Star Wars. Star base. The star base <laughs> of Star Wars, commanded by Woody's gamer tag, is, a, is but a small installation in the Empire. 
Okay? Ray is a dumb fucking character who I never gave a shit about. That fucking brooding loser yeah. with his, like, <laughs> fake fit body. Remember when he had that shirtless picture and he has to pull his pants who, up who above his belly about? button so he looks oh, fit? Oh, yeah, who Rilo is the person he's talking Rilo, about. Rilo Ken or whatever the fuck his name is. He's got that shirtless picture of him where they have to pull his pants up above his belly button so he actually looks fit. And it's it, he's weird shaped. It, yeah, it's he's weird shaped. This, this guy could be an Auschwitz and still have a forty inch waist. <laughs> so, oh my god, this is so funny. I had not seen this. What's still. his name? Literally, his pants are up to his sternum almost. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. share the picture. I want to show it to people. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn it! Uh, you have to what? you have to scroll down to see on this article, but you can see him there. And Taylor, before before it becomes too late, I got a suggestion or I uh, I got up? a request. Oh my god, this is awful. We well, have um, to scroll down. You have to click it. Scroll down. Uh, I have do you a, uh, remember the famous clip of Donald Tr Trump and Billy Bush getting off the tour bus and talking about pussy? I think everyone does. Lots of people talk about it still. Can me and you please do an improv right now? We're whirling up to a club filled with black people and retards. Oh Christ! I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that would work. Uh, like, I mean, I'm good with the retard part. I don't know where you're gonna go with the black people part. I've I've seen some of your some of your videos. I don't know. I'm not racist. Lots of people tell me I'm racist. I'm not. I've I've fucked lots of black women. Some of them agreed to it. <laughs> yeah, black women. No, oh, this place we're rolling up to right now. It's got a lot of guys with drool rolling down their faces too, Donster. Do you think that if if Trump admitted to being like kind of gay? It would have got him out of things if he was like, I'm a, I'm a Hollywood guy. I've had lots of threesomes, sometimes with men. Some, I mean, I, 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 you know, believe you me, I'm the first president to suck a dick. I've done it. I've, done, I, I've been in Hollywood for 40 years. What am I, some prude? I've done this. I've, I, I'm talking to you right now, Anderson Cooper. You, you know what happened in 2006. Don't pretend we don't. You know, something, something like, like that. I'm the gayest like, president ever since Lincoln. Maybe gayer I'm, than Lincoln. I'm even no, that's how he would insult. Like he'd be like backwards, like backwards <laughs> insult. I'm even gayer than the gayest president, Barack Obama. He was he tried to be as gay as he could be. Not even close. I'm much gayer. Lincoln slept with dudes all the time, but they say he wasn't gay. That would just there were fewer beds you, at the time. What do you wait? Is that, is that oh, true? Oh, okay. He shared sleeping arrangements with men because it was pioneer days. Is that wait? What no, we're but saying? he was Basically. he was the president. He had beds. He wasn't always. He, the not, he wasn't always the president though. Ah, oh, that's that is just for true. that four years. Ah, I didn't consider that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, is that a, is that a like a history deep dive? Like, do some people think that Lincoln was gay or no. bi or something? Uh, I've never heard that. I didn't make it up. Uh, some people say he's gay, but I think that the truth is that that like it's not weird for guys to share beds at a time when materials were harder to come by. I'll, I'll That's good it. for the title. There's Gay only one bed in the county. We've got to share. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish we could uh, hear recordings of um, of what they sounded like, like the founding oh. fathers. You know, like, have you ever heard that so, record, that old school recording of like George Washington Carver? It's like so old, and his voice is like really high and tinny and weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So either like, there is, so they know what um, Lincoln sounded like. I remember when I was reading up on Daniel Day Lewis's portrayal of him and Lincoln. Um, I don't remember how they knew. It was either by a description or, yeah, it would have to be because you know they they no audio recording equipment in eighteen sixties. Um, but 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 he had a high pitched uh, voice. It was pretty high, and so like Daniel Day Lewis's portrayal was like, 
based on that, based on that description of uh, of Lincoln's voice. Lincoln Real quick, is, Andy, is, is that a picture of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell on your shirt? Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> the YouTubers Nelk, their company Full Send. They mailed me out this shirt, among others. And this guy is a bodybuilder, Brad Martin, who's just their friend. And they just photoshopped his face onto Donald Trump. And then the other couple is Epstein and Maxwell. And I just any shirt with Epstein on it, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in also. You know what's really not cool? Twitch removed, this is, this is like a year ago, they removed all of my Epstein emotes. <laughs> I, had, I had a bunch of Epstein emotes, a bunch of Trump emotes. They got rid of all of them. I got banned off Twitter. I just got booted permanently off Twitter for a What'd joke of a... It was nothing. It's not even a funny story. I was in Denver, snowed in. I hate Denver, by the way, but that's a side story. Snowed in for three days in the airport, staying in a days in with my camera guy, sharing a bed. So at 3 p.m. on our second day of being snowed in, I just tweet, I'm going to beat the shit out of at Nico Villacresis, my camera guy. Send him the tweet. He reads it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Don't think anything else of it. And then three months later, I go on Twitter. Oh. I have zero followers. I'm following zero people. And it's told to me that I've been banned for a threat of violence. So I appeal it. I say, look, go to this Twitter profile. In his bio, it says filmer for at Danny Mullen. He might have even replied to the tweet like, ah, I'm going to fucking rape your mom, dude. LOL. <laughs> it's very clear it was horseplay, but I appealed it, an appeal that took about 14 days, by the way. They're not uh, too on their business over there at Twitter. And uh, the appeal result was, yeah, we looked at it. It still violates our violence policy. We're not going to restore your account. That's so stupid. They, they selectively enforce those rules constantly. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you can still be able to be a shithead online. I'm fully in favor of, of people being shitheads online. Abe that shared a bed with a dude for four years. And so military school. What was the context here? Uh, he was a handsome youth and store owner, Joshua Speed in Springfield, Illinois. They shared a bed for four years, not necessarily in those frontier days, the sign of a smoking gun, only messy male housekeeping. Nevertheless. Four years is a long time to be fairly uncomfortable. It's yeah. so long to share a bed with the guy. And, and the best part is, like, some of us are picturing our own beds. Mm -hmm. Oh, this you is some bullshit, that, bullshit bed. A this twin. was some real oh. bullshit bed. It, yeah. If it was a twin, then they were millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was just a burlap sack full of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping yeah. bag and they spoon. <laughs> it's this uh, was a tiny, tiny frontier bed. And if you think about it, his wife, Mary Todd, is the perfect beard because she was a psycho and I think she was fat or something. I, I speculated on that last part. She was definitely crazy. I made that part up. Yeah, I don't know. She might have been very trim. She was definitely fucking nuts and they had no romantic relationship, which is the perfect cover. Mary Todd Lincoln. Well, the great emancipator uh, will not be besmirched on my watch. I mean, well, hold on. Let's see. Let's find. I a, apologize, Kyle. <laughs> Google young. You know how Mary much I Todd care Lincoln. about civil rights and. Yeah, maybe freedom. it'll be like a, a Hillary Clinton thing. Maybe she'll be hot when she's young. Look at this bed. She was kind of hot. But then there's I remember those stories from that lady who went to high school or went to college with her and Bill about uh, her hygiene being awful. Hey, Mary Todd's fat as shit, Kyle. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> she's enough. awful, dude. She is right. awful. I well, remember one time it, I lost an argument about hottest first ladies. 
and I, I don't know if I ever covered my side of this, like as a <laughs> retrospective, but they said that Melania Trump was the hottest first lady ever. And without evidence, I was like, can't be, right? And here's where my headspace was. These are presidents of the United States, right? Arguably the biggest winners on planet Earth, right? In the solar system. These are the biggest fucking winners that there are. They must pull some fucking good tail, right? I think the biggest winners are probably like middleweight champion of the UFC or something like that. You ever see GSP's wife or girlfriend? No. Every time GSP's with a woman, she just, it's like, oh my God. And and Woody, I will. I will also say that we weren't a world power until after World War II. So if you were Grover Cleveland, I don't think you were knocking down the best <laughs> pussy in the planet. Well, okay, but that was, that was where my headspace was. I was like, you know, these guys are winners in the same way that, like, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates is a winner. And, and, sure, and then, yeah. you know, they're going to get tail out of their own league, at least physically. And, uh, oh, and by the way, the stipulation was not present time, right? That, that we're going to measure the first wives at the first wives' peak. Turns out, most of these chicks are like below average. Like it, yeah. There are not a lot of hot first wives. Jackie O clearly qualifies. Uh, Melania Trump does, and then it falls off a cliff. That, that is. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this article. It is so funny that they put M- Michelle Obama above Melania Trump. Michelle oh, did they? Number, God. number one, Melania. Oh Trump. my the God! The author of this doesn't even believe this. Oh <laughs> my God! No one believes that. Like, are you retarded? No, you're just pandering. But it's like, and but like the interesting ones. First of all, Jackie Kennedy, like incredible peripheral vision. Her, 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 her eyes are so far apart. She's prettier yeah. in my number, mind. I wonder if that's a bad picture. Number four. Or, I, or if I'm wrong. Funny you brought up uh, uh, Grover Cleveland because Francis Cleveland is on number four. Mm. Okay. Quite a drop off, which really shows the caliber of first ladies we're working with here. Also, I, I don't know if they do the same rule set, which is their peak, right? Because like yeah. Nancy Reagan might have been a freaking piece of ass at 21. Also, women just age horribly. And I'm not talking about them getting chronologically <laughs> older. I'm talking about go find the 22 year old from the 70s. And she's not attractive. Fuck the '90s, and she's not attractive to our eyes anymore. Just the way that makeup and hairstyle and clothing changes. So if we go back to 1821, it's going to be a disaster, even if her bone structure is angelic. And you can't tell okay. what's going on. The hats are so big. The hair's yeah. all over the place. Taft's the girl is, looks kind of hot, actually. The, yeah, the, I'm looking at Helen. I Taft just thought it was. I just thought it was obvious that Melania Trump would be the hottest first lady because, you know, she was a professional pretty person for a living. Like, that's what she did was she was a model. Um, And also, um, she was a billionaire's wife, not a politician's wife, who they usually pick those ladies for other things other than their appearance, especially in, like, the modern era. Like, like, um, JFK's wife was an attractive woman, but his girlfriends were fucking super hot. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like, like, they they all were. Marilyn Um, Monroe? I don't think she was the hottest one. Um, there was that one chick who was like, um, she's Swedish or uh, I can't remember. I Any think case. I'm not positive about this, but I think that in her time, Marilyn Monroe was like that era's version of perfect. I've talked before about how like Christy Brinkley was my teenage version of perfect. If you would look at her now, you'd be like, this chick has no ass. You have to have a banging ass to be a 2020 yeah. hottie. But, That's what I'm saying, Woody. That's my point, that the standards of Marilyn Monroe's era don't hold up now. 
Carmen Electra was the chick when I was a kid. And now you go follow Carmen Electra on Instagram. She's got a fraction of the followers of like some 22 year old community college student with an ass job. Oh, sure. But even well, like Electra like 50 now, but like prime Carmen Electra. I don't. Is she still hot? Because prime Christy Brinkley. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah, think people is. would not. Prime Carmen just... Electra is incredibly hot. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. My point wasn't too strong yeah, just there. Wild. Just, it's crazy, crazy, crazy <laughs> hot. Point wasn't too strong. <laughs> My point. I, yeah. Hey, I. I what you're to is like, dog, is like prime though. Michelle Obama. Uh, that's what we got to <laughs> compare this to. About, let's talk about prime Michelle Obama. You know when she's playing fullback at, at Ole Miss. Oh, you're gonna get me. I'm, I'm getting a chub over here, man. Stop talking about prime Michelle Obama, the the hottest first lady of all time. It's hard because I'm looking at prime Carmen Electra on my screen right now. I'm not sharing it because she's Playboy model, but um, it's all Photoshop, so I don't know what to make of it. Let me pull. Like you need Ooh. candid somehow of her and. I'm, you go to award shows. Who are the like ugliest MTV Awards, Carmen Electra. That should do it. Um, but but yeah, super 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 hot model, celebrity, hot. Um, for 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 a decade. More, <laughs> you having a, are you having a stroke? Super <laughs> hot model, celebrity, hot. <laughs> super hot, super fucking hot. But like, if you compare it to like George Bush's wife, who's like like Laura uh, Bush, like I don't know, she's the hottest mom at like the bake sale, maybe. You know, at in in a prime. Lady, <laughs> Lady Bird. I grabbed this one because it shows her ass. But I think she's super hot. I think that by 2020 standards, that ass is not. Woody, Woody, this, this is week. a great ass. This is a, this is I an agree. excellent ass. I agree. The, no, 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 no. See, okay, see, let me let you finish. You're being misled by the pants, though. Like, like clearly her 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 calves aren't this big around, right? Like, like, like she's wearing pants that that do not accentuate her ass. No, like, I can see pant. that, and I'm I'm with you, but I would. I think that tape. today people look for more ass than this. Am I off? Hey, think I'm off I think, target on right. that? I, I, I think do. That, in know. the 90s, the thing was like sickly skinny, it seemed like, and that has gone out of vogue where now it's more. You're not wrong, skinny. but I don't like your negative connotation. No, they were, the, the, there was, also <laughs> it's hot. All right. Do you remember that comparison, Kyle, that like, like the different female body types yeah and like which one and i think you and i were like i, I think i even went curvier than you and what he was like that one number four and it's like the 11 year old boy like, no the <laughs> <laughs> skinny as can be like a rail hey, yeah that that was the style when i grew up kyle did you pull up just now pictures of prime carmen electra yeah one thing i will say about her is she strikes least as being facially natural which i feel like today the hottest chicks all have work done on their face so it does feel like jerking off in a time capsule looking back on carmen elect carmen elector even in her prime here now it's all the same persian guys in beverly hills doing the same surgeries and it makes for really knockout beautiful girls, but there's this homogenous nature to all the top hot chicks you see on Instagram or in Hollywood. And Carmen Electra looks like she's pre that trend. Also with the Instagram celebrity, th there's so much Photoshop and face tuning, I should say Photoshop sort of old school, that Brilliant. like these people look, not just face tuning, it hits the body, it hits everything. People look so different in different mm -hmm. situations. You did girls who are just fucking unachievably smoking hot and then you catch them without the filters and it's like oh they actually look like regular pretty people you know yeah 
just looking up trying to find a list of the ugliest first ladies <laughs> and like there's no reputable sources obviously but i found, i want in i want I in found, on this uh, i found a forum called the boxing scene and it's a boxing forum and in the non-boxing discussion it, there's something called is michelle obama the ugliest first lady of all time in this non-boxing area and it is unbelievably racist to these boxing fans talking all the all the comments are from 2011 just and it's like i'm clicking on people's profiles and it's like every other comment is like pacquiao's like you know, top three goat. Don't even come at me, bro. You're a fucking idiot if you disagree. And then I'll be like, Michelle Obama looks like a. Boo. <laughs> it's like, what are you? That's what, some, what's uh, happening in your mind right now? On yeah. Forum. I don't That's even some, know how to. Go ahead, Danny. You want to say? Something? Oh no, I would. I would just say it's impressive double think going on that they love a little Filipino man, but they hate a big black woman. I, it, yeah, it's hard to describe. Michelle Obama, and and you have to be so sensitive about it. But like, here's it's from the neck down. She's one of the hotter first ladies, right? Like, I think, really? She's, it's not a tall order to say that. Kyle's giving us the eyebrow. I'm going to pull up the Like, 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 uh, who's the, 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 uh, George, George H.W. Bush's wife. What was her name? Barbara. Barbara. Maud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like Barbara Bush is an example where I I was like, all right, so clearly we saw her with gray hair, postmenopausal, yada, yada, yada. What does prime her look like? Because like. Even H.W. was the son of a senator. He was rich from the day he was born. Rich and powerful. As he was King Joffrey as a fucking child. So he must have pulled a hot piece of tail, right? No. Barbara Bush did not peak high. So I think, I, uh, you know, I, what, what I think happens with these senators' sons and politicians in general is the woman they marry, they marry for um, her connections, l- yeah. almost like it's medieval times and, and you, you need to marry the, uh, the princess of Belgium or some shit so that you've yeah. got the little influence over there. I think they're, they're, they're marrying more for connections and influence and, uh, and, sure. um, and that sort of thing. Their girlfriends are, are the hot ones. Yeah. Like, like, I, I bet George H.W. Uh, had some really hot girlfriends. Yeah, I have a buddy, totally true, by the way, Kyle. I have a buddy who's really high up in the Manhattan banking scene, and he says if you have too hot of a girlfriend, it becomes a distraction at networking events. If you're just bringing around some bimbo who's a hairdresser or a stripper, it's going to raise eyebrows, and it's going to lower your social credibility. Interesting. Oh, so you want a properly hot girlfriend. Exactly. You know who doesn't play by those rules? Hot. Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't think Donald Trump ever worried that someone thought his girl was too hot. No, no, never. He no. he he got off on that, walking in and being like, "All oh, these politicians are jealous as hell right now. Look at these frumpy fat bitches." Dude, remember <laughs> the inauguration? Remember the inauguration where it's him and his wife and Pence and his wife, and Pence's wife is like 40, 50 pounds overweight and like five foot four or something like that. I don't know how tall Melania Trump is, but like she's tall. Wait, like five like, eleven. Most models are tall. Like she's Probably, really yeah. t- fucking tall, which makes sense because that Baron Trump kid is is gonna be a fucking seven footer. It looks like Mike Pence has the best hair in the game. It's it looks great. great. It's attractive to it bugs. It just looks great mm. to bugs. Why? Because it's so bright. <laughs> no, he was on camera and there was a bug on him. all over during him. the debate. A, a, a housefly came and landed in the, like this, and he has really gray hair. So it it just stood out and it stayed there for a while. Yeah, I, it was. It's the only interesting thing that happened in that debate. It, the I, I, I didn't watch. Always it. suck. 
The, v the VP debates always fucking Mike Pence suck. said like six things over the course of four years. And one of them was like, right before Me Too got big, he's like, don't make fun of me for not going to dinner with single women. I, I'm being careful. And everybody's like, fucking prude, dumb bitch. And then suddenly just a cavalcade, an avalanche. And he's just sitting at home with his <laughs> fat wife like, oh, 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 I want video of Pence doing that. <laughs> but yeah, Me Too guy huge and he looked like a genius. kryptonite to anyone who would lie. Um, I saw this big news story. Um, somehow I got linked this thing from Australia. Um, it, it was Australian news. And I guess that there was, during the Me Too thing at its height, there were a lot of these Australian um, celebrities being accused. And like three of them, it turned out, like, no, they were vindicated. They ended up winning defamation suits against their accusers. But the damage was still done, you know? Like these, pe these people's names have been drugged through the mud. And, um, and this news story was following that and they had one of the guys who'd been accused, and he was talking about how he, he was suicidal and thinking about killing himself just to spare his family the embarrassment of the false allegations. And then they had this undercover footage of the interview where the woman is accusing him, and she's being coached by the interviewers. They're like, no, 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 maybe say it like this. Maybe say, I think what we really want to focus on is that their position of power is what kept you silent. Okay, okay. Ooh, that's and, then, skeevy. And, and they go, all right, and action. So what would you say was the reason why women in your situation don't speak up more? And she's like, well, you know, the, the power that they have, it really keeps us silent. Cut, cut. The power and the influence. You know, we, we really want to focus <laughs> on the power. And, and it's like, is this a movie they're filming or an <laughs> interview? And, and at one point, one of the like people who's a journalist actually says like, Maybe we shouldn't be putting words in her mouth and like shut up, Dave. <laughs> and like, mm. and they continue like faking this interview, like yeah. accusing this guy of some sort of mis—I don't know, whatever. Did he, he was get? Accused did of. he get uh, justice out of it? Did they go like, "Hey, you're clearly bullshitting. You can't do this." I mean, after months and months of dragging his name through the mud. Okay, so and, after his and life is ruined, and after and, his and, life is ruined, and yeah. after like all word association with his name from now until eternity is going to be rapist or or molester yeah. or something like that, like the damage has been done. Absolutely. Oh, it's it, it's fucking Terry Schiavo. He married Terry Schiavo. Oh, I just I showed him. I don't think either of them were ready for this photo to be taken. It doesn't. Dude, look he like looks it. handsome to me. He's a good-looking guy. Looks like he's he halfway looks, into a blink. He has the face of a middle schooler. Wait, who the fuck is this again? Uh, this is George H.W. George Bush. Bush. George Bush Sr. Oh, that's cute. And this he is before Bush. he was in the CIA. He looks vampiric. He's handsome and very strong bone not. structure. She's fucking ugly, is what she is. She looks like there's something wrong with her. Why like, does she have you, her head like that? She looks like she was at the school for malformed young women or something like that. Like, like, like she looks literally retarded. Like, this is like, th this looks like a, a little touch of Down syndrome or something. Hey, I got a game we could play right That's now. That's where you get torched <laughs> up, <Jesus. laughs> I got a game we could play right now, and I already Ooh. know the winner. Who is the sexiest male president in his prime? JFK. Mm, nope. Probably JFK would be my, wait, wait, no, wait. Wasn't Gerald Ford like uber super athlete or something before he was? He, he was he, he was he was a he was a uh, football player. Football Let's, player. What did Gerald Ford look like? But but he wasn't a handsome man. He looked like know. Jughead. No, I know the fucking answer. Young Gerald <laughs> Ford. I'm sticking with JFK. You know, young Gerald Ford looks pretty fucking good. It's like I'm trying to figure out how to use old JFK. Gerald Ford looks 
looks doesn't look good, but we're not talking about that. Yeah, look at this. Here. Perfect. By the way, it wasn't just JFK fucking Marilyn Monroe. His brother was fucking her, too. Everybody was getting some of that. Yeah, I don't know what this article's about, but there's a little picture in there of him, number 48. Yeah, you can see it. That's Gerald Ford as... Very handsome man. Yeah, see? I, I, I'm surprised I thought of him. But there, if I just thought of him, there have to be other ones. So I JF was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Wow, he looks like a fucking... He's a solid pick. I'm shocked Wait, that they... Like, like, Who is like, that? Like, that's FDR, bitch. That's fucking Franklin Delano Roosevelt. FDR looks like the poster child for like oh. white supremacy. He's Dude, he looks like uh like he'd be in an acne commercial or something about like white strips. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks like a modernly good-looking guy. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't look antiquated hot. He looks like a dude who would be walking a bimbo down Melrose Boulevard. The hair is so good. I know. You know he what? Is the hair is clearly better than JFK. Yeah. yeah. I think you you definitely won this. He looks tremendous. I'm gonna agree with you, and, and and it's because I think JFK had those acne scars. Remember, the, you ever see that? You ever notice he's got a little, little pockmark mm -mm. thing going on? Mm -mm. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I mean, to be fair, this was this was my contest, so it was a little loaded. But yeah, that's <laughs> little known fact. FDR was a fucking ten out of ten while he was at Harvard. I think everybody there was handsome. I want to see the rest of these men. That black dude next to him, very handsome man. Although, hey, hey look, take a look at this. We were talking about FDR's hair. Look at the guy who is bottom center. All you can see is the top of his head. Mm -hmm. Oof, that must be a coach. That's got to be a coach or something, right? <laughs> That's got to be a coach for sure. They'd be chanting stuff about him at the stadium nowadays. I Googled this topic, and they said that guy is the hottest, Franklin Pierce. That's what it says number one here. It's on hottestheadsofstate.com. Based on a painting? Based on a goddamn painting that he commissioned, and that's as good as it looks. I have this theory about people's profile oh. pictures on dating websites. Like, like you ever, if you'll sometimes you'll see a picture and you'll be like, "That's kind of borderline. She's cute, but it, it, but you got to stop and be like, wait, wait, wait. This is the best picture she could muster with all of the free time in the world to take pictures of herself. This is the best image of herself she mm -hmm. could muster." The real her is an abomination if she's borderline in these pictures. Is there and that's any what I think about this guy's disadvantage painting. of not putting your best foot forward? Did I say that? Yeah, I said that right. Like, do you always want to show, like, what if you're actually an 8 out of 10, but one day, one time, you looked kind of 10 out of 10? Is that the picture you use? Or Absolutely, it it's the picture sure. you use. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Because, like, like, like I don't know. I've, I've met people off dating websites and I get there and I'm like, you know, your picture was, let's say, an 8 out of 10 and you're a 7 out of 10. But I'm like, wow, your personality is so much better in person. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care that you've got like a laugh line. You're, mm. you're fucking you're cool. I like you. Like, mm. I, I think getting there to the in-person part uh, mm -hmm. is the important thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I, think, I only uh, use fake pictures entirely. Just completely different individual. <laughs> you know, this, this website, hottestheadsofstate.com, has a tremendous amount of Justin Trudeau fan fiction. Surprise. If you just yeah, Justin Trudeau's a handsome man. That's true. You know Especially who he looks, black like is, uh, he looks a lot like Fidel Castro. Isn't that weird? A lot like Fidel Castro, eh? Yeah. He looks a lot like Fidel Castro. Huh. Is there How something I'm missing there? Yeah, it was like, uh, there's like a... Theory? The theory that uh, his mom slept with Fidel Castro. Holy shit. That's why he looks like Fidel Castro. That would uh, explain the brown face thing he did. Would he get excused for that if he were half Cuban? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's see. Of course, Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's dad. 
That's the title of it. He oh, he does look a lot. Look at his uh, look at his nose. He does look a lot like Fidel Castro. Come on. Anything that comes out of this website is garbage after <laughs> no, their shit, hottest dude. president's list. Oh, medium. I'm pretty sure anyone can write here. I'm pretty sure I could make an account and just <laughs> like start Wikipedia. Up with shit. That should be a bit. <laughs> that would be so. Just, you know, just spread totally fake, dangerous, uh, like diet advice or just something. <laughs> you can't do that on the internet. No, certainly not. No, uh, people aren't saying they eat only meat. You know, for that's the that's the weirdest diet trend. Carnivore diet. Yeah, the carnivore diet, and then like seeing otherwise serious health people take it take it seriously. I back like, that. It's really interesting that when you eat all meat, it's like, okay, so there's no fiber in your diet. You're not getting any sort of variety. Like that's, you know, you know, we're omnivores, right? Like, yeah, we are. I don't know, man. I used to have really bad acne in college and it was body acne and it sucked because that was my meathead phase. And I would go spend three hours in the gym and I had a fantastic physique, but I could never take my shirt off because I had all these red blotches and these horrible cystic acne spots on me. So I would go out and lay in the sun and get sunburned because you a sunburn. No, I was just on every supplement you could buy at GNC plus Panda Express and meatball subs all day. <laughs> but I would actually go get myself sunburned because that would lead to a temporary receding in the acne. And then I could go to a fucking pool party with my chest puffed out and get laid and not be self-conscious. I needed help on my acne. No creams were working. Nothing. Over the counter tea tree oil tried that didn't work. But when I finally, I some Asian guy with incredible skin put up a twenty dollar video, like the internet's version of a late night infomercial. Now that's that's constant. The pre roll ads on YouTube. It was one of those, and it was a twenty dollar PDF you could download on a diet that would cure your acne. And the basis of it was get rid of bread, get rid of dairy, get rid of anything that's not meat, vegetables, or fruit. And I've been on that diet on and off since my college days in 2013. And my acne, whenever I'm on it strictly, goes away and my skin is flawless. How old are you, though? 31. That's when my acne went away. But it just... I have spells, Kyle, Well, I'll be with my girlfriend and we're getting Mexican food and burgers and just eating shit food. And right away, my skin will respond. And, and now... body acne? Yeah, it's shoulders all body back? acne. Back, shoulders, chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had really bad acne um starting when I was maybe 15 until I was like late 20s for sure. And it mm -hmm. was it was really I, I would take 3 showers a day mm -hmm. um just trying to get, my my skin was so oily when I was like 19, 20. Like mm -hmm. I would get up, take a shower, and I would be in a meeting and I would like touch my face and it was just like a pool of oil. Like, like there was it just greasy. Like I had just rubbed grease on my face. I was so oily. oily. I was always using those fucking um, Stridex pads to like just mm -hmm. try to mop the grease off my goddamn face. It was awful. Mm -hmm. But uh, but that all kind of went away at 27. I'll, I'll get some on my shoulders a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, on my back occasionally like one or two. Yeah. But like nothing. No, no big deal anymore. Yeah, almost never fun. on my face. One or two on the back. That's just sport. You get to pop those. It's entertaining. I I had it so bad when I got off my diet. There was a time in 2016 where I would get not only acne, but really bad hives, too. When I would wake mm. up at 2 or 3 a.m. and have to take a scalding shower because water 
that was 120 or 130 degrees was all that would Probably reduce that the high. itching. Probably not. I'm exaggerating. Um, 506. But yeah, dude, elimination diet. That's what I did. I got rid of all the carbs there's and everything a, ever fruit and vegetables and meat. There's some science around your body not responding well to I'm fucking this up. Hypoglycemic food, something like that. Yeah. It's the carb stuff, the potatoes, the breads, the rice. That stuff can give people acne. Your yeah. skin looks really good now, by the way, Cal. You're looking oh, good, man. Yeah. Although, if you look at anything, if you look at like what causes acne, the list will be so goddamn long that after mm-hmm. you're like, okay, so what do I eat? Like vanilla pudding? Well, not vanilla. Yeah, sugar in it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it'd be just 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 unsweetened pudding. Well, <laughs> can I put some flavors in there at all? Oh, you don't want any artificial flavors <laughs> in your diet. It's just like you know what? Move over carnivore diet. You want to lose weight? The water diet. The water diet. Yeah, it's 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 just water. How much? Well, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't go overboard. That'll really make you break out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Acne sucks. Acne sucks. It'll fuck up your self esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to like like. I don't know. I would. I rem- I can remember one time. Um, this girl wanting me to come over to her house when I was uh. Seventeen or eighteen. But I had just done my my like Friday you know Friday night, I would be like, all right, time to pop all the pimples. Yeah. And on, and on Monday I'll have healed up so they don't I don't look ridiculous, you know, because I've you popped would look all forward these to Friday night. You would love Friday night, huh? I hated Friday night because I got to pop oh, all these goddamn pimples and blackheads on my face. There'd be so that's many. Fun, though. And so like Friday night, I'm in there. I've popped like eight pimples on my face. My face all red, puffy, and there's like sores, and I'm like dabbing the, them with like alcohol pads and I look awful and this girl's like come over to my house and I'm just like fuck fuck 17 year old me wants to get laid so goddamn bad 16 or 17 somewhere in there I, I definitely ha- had the means to drive and I'm just like nah I can't she's like why why and I'm just I, I can't do it I can't come over she's like why I was like all right it's fr- it's pimple popping night <laughs> and I just popped all my pimples, and I look awful. She's like, I don't care about that. I'm like, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not coming. You, you I'm dealt not with acne. You'll care when you see. You guys, you guys both sound like you dealt with acne in a terrible so, way. Like even, so even at the worst of my acne, when I was in, and I took Accutane in like eighth and ninth grade, so it didn't even get that bad. I never had body acne. I would get it like on my face, and I would get it like around my mouth sometimes, like on my upper lip. Yeah. And it would be like, that is the ugliest fucking place. Now, I was so self-conscious. Like, I wouldn't even want to, like, look at girls or even, like, guy friends. I would be, like, so embarrassed. Every once in a while, I'd pass someone in the hallway who had, like, hardcore cystic acne. I'd be like, dude, thank you for taking this bullet. Yeah. Like, I remember, um, I've mentioned it before. It was my cousin's friend who liked to stab people. Um, and he had the worst acne I'd ever seen on his shoulders. It was like his shoulders were covered in cystic acne, like, almost mm. touching each other. And I remember seeing it because he's wearing a tank top one day and and thinking, not saying anything because he stabs people, but thinking <laughs> there's no way I'd live like that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would, if the first dermatologist didn't fix that, then we'd go find a second and a third yeah. and a fourth. Because I went to the dermatologist multiple times as a kid and like I went through like mm-hmm. some sort of retinoin cream and uh, all sorts of like benzoyl peroxide solutions and silicic acid solutions. None of that shit ever worked. Um, like, like they'd be like, oh yeah, well, are you not taking enough showers? Do you not? You, they think I'm you're a typical teenage boy who's yeah. like showering every other day or some shit. I'm like, I take three to four showers a day, sometimes five. That might like, be like, too many because then you're making more oil come out of your pores, right? It, 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 the, I, I was, just, I was drowning in oil. I was like a piece yeah. of fried chicken. 
Like, like the acne was bad at one shower a day, and it got a little better at two, and a little better at three, and a little better at four. Huh. So, so like, like this is as good as it had gotten because I'm taking a shower when I wake up, and like, like especially on weekends, it's like shower, 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 shower at eight a.m., noon, four p.m., eight p.m., and then like wash my face again before bed, and still just always greasy as fuck. I was just making so much. What do they call it? Your sebaceous glands. My sebaceous glands were just going. Sebaceous glands. Overtime. I have a I have a zit on my ass that's like Halley's comet. It refills in the exact same spot. It, yeah. so there's a scar because I've dealt with this thing very roughly over the years, uh-huh. and the the exact circular scar will just refill with pus, and it's always a cyst. And Dude. the last time it came back, I think. 2014 i may be due i wedged my fucking ass up or first of all i hopped up onto my parents or my childhood bedrooms sink mm-hmm. in the bathroom there i fucking propped my ass up against the mirror and i took like a seven inch long beretta out of my childhood nightstand not beretta excuse me a seven inch long k-bar knife out of my childhood mm-hmm. nightstand and i just wedged that knife tip into this cyst and it exploded white and red, and I haven't had to deal with the thing since. But I had, Ugh. I had, um, so I don't get a lot of butt acne. I really dislike it. But I had one on my right a- ass cheek about nine months ago, and mm-hmm. I couldn't pop it. I couldn't get it because it wasn't angry enough yet. Mm-hmm. So every shower, I shower twice a day now because I'm a normal human being. Uh, I would put that tea tree oil stuff that I get off of Amazon on there every day, every shower. I would I would s- smear this fucker with it, and over time it just got harder and harder and harder <sighs> until like maybe a month and a half ago I was like, today is the day, <laughs> and like I, I I soaked in a hot bath for like an hour, like and then I got out and I'm like looking at it in the mirror and I I get my left hand all the way to my right ass cheek. And I like get this thing with both hands and I like work it up and just uh, and, it, and it pops and it hurts like hell. And I'm like, oh, I'm not giving up that easy. <laughs> I'm getting it all. And the more I like milked this thing, the more Ugh. husky I would normally have stopped because the pain was excruciating and it had already popped. But there was more. Did you there pop was it more blind? to be had? Was it all blind, Kyle? Were yeah. you doing it without looking? I had the mirror. I had the mirror. I'm just uh. I'm, I'm like looking in the mirror and like and like milking this fucking thing and it's gone now it's completely gone and it's healed and my ass is all silky smooth and i'm so happy i would rather watch a beheading than like these pimp you know how people learn to like pimple popping popping. are popping one of my favorite subreddits people like it it. is i like it so disgusting to me it it makes me like i would literally rather watch somebody get stabbed because when i see like I saw, like I saw a GIF. One, I think you even like sent it at some point, Kyle. Where like some like lady like cut open someone's ear and like pulled out this long brown like bit, like just just conge- it was. It made me want to vomit. That and sometimes the ingrown hairs are the worst. Like 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 oh mm-hmm. ingrown hair and they pull it and then there's more and there's more and then comes like a clump like like that came out of a fucking drain in a in a, in a shower and and it, like the, like oh my god Ugh. that guy that hair was like if you were to straighten it nine inches long. What the fuck? What and, and, and you know that and it took up like a cubic inch on the side of the guy's face. It, they get outrageous with these ingrown hairs. Yeah. I looked up pimples that keep coming back in the exact same spot. Uh, one, mm. it's probably a cyst, and two, it says you should try uh, birth control pills. Oh, great! 
Yeah, ah. no problem. A few birds with one stone. <laughs> Remember all that news like 10 years ago when they were like the male birth control pill just around the corner? It came out? That? Oh, it, it, it actually did? It's steroids. They were, if you just give a guy steroids, he'll stop producing his own tea, and it's basically birth control, and you get fuck jacked. Does, does this it's, kind of steroid make you more jacked? Yes. It's I'm not win, looking that. win, win. Wait, I'm not going to watch that. What do you mean, this kind of steroid? It's called testosterone. Yeah, you just you supplement, testosterone. Your, take tea, and, uh, and you get jacked, j -j jacked, and uh, you stop being fertile. That's right. I'm pulling up the pimple video right now. I'm excited. This is what. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching that. Jackie's gonna be like, "Honey, I'm 50. We don't have anything to worry about." And we like, fuck it. Can't yes, be too safe. Yeah. <laughs> don't you want me to be huge, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> but what if a small dose of testosterone, right, Woody, to 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 stop the sperm? Well, we gotta be sure about this. I'm thinking three, four hundred milligrams no, a week. No right chances away. here. We're going scorched earth in, in, in those testicles. Not one will survive. <laughs> what did Arnold take? Uh, what did this, Arnold take? This cyst is gnarly. Wow, it's other things. This one's so bad. I don't want to show it, but it's oh yuck. Y'all like that? That one's oh, extra bad. That one is because it. it. I'm not. I'm used to. Less chunky, more fluid. Yeah. That yeah. was like old dehydrated pus. Yeah, that, that's ancient pus. That's been living in there a while. That's you know pus true. is dead white blood cells. When you think of it that way, it's not so gross. Actually, I didn't that's know true. that. I don't think I really had it. But it I have a topic we haven't talked about. It happened this morning. My mom calls me, and she's concerned. And she's like, Woody, is Colin okay? I need to know, is Colin okay? And I'm like, yeah, he's 100% fine. I just saw him. He's on bed watching YouTube videos on the iPad. She's like, I just got a call. A guy called my mom claiming to be Colin, saying that he had just been in a car accident, that he was the passenger. The story, there wasn't a very good scam artist, but um, claimed that the reason he didn't sound quite right was that he had hit his mouth and nose in this car accident, and he failed a breathalyzer because he had just drank in drinking mouthwash and drank. I don't know. Anyway, uh, my mom tested him. I forget what the, oh, she's like, if you're Colin, how old are you? And uh, he like tried to dodge it or something. And eventually he told her to go do something to herself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, the, the core of the call oh. was, hey, <laughs> hey, I just got into this car accident. I'm at the police station right now. Don't call anyone. Um, don't don't call Woody. Don't 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 share this. Or don't call Dad. Don't share this. I need money for bail. So he tried to get money out of my parents for bail and to have them keep a secret. But my mother is not senile, and she that did exact not fall. scam worked on someone I know for ten thousand dollars. No, you can't you can't say who it is. I'm sure you would have. So what? How did that? They they actually so, get their grand back. I was about to message them and like try to get the like nitty gritty details, but essentially it went like this: the person called this woman and said, "Hey, I'm your grandson, and I've been arrested. Um, my lawyer needs to talk to you. They're trying to get me out. Something kind of like this. It could have even been the lawyer that called her." claiming to represent the grandson. I'm a little foggy on that in my memory. But long story short, it was like, you know, I think it was a DUI or an assault or something like that. 
we need $10,000 to get your grandson out. And she's like, oh, Lord. Oh, okay. And so, like, went and got the $10,000 cash. Oh, and no. like, well, I'll be by in a little while to pick it up. And some dude showed up to her house and took $10,000 out of her hand and drove the fuck away with it. And what a piece of shit. Super Baby. piece of shit. And the problem was, like, it's like all the money this old lady had. Like, oh. like it... It's like it's like most of her money, the vast, it's like I don't know, maybe two grand left in her in the savings. You know, these are like poor country people. Most of her money is gone, and and she's just like, oh, I'm just going to kill myself now. I'm such a fool. Oh. And it's just like, well, don't do that. We'll we'll get in the. Bu- I, I was like, don't listening. do that, retard. <laughs> You'd well, you're <laughs> you hey, probably botched that too. <laughs> Handle everything. You probably go pay some kind of fake hitman to do it, wouldn't you? <laughs> another another five grand of my inheritance, Granny. Goodness, no, it was super Aww. sad though. Um, and, and I'm just like, I was like listening to it happen. Like 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 my friend was like put the phone on speaker, and she was like talking to her grandmother, and I could hear the grandmother in the background like really sad. Like like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Do you think we can get it back? And she's like, well, no, it's gone. And, for- and I'm on my side going like. No fucking way. No fucking way. I They're think fu- in this you case, think- it was a fan. Because they tried to, like, imitate Colin's accent. You know, my, my son's special needs. I don't know if you know Danny. So, you mm-hmm. know, he, he doesn't just talk like we do here on the show. And one of the things that caught her attention was how he just, this guy didn't, he kind of messed up his words, but he didn't, he strung them together like a little better than Colin does. His sentences were longer and, and yeah. And his voice is probably totally different. Yeah. Like Colin's voice is fucking deep. Like you can't do Colin's voice. <laughs> Dude, Colin is so big now. So a special needs son, if he were a normal 18 year old, I probably wouldn't kiss him. But Colin likes hugs and he likes kisses or whatever. He comes in for a hug on me and I kiss him. But I'm kissing the underside of a man's neck. That's how tall he is on me now. <laughs> like, like, I think if we cooperated, he could put his chin on my head. Goodness, <laughs> he's storming past. You know, last time I saw last time I saw Colin, we were wrestling on the couch, and I was letting him beat me up. I might not, might not be letting him anymore. He might just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you do fine, but uh, it, he is really thin. I was thin too at his age, but like I look at his wrist, and it just kind of stays there all the way up. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, you're just hugging on me and it's happy and, and I, I, I give me, and it was just like, that was gay. It was okay. Dude, uh, Colin is going to be like, like, I am uh, definitely the bottom in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Colin is going to be like Baron Trump's high. Like this Baron Trump looks Photoshopped in every picture that he's <laughs> he <really> does. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I'm digging his jacket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I never I, I like the belt too. Yeah. I like his, I like Baron's whole fucking outfit here. I'm gonna buy and, uh, the Baron Trump outfit. That's pretty. Also, uh, I'm sorry, Woody. I'm I'm sorry. I tried to get Taylor to go on a Donald Trump special needs improv earlier. My mom's a special <laughs> ed teacher, so I got nothing against the people at all. Well, oh, of course I wasn't. Not. No one does. No, okay. Yeah. But um, Baron Trump is only 15 years old, so he he's not even be. done is growing. He still yeah, 15. He's 15 now. Yeah, he's born 2006. He yeah, just turned. March, boy, Jesus Christ! He's gonna be like six foot ten. Maybe Do I you guys, don't know. Uh, I, I have a sorry, Dan. It, so I, I was a late bloomer, and I stopped growing around nineteen. So I just anticipate the same for Colin because he's also a late bloomer. He's eighteen now, and his legs are 
like just getting hairy. So, eh. Baron, on the other hand, he was shooting up five years ago. So yeah, his dad's six three, uh, according to the wor- the internet. Uh, his mom's five eleven, uh, and he is just huge. He is fucking. Huge. He's standing next to his mom, and his mom's wearing heels. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's tall as fucking those heels. I'm trying to find out where where, where to get this outfit. What is that? A bomber? Some jacket? have speculated uh, Baron is six six. I mean uh, those. Those Melania jeans. Those high. Hey, this those jacket isn't overpriced. Jeans. You're gonna you're gonna get that Baron Trump fit. I'm getting that fucking jacket, bro. <laughs> Man, this 15 year old's really got an outfit that I love. Dude, that 15 year old's oh, outfit was dude, put together that, uh, by his fucking fashion model mother. Is that a Beyblade? I got an article here about how fly his fucking outfit is. I'm getting that shit. It's pretty sweet. That belt it's, and those pants look expensive, dude. I like I, I I like everything about what he's got going on there. Yeah, I like I like the sneakers too. I got this. I got some sneakers almost exactly like that. I got the same belt. Who doesn't have a white tee? You guys I'm know of putting together an outfit, maybe like a, a hoodie, a hat. Get myself a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fly as fuck too. I, I love it. This is who you should have been for Halloween. Yes, I, it's occurred to me. How do I do, fellow kids? <laughs> so good, so fucking good. You gotta get the fake. You gotta get some fake fucking Bushimi teeth to go with it. Though. I like the music band T-shirt. Yeah, music. <laughs> I just caught that. Music huh. band. Uh, uh, so like- before uh, before we jump to the next thing, oh. we're gonna hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, been a hell of a year. Personally, I feel like I've aged 12 years. I oh, forgot about this one. Here we get ripped on by the Blue Chew ad. Personally, I feel like I've aged 12 years over the last 12 months. And if you're like me, you're feeling your age more than you used to, especially in the bedroom. Time you're to like snap a real out. pussy. Yeah, like a real loser. It's time to snap out of it. Snap out of it, guys. Spring is here, and it's time to get sprung with Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of the licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, 100% of it. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems there. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We've got a special deal just for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code PKA at checkout. Just pay the 5 bucks in shipping. That is BlueChew.com, promo code PKA to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast and giving us... The highest quality dick pills available. Thank you very much. I just re-upped mine. Uh, I literally did the other day. Uh, I noticed I was running a little bit low. I I, um, I have the monthly subscription, but after a while, it really built up. Like I think I get mm-hmm. like I get twenty eight pills a month, and there was a while there where I wasn't taking them daily. I was just taking mm-hmm. them when I needed them. Now I take them daily though. But for a while, they had just built up. So to the point where yeah. I had like two hundred fucking pills or some shit, I and. <laughs> 
I, I was running low. Had to go on there and uh, re-up my subscription. So mine will be here on the first. I'm well, told. Do, I, do what Kyle's doing. We all know uh, Kyle and I both recommend the Tadalafil. Get the Tadalafil, the one that starts with the T. That one's I use yeah, a nine milligram. Um, so Taylor, yes, check that out. For a guy like me who just does a hell of a lot of masturbation, will it make that better? Oh, it's so much better. I always water. say that. I always say that because I know our fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm like, look, I know, I know most of you aren't getting laid. Yeah. Master- have a little more fun with yourself. You know, you know, Bluetooth can help with that. Yeah, you're you gonna be blown away at how good you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and then, like, they should have the men's warehouse guy, and then it pans out, and he's just his dick is hard as hell. <laughs> Huge balls. Just, just dick out of his pants, just right at you. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. So go to bluechew.com, use the code PKA, just pay the five bucks in shipping, try it out, see if you like it. This episode of PKA is brought to you by a company we know and love, Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? Eating it. You know what's not great? Going and getting it. And the only fast things that do deliver? It's not what you're craving. That's where Postmates steps in, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. Don't have to drive, park, even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track the driver. Forgot the eggs and milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies munchies booty call for a limited time postmates is giving you a hundred dollars a hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app today and use code pka that's code pka for a hundred bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days save the hassle get the food you love fast at postmates with code pka so if you use apps like this you know those delivery fees can can add up at some point so 100 bucks of free delivery credit for that first week you're you're hunky dory. You're 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 sitting pretty. Give it a go, guys. You got nothing to lose. Can you postmates? Bl- did you? Did, I I did just you, you dropped for me. Can you postmates? I'm pretty bl- sure he asked if you could postmate blow. Uh, blue chew, but it's okay. The moment <laughs> came and went. <laughs> the mystery made that shitty joke way funnier. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, yet. I. Postmates is probably a third of my monthly expenses. I don't leave this chair when I'm on a four-hour-long editing bender or a two-hour-long writing bender. Just Chipotle, Postmates, it's my shit. Yeah, it's great. Postmates is super handy. And yeah. you, know, you just sit there, you eat your delicious food, you drink your lime Perrier's. Or maybe yours is a regular Perrier. I'm a lime boy. I like the lime more. Flavorless yeah. here. I got the the lime. I also got a... Kyle, I poured a glass a little while ago. I forgot to, that I did this, but I, I told you I got the uh, the Conor McGregor whiskey. I saw it at the Conor store. McGregor? Yeah. Conor McGregor whiskey. What's it called again? Proper 12. Proper 12. Now, I, I think it's a bit sneaky because I didn't think that... When it says 12 there, I was thinking it means it was aged 12 years, and really, that's just great marketing. I don't think it was aged very long at all. A wee bit Scottish. Yeah. Always half. I love you. I'd... Always half. I love Taylor's accent game. I think 12 is their equivalent to an area code, and 12 was the area Conor McGregor grew up. I think oh, that's what that is. You're right. I, I, I should have read the back. It says, paying tribute to where it all began for me, Dublin 12. So I guess that's like the a section of a city in Dublin. Yeah. How's yeah. it tasting, by the way? I saw it. It's I a little know. tough to see what's going yet. on. Have I you talked about you how much you sold it for? It was only 24 bucks at the grocery store. 
I that's how much Conor McGregor sold the company for. $24. I should have bought it because that thing makes like $100 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes fine it to a, me. A better deal than Manhattan Island. <laughs> no, I th- did we say $600 million? I believe I believe that's what you said, yeah. yeah. I didn't double check, but that is an enormous good. sum of cash. That is so or, much. Was it dollars? Was it dollars or dollary dues or euros or pounds? Uh, Ooh, pounds, you're rolling in it, right? Pounds, you're really rolling. Pounds euros is even too? more than the euro. Yeah, that's interesting though. I, I'm, I'm, uh, and I, I, I like to, I, I like for good things to happen to Conor McGregor. And I, I do too. I, I like that. Six hundred really, million U.S. dollars, I think. Holy shit, that's a it's lot a, of fucking money. Like a whiskey thing is a natural pivot for him. Like he's Irish. It works he's so well. It's, it works so well. Like, isn't this lion like one of his? Isn't is is this his tattoo? That's his fucking tattoo, bro. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. It's on his chest. It's huge. Huh. That's cool. I think it's a monkey. So much money. I mean, second only to like Beats by Dre or something with a guy taking his yeah. fame and leveraging it. And, uh, and he just Jordan's sold it. Yeah, sure. Does um, he get paid for that? I mean, I know Jordan. he gets paid for it, but it's not like it's not like they're like Jordans by Jordan. They're you know they're Nike Jordans. So yeah, I, I, somehow like I feel like Jordan and Nike had this thing, but he didn't really sell it as much as he just played basketball and everyone wanted to be like him. And he wasn't yeah. doing press conferences about Jordans in the same way that Connor does, right? Doing press oh, conferences yeah. Connor, while drunk. Well, Connor is just a master at marketing, <laughs> right? Like like he's out there fucking holding bottles. He he talked some sort of magic into Dana White's ear that that made like the events not, like like they run proper twelve uh, commercials at the events and I bet that deal is like a two three year deal and mm-hmm. part of the money Connor made selling that company is that deal is already in place so it's like yeah yeah you get the company you get the stills you get the facilities you get the it's advertising sorry, rights. Dana, and also it's... like you've got an ongoing deal with the ufc where they have to run your ads for the next two years because <laughs> i think dana like i'm making this up but i infer that he's doing it in lieu of paying him like if i'm connor it's like you know what i'll fight for 10 million and 10 minutes of ads yeah yeah, that's, and also like that's the I, idea that I, that's what I took like, from it as well. That's better than twenty million. Okay, I I had it in my head that like his whiskey was like a side. Pro- well, I know he sold it for so much, but originally I was like, it's gonna be some like two hundred dollar bottle of like Irish top of the line. No, it's like totally mid range, affordable. It was marketed perfectly. It's got the price point to make a ton of money. Like this was genius from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah his fan base aren't a bunch of fancy schmancy guys who are buying $200 bottles of scotch, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All you need is the 25 bottle that looks cool with like his tattoo on there. Oh, there's yeah. kind of, oh, it's got a little fake the, signature on the back. Neat. They're a bunch mm-hmm. of violent Irishmen who like to watch him punch old men at bars. And they're like, yeah. oh, I can afford a bottle of that. Let's go. I heard, I heard it took something like a third of the market share from Jameson and the amount of Jameson that gets sold when I used to work as a bouncer in San Francisco, that's if somebody was drinking whiskey at a San Francisco bar, it was Jameson. If you graduate college, you have money, you're out getting fucked up, trying to get some pussy. You're drinking Jameson and you're drinking a lot of teenies in a San Francisco. Uh, How how expensive is Jameson? It's the same price. I think it's the same price. It's low $20 per fifth. I wonder. I, remember, I haven't had it in years. I is, is it worth much without Connor? Right? Like, how much can you sell the Howard Stern show for? Right? Let's say Howard's done working and he wants to sell the Howard Stern show. To me, it's not worth much. Maybe Kyle has an idea. Different. Well, See, because they still have I, his image. I don't know this for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if he 
still is going to be getting paid to do their advertising for them and be in commercials for them. Yeah, he, he's like, licensing like, his image on the bottle. Like, I, I, I would, I, I bet either like part of his price was like, yeah, and you'll be in a commercial a year for us for the next five years, or maybe they're just like, hey, will you come back every five years and we'll renegotiate another price for you to do some commercials? He's in so many commercials. Have you seen his Burger King commercial? Yeah, I don't oh. see commercials. I didn't. It's oh, pretty funny. God. Well, it's because it's an internet thing. Like, like I saw it on the internet. It's somebody edited it, um, where he's like. He's like getting on a private jet and he's talking about the fucking spicy crispy Burger King. I just kind of want you to watch it and then that's like, react lame. to it. Let me No, you're Oh, is it good? Okay. It's Burger been it's, well, it's it's been edited. <laughs> Burger King maybe might be the worst it like copy. Oh, we cannot. Oh, well, it may be after the show. Plus it's a commercial. Um Yeah, I I, I don't know if I was like shit. Take any like the Danny Mullins YouTube channel. You sell it afterwards, and like, is it worth a lot without Danny on it? Like, I'm there for Danny. The day Danny sells his channel, a lot of people unsub. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, because, that. Because the channel isn't the same, but the liquor still tastes the same. Okay, so it's, but it's like the Conor McGregor whiskey. Like, I see Proper 12, I think Conor. If Conor's no longer incentivized to sell it like he was as an owner. If Taylor will quit being a big cock tease and open the bottle and drink some, we might have an answer I here. Did. I just did. I just had a sip. I can't. It's invisible. It, oh. it looks like you're <laughs> scratching your lip in front of me. So this is 30 seconds. Can we just like watch it in silence and and react to it? Pretty smooth. Pretty good. I don't know what I'm drinking though. I don't really. I'm not a hard liquor guy. I don't. Okay. Fair. But it tastes so, fine. This so this video is called enough. Racist Burger King 2018 <laughs> ad with Conor McGregor. Oh, this is gonna be funny. Hey, do you like Burger King? Oh, are you a filthy? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a little aggressive. <laughs> I'm at zero. I'm at zero. All right, we'll watch yeah. in silence. Okay, thirty seconds. Twenty-six boys. seconds. Ready, set, play. Uh, what are we doing? What I want the sandwich even more now. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's so good. And, and, and if you didn't catch it, that guy's wearing the Burger King crown. Like, like, like. Did the audience hear that? Yeah, the, no, no, they, they heard it. I, I feel like we just did the. Worst segment in the history of the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Woody, I've got it. I've got an idea for a bit. We're going to do 26 seconds of dead air. <laughs> I just wanted to share the commercial with you. If people wanted to get the joke, they can they can look up what I just no, said. No, I got an even better bit. You know, Woody and I have been really into Stormlight Archive. How about I grab the book and start reading from where I'm at? <laughs> you do it every PKN. I'm sitting, you're over there talking about dream blades and shard armor, and I'm just like. Hey, you on attention. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'll pretend. <laughs> no, you're you you would you know you're you're a nerd. You like the fantasy stuff. You would the like fucking that. hurricanes are coming in. They're fucking killing people with hurricanes, and there's shard armor that costs as much as a city, and it cuts through people. And I'm just, just like, ah. it's really to, a to help the audience real quick. We should probably just summarize what happened. It was the Burger King ad where the king. Gets on a private jet with Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor is plugging the Whopper, and then he throws it back. Check out this king, and then they cut to. Uh, I, is this something that's been going around the yeah, internet? Yeah. An insane yeah, racist guy mean. with a Burger King crown saying, "Get that 
blank bitch off the plane. And it's I the N word. It. I love it. That that clip was and and like if you watch that guy's face, he like looks to his right to like catch somebody's reaction to him saying it. He's such a troll. I think he did that twice on two different airplanes. He did both times wearing a Burger King crown. <laughs> You know what? That guy's like a deep agent for the the PR wing of McDonald's. Ah. <laughs> All right, Jack. Black people everywhere were like, I don't even want a Whopper anymore. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm a Dairy Queen man now. Fuck that Dairy shit! Queen. I'm gonna get that flamethrower burger. You ever have the flamethrower burger from Dairy Queen? I uh I actually did try it once. It wasn't good. I love it. I love it a lot. It's a fucking delicious hamburger. I like any hamburger that has some spicy shit put on there. Dairy Queen um, beats the shit out of Burger King. It's not even close. It's not even fucking close. Yeah. Not even close. Burger oh, King. Speak, is speaking of that, Taylor is getting married in like a month or so. It's good coming up, coming up not all that long away. And uh, I, I messaged him today. I was like, "Hey, I, I can't find that registry list. Would you, would you send that to me again? I want to make sure I get you guys something nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you don't get it to me in time, because I already asked for it once, I'm just sending you a lot of smoked meat, man. And he's like, "Ooh, cured meats." Do that instead. Fuck a like a, 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 a china set or some cutlery. And I'm like, you yeah. want you get it. And I'm like immediately on my phone looking for the most like extravagant meat box known to man. <laughs> meat box. <laughs> he is getting I'm not gonna spoil it exactly. I want it to be a surprise when you when you get this, but the package is eighteen pounds, I'm told. <laughs> I saw and, that and I was like, that can't be right. You're gonna kill me. <laughs> this gonna I would be... estimate this to be a hundred thousand calories. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I- I'm gonna gain some serious weight when no, that Taylor. If you eat it all at once, I don't think your body can absorb it all. It I, comes. I, I, I'll have an. I'm pretty sure it comes in a. I don't know about. I I I think I selected the wooden crate for it to come Ooh. in, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't, don't bet on that. Is but a it definitely comes. It definitely comes. That was one of the options. I almost got you a quarter of a cow. <laughs> that would have been I, a little. Excessive. It was between this and a quarter of a cow. Well, I'm like, glad like, that like, you got me the the meats, the 18 pounds of meats. I'm excited. I, when when you texted me that today. Like literally, like I'm so glad that you brought up because I was like going to get the wedding registry like link. And then you're like, or I could just send you meat, and it's like, I already like I have way more cups, way more dishes. Like my my all my kitchen cabinets are full of stuff. My my fiance like got a uh, espresso like cappuccino big coffee machine thing, which is kind of I haven't used it yet. It's got a lot of buttons. I haven't figured it out. Yeah. And so I'm 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 stoked on getting meat. I don't want any more forks, no more spoons, Dude. no more cups, no more sp- no. I meant what I said. If if it gets there and it, and you're underwhelmed, let me know and I'll get you something different. I guarantee. But, uh, I really this seemed like the thing. Like yeah. like 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 I I I I was like, I think this is the thing. I think this is the thing. But if I'm wrong, I want you to let me know. I want you to get. I want you to be happy with what I get. You. I I will let you know 100. percent And I appreciate the thoughts. Very nice of you. 18 pounds of cured meat. This this is this is gonna be genuinely like. A step in the wrong direction for my health. Oh, <laughs> wait till it gets there. You're gonna be caveman diet, baby. All meat you, diet. Yeah. If you don't know, Danny, like one of my big vices is like charcuterie boards, Italian deli meats. The love capital, them. The love center. it too. You know, I love the cheese, the cracker, every bit of it, and it's the best kind of snack at parties because, like, you you don't have to admit to yourself how much you're eating because you're just, oh, I think I will have another one. Oh, I'll yeah. just I'll grab a little slice of meat, a little bit of cheese, a little cracker. Oh, that's what I'm gonna have. It, well, actually, that, that's what makes it dangerous because you can delude yeah. yourself into thinking that, like, I just popped over there like three different times. And it's like, no, you didn't. You, you certainly didn't. You've been you've been guarding it 
all mm-hmm. night, like staying like, <laughs> around it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for. It. I, I love my deli meats, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I love it too. It's relatively guilt free food. I think it's a lot better choice than a lot of snacks. It's this just, is not guilt free. No, this is. I, okay. This is. I can't think of anything more calorically dense than this other Danny's than butter ever struggled with his weight it maybe doesn't know about calorically dense bad food i would look, it, look at my maybe the only thing with more calories but this has le- more salt so oh my god your leg danny what it, oh. it looks like an elk Dachau or auschwitz what the fuck <laughs> big d dude Dachau. big d uh, <laughs> that's i like that i always you always need because Auschwitz is the most played out concentration camp. I needed a number two, and I heard a Gilbert Gottfried joke where he mentioned Dachau, and then yep. that was my number two. Now we need to start moving to a number three because Dachau is becoming cliche. I don't oh. even know what else. There's a Birkenhau, Birken something, Birkenstock. Birkenwald? Birkenstocks, yes, that's it. Yes, <laughs> that's where the shoes came from. Very insensitive name. Yeah, they made them wear those shoes. It was it was part of the punishment. They made them wear those Birkenstocks. Ah, now your feet are going to smell awful in just a few days. <laughs> no socks. <laughs> no socks allowed. We've, we've tortured you with smelly, stinky feet in the same barracks. Dude, there was nothing worse than Birkenstocks were huge when I was in high school, and no one would wear socks in them. And so everyone about had filthy, rancid-smelling feet, and people would like slip their feet out of them in the middle of class and be like nope. messing with it. and you could just see a dark brownish black patch of foot sole sweat that had been there for like it i'm so glad birkenstocks aren't in stock there's and, nothing yeah. that's one of the worst smells mandals are always you, in style taylor will know I, I, soon he's about to get married he'll he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll hit the mandal in no time you know how funny it would be if i get they're married always, and I start they're showing always. up <laughs> I get, you know what? I'm going to get married and I'm going to order a bunch of like exactly Woody's clothes. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll, just, I'll wear like a Hollister collared shirt and, and uh, the, the, the cargo pants. <laughs> I love it. That'd be great. Dude, my pants now, I have a phone pocket. Look, look. So they're, they're not. They're not cargo pants. Those uh, aren't pants. Why are you erect? Ah, that's what it looks like flaccid. One mm. phone pocket. Okay. I mean, what? Super cool. So, so yeah, my pockets don't fit phones free. in them. Oh well, you should wear men's clothes. Oh, oh! <laughs> I like the buttons on the left. What can I say? <laughs> so I was. So first of all, shout out to um, where is he? Every once in a while, someone tweets me like a weird part of the internet, like a bit, and I'll look into it. So shout out to Kebby Plays on Twitter. There's a weird community of guys on Twitter that you should make fun of on PKA. Search Wank Battle. So open up your Twitter and type in Wank Battle into the search or hashtag Wank Battles. And what this is, and I'll link an article here from BarstoolSports.com where one of their bloggers was should challenged we, should we guess battle. yeah guess, guess what wank battle is guess what you think it is and then i'll tell you my first guess that wank battle is guys masturbating to dirty videos and seeing who can go the longest without coming mm, i feel like that would be so easy to win you just pull off whenever you're about to climax i agree with you but i don't know what else a wank battle could be my theory was that it's guys seeing how many times they can pop in 24 hours no, that's a good so, guess. So, Woody, do you have a guess, or are you looking at it? I uh, I'm looking at it. And I still don't know what it is. I'm trying to infer from this context. It are two people 
Is it like that try not to laugh sort of thing where they show you something sexy and then you see if it initiates the launch sequence? Basically what this is, from what I can garner from this, is it's two men and there are people challenging each other. to the, There are so many profiles if you go to hashtag wank battles in the Twitter search and you can see people's profiles. This person has wins 149, losses 27, <laughs> draws 26. They, it's guys, and they get into a text or a WhatsApp or whatever chat, and they send porn. They pick like five celebrities or porn stars, and then they send sexy pictures to each other, or sexy gifts, and they add their own fucking like paragraph of like you like that you filthy little slut boy you like that. and it's like and and you read these and it's like and then one guy will eventually be like oh please let me bust sl master and and it's like that level of thing and then they like they respond to the text with like oh you better do better than that little baby bit like all that kind of stuff and apparently people have done this hundreds battler mike here's a twitter name this guy's got 149 wins <laughs> wait so so taylor i'm still a little foggy on this what fun does that serve the people shit talking? Is that supposed to get people off quicker, or does that distract well, no, that, them from that, coming? That wasn't. Uh, that wasn't. I wasn't meaning to do shit talk. It's like I guess that conversation I was looking at. They're both into like humiliation and like 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 being mean. And so they would send a picture of like the woman they're using like giving head or something, or like standing there with a whip. And then they'd add a caption like, "You're a naughty boy, you little baby bitch. Uh, you like mm -hmm. that, don't you?" And eventually, it's like. Like one of them will start responding in earnest, so like "Let me come" or like, oh. or like I'm just tame, right? And it's it's incredibly uncomfortable to read through, and it's so it's very disjointed. It's hard to. Woody and I have been doing this for years. <laughs> I don't know what the big deal is. But, you know, this guy Clem, uh, an, uh, a blogger on Barstool Sports, was challenged to a wank battle against the Porn King, and apparently the Porn King. Let me link you his. Uh, let me link you the Porn King's account. So this Please. guy is one of the guys who is in those meme photos of going to like porn meetups and like standing there uncomfortably near oh, adult yes. porn stars. Yes. And he this guy challenged the <laughs> the barstool guy. And the barstool guy is just like clearly like tongue in cheek mocking him the whole time. <laughs> like and this like being like, oh, you know, you know, I've never done a wank battle, but when the king challenges you, you you don't step down. You treat it as a learning experience and it shows them like going back and forth and but all of it's censored because it's all porn and then eventually the barstool guy goes uh no the, the the porn king goes on a scale of one to ten how close are you in the middle of their battle and then taylor the goes, honestly i think i'm gonna have to tap out because my eyes are starting to go i'm an old man this round I goes to you, you my friend <laughs> just I, it must be i don't i don't get it so I, so I send a person porn and talk smack to them. Yeah. And how then is what victory to achieved? A win or a loss? A win or a loss? Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me find here. Because I see the, these people. Like, here's a guy with 412 wins, I think. <laughs> uh, here's a guy that's 32, 23, and he has four ties. How does the draw happen? Taylor. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I found out about this four hours ago. All, like, I don't know. <laughs> but I know that, like... The most wow. interesting ones are ones where you can see the actual text conversations from the people where someone admits to busting. And like the number one problem with this is that I guarantee that people are lying through their teeth about their records. That person saying that they won 400 and have only lost like 10. Uh-uh. I don't believe it. I, yeah. there's, that's not true. That guy's busted way. Clearly, this is just a way for porn addicts to get some sort of engagement with their addiction. And 
I guess women are few and far between. In oh, this, this guy has so many oh, awkward photos of him with porn stars. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I'm it's, like going through them. Yeah, I kind of like that guy's profile, actually. I mean, it I, is funny that... You should do something with this guy. Yeah, yeah I would love to. You should do a collab with the porn... Or oh, what's a it? big ass. It yeah, might be hard to... Uh, it might be hard to reach out to him now that my Twitter's deleted, but I'll find a way. Shit, <laughs> really? Me and oh, that's true. You know what? I'll reach out to him on your behalf. It, I would really appreciate that, porn Taylor. I so, need to learn more about this wank battle sport. A wank battle is when two people swap picks and gifts with a simple goal in mind, making each other feel good. It's a fun swapping session, but with a competitive twist, you have to make the other come. Now, I still don't know if you win or lose when the other... I guess you win if the other guy comes. So if you yeah, come you more slowly... So Kyle was sort of right. No, so Kyle, Kyle was sort of right. I mean, there are no losers in a wank battle. <laughs> no, I, I, I was surprised that Kyle hit the nail on the head so quickly there. Are, are you a wank battler? What's your record? I am a <laughs> grand champion wank battler. Um, you know what yeah. I was seeing on here that was like a total level of weirdness even beyond wank battles is I found an account that is starting. You know how Pokemon has like gym leaders and things? Oh, yeah. fuck. They're coming up with like <laughs> the people whose records are good enough are like gym leaders of wank battling, and that you have to battle your you have to make the gym leaders come in their in your text with them. It's this can't be this can't be good for humanity, man. No, I, no, we're doomed. <laughs> we're so fucking doomed. Fuck this. We're we're so fucking doomed. Oh, we have taken we have straight we have strayed so far from God's light. There, I saw a preview for a movie today, and it actually looks good, and I think it might be an original idea that I've never... I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. It's, um... What's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy's name? Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yeah. So it's a Chris Pratt movie. Um, I think it's made by Amazon, and I think it comes out next month. So it'll be, like, on Amazon to watch. The premise is this. He's, like, hanging out with his family, watching... Looks like the Super Bowl, or, like, a football game in general... And all of a sudden, like a fucking space portal opens up at the football game on the fucking field. And they're like, is this part of a fucking show? What is this? Mm. And like a time traveling woman comes out of the space portal and she announces to the world that in the future, aliens have invaded and we are losing and we've come back for manpower. We want, we want, we need you to come to the future and help us fight off the alien invasion or you will have no future. And, and, and so like the governments of the world agree and, and create a draft. They're, they're drafting people to send to the future to fight this war. And Chris Pratt has former military service and he's a school teacher. So these are like two things that get you out of the draft. But they tell him like, if you don't go, your wife is being drafted. And so he he's like, well, I'm going. I'm going. And like, I, I cut it off right about there, but I was so intrigued. Yes. Like already. Like, like there was this one part where like the soldiers are suiting up and they're like in like formation to like go into a time portal maybe. And Chris Pratt's reaching over to this guy next to me. He's like, nah, nah, strap it on like this and like that. And the guy's like, how do you, how do you, are you not scared? He's like, nah, nah, not really. What's that about? That's a long story. You got military service? Yeah, I, 
I guess it wasn't a long story after all. <laughs> like, all right, all right. There's a little, there's a little, there's a little comedy but, mixed in here, too. So it looks fun. It looks I have, fun. I have a lot of questions because there was a film from around 2003 called The Butterfly Effect, whose whole premise, I believe, was that something as small as a butterfly flapping its wings can affect the future if it's done back in time. So I'm not sure how uh, sending a hundred battalions of past soldiers to their death in the future seems like that'll have some implications for the right, current All the world. future soldiers will be dead. Right? Like, like I, it, I, think, I think the idea was that it doesn't matter because there's not going to be a future because we're losing the war for Earth. It seems short-sighted. It, it, it would seem like yeah, the second, like... Taylor goes forward, then there's all like there's all these Taylor kids that disappear back to the future style. I think we're paying far too much attention to time travel paradoxes and not enough to the fact that we're sending Chris Pratt to the future to fight aliens. Yeah, but Oh, okay. and he's got a six pack again. Uh, I'm in. Good for him. Man. All right, I'm in. I want to see yeah. it. Yeah, he gets all shirtless, looking looking super ripped up, looking real good. Nice. Yeah. But Chris Pratt seems the... like a good guy. Seems like a great guy. He's Ex-wife might disagree. I wonder what. Fuck happened. her. I'm I just saw Anna, Anna Ferris. I didn't her? know that was his ex-wife. She's from. Uh, isn't she from the scary movies? You were uh, never funny, Anna. <laughs> well, that's true. She wasn't funny. I wonder. Chris Pratt. You, Chris, I wonder what happened. Your entire career doesn't yeah. amount to Chris Pratt eating one cheeseburger mm -hmm. on Parks and Rec. Uh, Jeff. No, no. Bill Gates got divorced, right? It's come yeah. out that apparently he's been fucking everything he can. <laughs> yeah, like, Good for him. like Good it's, for him. it's not like you had an affair. It's like, oh yeah, huge womanizer, huge. You know, he's been he's been fucking. I'm glad. And I'm like, Bill Gates, okay. You know, all, all, and I've thought this for years. I remember like, because his his fortune is like swollen and 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 like sort of dwindled over the years. Like, like I remember at one point he's like, oh yeah, richest man in the world at forty billion. That's years and years ago now. But but then it was like, oh, only the third richest man. And it's like, yeah, but didn't he give like like $30 billion to like AIDS patients or Africa in general or I something like that? I think he was thinking about that. It just gave it to it's, Africa. It's like he's the richest man in the world at $40 billion, Then he's third richest with $68 billion. Like it's been doing great. It yeah, like, like up and down, up like, like he's always the richest man, one of the richest men in the world. But it's and it's always down. tens of billions. I yeah. felt like it went down. When, I thought I thought he gave away like a substantial portion of his money at one point. It's 126 billion right now. Yeah. In any case, I always thought like, man, what a what a waste of the oh, richest man in the world. Like, like I, I was I, I was like, why does it have to be that the richest man in the world is a fucking nerdy philanthropist who wants to like be a do-gooder? Why can't like, like why can't it be like fucking I don't know. Nicholas Cage. Why can't Nicholas Cage be worth a hundred billion dollars? It'd be so fun to watch him like just do crazy shit. You know, he any, would. any of the four of us would be way more fun billionaires to watch. Remember when can that you, notch can guy you imagine, was? Can you imagine how much I would ruin this country if I had a oh, big time, big time, just... the world, the world. I would remember cause when, such problems. It went down, guy but it was the dot com bust, not the uh, not giving it away. I remember when that uh, was it Notch that made that made Minecraft and like yes. created it. Yes. Yeah, I remember when that guy was like, "Oh yeah, it's just you know I'm kind of sad and lonely and I just don't have any fun." And it's like you know when you're when you're worth tens of millions of dollars, <clears throat> it's really not all that cool after all. And I was just like, "Dude needs to hire me for about eight hundred k a year to be his fund manager." Yeah. Like like he doesn't know how to fucking have fun. 
Like, yeah. are you kidding me? I remember that me? bit. We had such great ideas for him. There's, there's a million, there's a million ways to have fun with. There's a billion ways to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I remember imagine, during that bit. Uh, Danny, you want to go? Uh, I'm just saying. Imagine the first month after a hundred billion dollars hit your account. The lack of sobriety, the amount of bribery and near arrests, prostitution, and hooker corpus, hooker corpses. Yes, absolutely. I would I, try and like buy Madagascar or something. Or no, we figured <laughs> out that Madagascar actually has like 40 million people to live there. So somewhere dude, else. That was the funny thing about Bezos. Like, so Taylor has said that if he was a multi-billionaire, he would buy all the NHL teams, put the good players in St. Louis and just butt fuck <laughs> everybody all the time. Be cool, awesome. cool. Jeff Bezos bought The Apprentice. And I'm like, that's a Taylor level fuckery. I kind of like that. Yeah. It, it, apparently oh. it was worth like a Four billion, and he paid nine billion for it because he wanted it so fucking. For uh, M MGM. For MGM, said? yeah. Like he paid double what it's worth because he wanted he it. He wants it so bad. He want. So I don't know if, if is Jeff Bezos. He wouldn't be the host of the New Apprentice, would he? Is that what he's Not trying the to host. say? No, 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 he no. just owns the rights to that. He wants that. He wants the dirt on Donald Trump because he fucking hates him. Oh well, yeah, I know he hates him. He, uh, the Washington Post has always ra ripped on him for the last five years, but like. Yeah. I thought that maybe Jeff Bezos was doing this because he wanted to be like the like no, obviously to get that stuff, but then also to be like I'm going to be the the new billionaire man because I mean obviously he's uh, what literally thirty three times more successful. So than everybody's Marty. talking about how he bought The Apprentice because he hates him, but I have to imagine he bought MGM because he owns Amazon Prime too, and it makes sense. Oh for, sure, sure, sure. You know, yeah, to have that. Oh, content. of course, of course, of course. He's a smart guy. He wouldn't spend nine billion on spite. It's because it's a good business move. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be both. I respect so. both decisions. <laughs> like, I don't care why I'm happy with it. If I, if I own, if what does he have? 130 billion, 160 billion, something like that. I thought it was like 100. Oh. At this point, he got that divorce. Uh, good for him. 190 billion. Yeah. So if he dropped nine billion on MGM and now he's down to 100 and. Oh, I guess he's still worth 190 billion. He just exchanged cash for. MGM. I think I buy a chain of whorehouses. Like you don't just buy <laughs> prostitutes. You don't just pay prostitutes. You just buy a chain of them, right? Like you like have you a concubine. Buy... Like, does concubine mean one person? Maybe I don't know no, what it, it means. No, a concubine is a single person. You're talking about a harem. Yeah, yeah, I am. Nice. You need a harem. You need a harem, nice. complete with like the whole. Saudi prince decorating skin. Yeah, the big yes. poofy cushions and the silk curtains and stuff. And, and the round couch bed Some of that thing. weird face jewelry they're always wearing. No, you know I would, I would those, uh, like Xerxes from 300 with a chain from the ear to the nose. They need symbols on their fingers, whatever they're called. I would keep them tied by a rope in a stable and they'd have to shit in the hay. Just <laughs> because I read a porno like that, yeah. The only, like the only interesting thing... I learned about in my Middle Eastern when I was at UCLA I would go on this website called Brune Walk and you just find the easiest professors that was the only criteria that mattered for me just the minimal amount of input for still mm -hmm. completing a class and getting my credits I would take shit like 1400 Middle Eastern history like the fucking the 1500s learn about the wars between the Ottomans and the Habsburgs the only thing I retained was about the people who kept these harems the guy who was in charge of a harem in the Middle Eastern and the Ottoman world, which those are the Mac daddies of harems. That's where this term came from. Yep. There's something called chief black eunuchs, and they would take black guys because back then the theory was that women are less attracted to black men. 
how wrong they were. And they would slice <laughs> off these dudes' dicks, too. Because it wasn't just enough that they were black. They needed to be cockless. And then they would give these guys, like, a cattle prod or something and just let them into the harem. And those guys would be basically just the male madam of all the whores. They would keep yeah. the whores in line. These black dudes with no cocks. No, dude, like, uh, the Arab slave trade from Africa, like... Like, they had an enormous slave trade, even bigger than the slave trade from Africa to the U.S. Way bigger. because I mean, obviously, geograph geographically, that's much simpler. There's not a giant ocean. You can walk. Mm -hmm. And, like, then you might wonder, like, well, there's all these black people in the U.S. today. Why are there why are there so few black people in the Middle East? Yeah, because, like, all of their, they castrated like, all their slaves. Yeah. Pretty, pretty fucking ghoulish. Yeah. No cock, know. dude. Chief. <laughs> Kyle, I, you I didn't know. Different opinion they, on this. I didn't know. I mean, they seems like maybe they were thinking ahead <laughs> to keep the to make sure they have a good uh, someone good to run their brothels, keep their no. profits up. <laughs> Kyle, choose your words carefully. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I'm choosing them perfectly right now. He's, uh, As always. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not that's how uh, subtle it was. Yeah. Fewer, car, fewer car thefts in Saudi Arabia, Woody. Well, that's because women can't drive. <laughs> so there's fewer cars. <laughs> probably, probably not fewer cars. I feel like all those princes... Well, I guess the princes don't own enough cars to offset... There's it. enough princes to like upset the balance of women drivers? You know, how many cars could they have? And they can only drive they one... They need millions! They need millions! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was a, that's one of those sentences you say, and it's you like went to college. <laughs> you guys all know this. We're like you're on this show, and like you, you just you're talking to talk, and you get halfway into a sentence, and you're like, "This makes less than no sense." Please, nobody call me out. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Kyle, let that go. <laughs> Have you met Kyle? He, he sits like, over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Kyle's Mister Call Out. This didn't happen, you faker. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna let that fly. Like, and if you don't know, last week, or was it last week, two weeks ago? They, they all blend together. I think it was last week. Uh, we had a guest that told, frankly, an unbelievable story about getting stabbed <sighs> when he was a child by his dad and sewing himself back up together in the woods for three days. And Kyle, and I, I was like being very courteous, like, really? My God. What what happened then? Did that Dad damage your, stabbed that, you? That and you again? sewed yourself up like Rambo? Because you, you have to keep the conversation going. And then yeah. Kyle just... That didn't happen. That didn't happen. None of this You're, is true. None of this, none of this happened. <laughs> You're making this up. This like, 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 look, dude, I know I just told a story about fighting a wild boar with a knife, but I have witnesses. I can call them forward. Jeremy saw that shit. The people who run Houston Armory call that, saw that shit. If, if you know anybody who works at Houston Armory, ask them. Did, did FPS Russia fight a Russian boar in a field with a pocket knife? They will fucking tell you I did because they were there and they saw that shit. A yeah, and where's this boar? guy's dad to corroborate the tale? Yeah. Dead. Oh. So, they, they, uh -huh. so, so they, they have this like uh, species there that's like Russian boars were brought in and uh, they got loose and they interbred with the, the wild boars there. And so there, there's this weird hybrid species and it's got like this black fur and they're really fucking big. And wow. for I say tentatively because it's this, it's this wiry, nasty hair yeah. that comes out of your body. You, so you it, called a guest's story out as being fake? Yeah, because it was. It was nonsense. <laughs> it was fucking nonsense. Like, 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 like. It was it so fake that it wasn't even a good story? This I, I'll retell it quickly. 
Yeah, so, you know, I got stabbed once. Really? You got stabbed? Yeah, yeah, my dad. My dad stabbed me. We were at the dinner table, and my uncle, you know, my uncle stuttered, and he was like, pass the bread. And I was like, pass the bread. And my dad was like, hey, don't you make fun of your uncle. And I was like, sorry, dad. And he just grabbed a steak knife and stabbed me, like, right here by my oblique. And it went in. He stabbed me with a serrated steak knife. And so, what'd you do? What? I think he said that he assaulted he said, his dad said, at that point. I, I think he said that he ran away at that did point. Did he not get the out. knife out of his hand? I'm, he I'm didn't get the knife out until he was in the woods because it was serrated and it didn't want to pull out or something like that. And then he went to his fort, quote unquote, that was in the woods. And he said that he sewed the wound up with fishing line and a fishing hook. <laughs> and, and like, look, none of that is believable. Three days like, he like, like, here, like, look, Three I'm a grown-ass man. I, 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 I had to get six <laughs> stitches a while back. Look, I, I didn't cry and bitch about it. I wrapped my foot up and I limped my way to the hospital. But I can't imagine sewing myself up with a fucking fishing line and a fishing hook. And I don't, I'm not squeamish around blood. I, I got a reasonable pain tolerance, all that shit. There's no fucking way I could have done that shit. My hands would have been so shaky. He's 12. I'd have been... I'd have been, I'd have, I, I, I'm 35. Like, 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 like I've gutted deer with a, with a, with not, you know, like I, 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 blood and guts all over me before. I, it doesn't bother me. I would be in a cold sweat sewing my fucking flesh up with a fishing hook and fishing line. And anybody who's listening to this who also wouldn't be, and you're legit, you're a badass. You're a badass. You must be some sort of fucking. Royal Navy fucking commando CIA spy bad motherfucker. Yeah. But that ain't me, and that is not that guy. Wh which guest was it, Kyle? He was the voice from Call of Duty of uh, one of the main characters in Black Ops. I think Woods or somebody James, like that. Uh, which episode is that? James yes, last week. Like last week. 544. J and look, James I just want to reiterate, I like that guy a lot. I liked him as a Me guest. And, a and, and next Call of Duty or next time he does something cool, we're going to invite him back. I'm sure there's no hard feelings because, you know, he's a grown man and not a, not a little baby back bitch from the internet who's like, oh, I bet Kyle hates this guy. Huh? He'll never come back. No, he's a nice James guy. Burns. I liked him. James Burns a nice guy. I liked him. Uh, I'm sure he'll come back on again. But he knows that shit didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure. The kind of guy who carries around a story like that in his back pocket for decades, I think he's going to be wounded by you calling it out. Look, it, show me the scar. You show me the scar, and, and I'll, I'll eat my words, and I'll apologize, but he didn't show me the he, scar. He wasn't offended by you calling no, him out. No, he wasn't offended at all. He was just like, eh, whatever, man. Like, he didn't really... Which, honestly, that response led me to be like, maybe he is telling the truth. Like, because if he was, like, defending a lie... It sure. would be like, no, no. You, you ever seen uh, Billy Madison? Yeah. There's okay. that scene where they're all getting on the bus and uh, Chris oh, Farley's driving the bus. Be your bitch. <laughs> Chris Farley's the bus driver. He's got a small role. And uh, the super hot teacher gets on first. And uh, Chris Farley's like looking at her ass as she goes. And she says to Billy, uh, Adam Sandler's character, he's like, something Valen, like whatever her name is. Vicky Valen few years ago, me and her got it on. And, uh, and, and Adam Sandler's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, but this guy I know, him and her got it on. And Adam Sandler's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you can imagine what it would be like if they did. <laughs> That's how that story went. It's, it's like, I, the, yeah, but I, a guy I knew, he got stabbed by his mm -hmm. dad. And he sewed it up. No, no, he didn't.
Wait, Vicky yeah, Valancourt. You can imagine what it'd be like if somebody did get stabbed and sewed it up in the woods. <laughs> Vicky Valancourt, that was wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Rambo. Yeah, first blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all it was lacking from that story is him like pouring some gunpowder in the wound and lighting it or something like that <laughs> to cauterize it. Oh yeah. No, it's whatever. I like that guy. Yeah, I liked him too. I like I mean, I liked indulging in his hockey discussion. I did too. And I'll tell you this, I believed his story about getting hit in the head with a puck. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you he can find a Because he showed me the scar. Yeah. That's what you uh, do yeah, when your story is uh, true. That's what speaking you do when your story is true. You know, uh, if he told us a story about defending his mother from attackers and getting shot in the foot with a pistol, but then he refused to ever show the scar. You shot in the I knee. I wouldn't believe that story either. I was shot in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> That, that time Wings took a took a thirty eight slug to the knee. I, I remember. That's why he's not an adventurer anymore. <laughs> I remember. Um, they, we used to talk about my calves a lot, and I was showing my calves, and then he showed his calves, and he held an Xbox controller next to them for scale, and he does have big, strong calves. And I was like, "Oh, show me the scar! Show me the scar!" Because he so has cows. a camera pointed at his calf, like already yeah. in shorts, like it's there. And well, I was like, here. no, no, no. Let's move on. I need to. I need to get a similar setup going. Oh my goodness, buddy! Do you, were you shot? You in the calf? have a calf muscle there. Does it? Does it flex well? Does it? My legs. There's nothing He's but like muscle. There's, there's no fat. There isn't a gram of fat anywhere on my legs. Can you see I your femoral artery, like in your thigh, like on your inner thighs? Can you see that artery running down? Uh, I don't see it at present with the naked eye. So I think no. Mm. You're very yeah, thin. I, Wait, are you, dude, are you like, like six, you're only like six, three, six, three. I weigh 173 pounds. And when I do squats, I can't exceed 25 pound plates on either side of the bar. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Everybody makes a big deal. out of leg day. Nobody cares how much you can squat, but Woody's calves are fantastic. I'll Let's see him, Wood. Oh, he just, he just put a fucking picture in there. He's 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 fucking oh, ready with that. I'm full screen on this shit. I'm full screen. They're in the conversation yeah. boards. They get posted. Oh. Look, at, look at those hamstrings. I'm hard. Oh, God. <laughs> I, bust all over those. those I, I would trade them for big biceps. Like I think that's cooler. But I was always kind of leg centric. This is why you, you and I of, have. This is why Woody doesn't own a pair of long pants. Woody like all the arms. I know. Yeah. <laughs> all the arm response I get, I'm like, this is great. Like my my arms, my upper, my shoulders, like pretty much my whole body loves responding to to muscle growth. Not my calves. I <laughs> I cannot put on calf mass to say, if someone put a gun to my head and was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking kill you in six months if you don't have more calf mass and I come back and I'm like, I'm, my chest. I'm trying. I'm doing the calf raises. I'm doing the. Stuff. How do steroids work? If you inject them right in the muscle site, does that help at all? Or I guess it's just in your bloodstream. I don't think so. I, I don't think it deals with your bloodstream. Uh, Woody, if this picture was in your phone and you hadn't shared it with us publicly, I would never talk to you again. If I just found this while scrolling, this would be the creepiest fucking picture I've ever seen. You should join our WhatsApp group. You should hop in our WhatsApp chat. You will see some things. I have so many, so many photos on this. It looks like I'm holding nothing, but I have a lot of on my phone. I got a lot of pictures of Woody naked. I, I, I have oh. photos. There are photos of all of us in there, you know, and uh, and I and I delete them. I delete them as quickly as I can. Cause I'll be like showing some girl. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, look at this. This is um, 
you know, this is my dad's penis. This is my dad's <laughs> place. You know, this is where I grew up. This is my hometown. You know, oh, here's here's me doing a cool thing one time. And uh, oh yeah, this is that. This is my PC that I was talking about. That I that yeah, it's all red and black and everything. Yeah, I guess it was like those colors. Uh, who's that? Who's that older gentleman with that shirt on? <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> that's my dad. That's my dad. You know, I mentioned him a minute ago. Yeah, like, like I, have to, I have no way to explain why Woody is in my phone shirtless, and I have been, it, it literally happened. She was like, "Who's that?" And I'm just like, oh, "That's my that's my friend Woody I work with." What? Why why is he not wearing any any clothes? And I'm, I'm just I don't like, know. He's fucking ripped. We're <laughs> fucking ripped. Look at him. I'm aware that you delete my pictures. That's why I resend them sometimes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, two. It. Two. Did you, did you resend it again? You <laughs> now, it's because if, if you get a photo on WhatsApp, it automatically saves your phone. Like it automatically saves. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got I, so many pictures of vascular Woody in my phone. Guys, oh. on my channel, on my channel, we've done it in videos, on podcasts. We have the penis size hierarchy down mm. to the centimeter. It's all figured wow. out. One through ten, or however many people are in our squad. I'm sorry if I'm retracing a, something that's been covered before, no, but no. do you guys have yourselves ordered one through three in terms of penis size? We've yeah, never yeah, we, they're actually it's it's weird. They're identical. All three of yours? <laughs> yes, they're He's identical. He's being kind. I'm pretty sure I'm third. They're identical. I'm we all sure. have just girthy, veiny, Fucker. twelve inch penises. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> they I have both joking. told <laughs> stories that made me feel like I'm probably third. Like it, uh, Taylor was like, I don't know, just describing some. You ever taken a shit and you and you you accidentally flush your whole penis yeah. down the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, you got to call a plumber out. Yeah, I'm like, no. When a hose out. <laughs> 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 no. Like, That's yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate that? I, I, mine's mine's too girthy to actually fit all the way in, though. So that, that's. <laughs> Lucky me, I guess. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you have diarrhea and you just unknowingly release pounds of shit onto your penis head that's <laughs> that's sunk to the bottom? Uh, because unlike other dicks that float in water, mine's so dense. Don't <laughs> 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 you hate when you're doing squats and your dick keeps hitting the floor of the gym and you know it's dirty down there? <laughs> yeah. That's Always something like no. I really okay. did get it from a toilet no, we don't, seat. Trust me. <laughs> no, we don't have a cock hierarchy or anything going on. Um, Wait, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious at how is clearly it can't be a self-report thing with you and your friends in there. There has to be some sort of judge, some mediator, some some consistency there. We in a video we did recently called "I Smoked the Oldest Tree in the World," in which I smoked one of the oldest trees in the world. We went up to the Inyo County bristlecone pine forest in eastern california four thousand year old trees there's one called methuselah that's allegedly five thousand years old that's we cool. smoked we smoked one of the four thousand year old ones but in the course of that video we have this dude we brought back to our squad who is a full-blown lsd addict and he has psychotic breakdowns but he's classic when it comes to content he was hung up on the idea of during the course of the day, having all five of us or four of us, however many were there, line up, present our penises, reorder in terms of size, and then have a graphic over our head with the measurement above or whatever. Did you all have to get hard? Flaccid or turgid? No. Flaccid, not turgid. We went into an antique shop in Bishop, California, though, which is just a little mountain town, mm -hmm. and we got 
the purveyor of antiques, this 68-year-old guy named Bill to judge the contest. And right there, I Bill's think... Bill's cool. I like Bill. Bill <laughs> yeah, Bill sounds like a fucking champ. <laughs> he was the man. That was one of the top commented things, is this guy Bill is fucking awesome. But I think the patrons had just... They might not even been out the door yet, but we were all cocks out with Bill grading us. That was half our squad. One neutral judge. Did you win? I got third place out of five, and I'm proud of that because I'm very insecure about my penis There size. you go. There you go. Good. You beat two of them. Did you make I, fun of them? Of course. What question is that, Taylor? <laughs> but how, how much how much can you know unless you guys were hard, though? Yeah, so I have, I have two questions, right? One, mm. was that Ringer who made the porn video in the five? Yes. Okay, and I, did he weigh it first? He won the five. Yeah, he got first place. And now to Taylor's question, do you think that the uh, order might have changed if you guys were hard? I bet it would. What if what if number two there is a shower and it just gets it's the same thing and he gets hard and you, you know, unknown you're to him, you're, you're, you're growing like crazy. You may have been cheated out of a place, my friend. Kyle, get back here. Where's Kyle? Is he t- taking a fucking piss during this conversation? You can't I'm miss talk- this. I'm this talking more about miss- my penis, man. I'm going on. I thought it'd be a good time to go take a piss. Here's my thing. I won't send you more topless pictures as penalty, as punishment for this. Send him some half pics. I'll start opening them up and saving them when they're bottomless. (laughs) I'm gonna. I might actually do that someday. (laughs) Just just send a hard (laughs) picture. Just out of no no reason. No reason. Just be like thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? (laughs) The shower, not a grower thing was irrelevant to me because I have the shower, not a grower syndrome. My hard penis, I'm I'm, I'm not going to say totally satisfied with, but I'm fairly satisfied with. However, my limp penis is a disgrace. And when I was in college, I would get shit faced. I would get naked, just do generally fratty stuff. And I was ridiculed many a time by men and women while spotted roaming the hallways naked at 3 a.m. So I have a complex about it. And me getting third with my limp penis, good enough for me. Didn't think about it anymore. I'm glad that it helped you. I'm glad that that got that that got your your mind over that hurdle. It was therapy. So you were you were running around flaccid in college. And Mm -hmm. even after the first couple times where you're like, I don't like being ridiculed, you kept doing it. Yeah, so you, didn't, you didn't mind too much. You enjoyed the attention. You enjoy the attention more than the derision. Like, yeah, you, you, you don't like the derision, but the the level of derision is way lower than the amount. You get a net satisfaction from the attention. I think. Yeah, as something like that. And then also, I always had it in mind that I wanted to have an entertainment career after college. Mm-hmm. So I looked at college as just an investment portfolio, and instead of investing in stocks or bonds, I was investing in debauchery. The more stories I had of us gangbanging a chick on a balcony or me walking down Gailey Boulevard naked in the middle of the night while people screamed in terror, the better. Did you? Were you ever afraid walking? Like, you, you could just get straight up arrested walking around naked. Did that ever cross your mind? Like, um, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I usually oh. kept it inside our frat house. But yeah, my theory was just that I was going to do a bunch of insane shit so I could talk about it later on in life. I remember I was I was like, like I have that feeling of like the, like you know when people talk about like oh, I peed outside and now I'm on the sex offender registry. Yeah. Like I remember like like I've been like fucking wasted before on like Mardi Gras down in downtown St. Louis. This is years ago and it's like I have to pee so bad I feel like I'm gonna faint. Mm-hmm. And it's like someone was like just go pee by that dumpster and like even drunk my head was like 
this is how people get on the sex offender registry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll find somewhere else to go. Like, like even like, I don't know what it is. You, you do worry. I think, I, I, I sometimes... think actually I did. I went behind a dumpster and I peed that time because I had to go so bad. But it was it was mm. totally safe. No, like no cop could have could have. Every seen now me. and then someone gets on a list like that, and it's not fair. You it's know, scary. Two thirteen-year-olds, shit like that. Like two thirteen-year-olds. Oh wait, I thought the joke you were making was, come on, thirty-four-year-old guy fucks two thirteen-year-olds. He's on Megan's lot. I'm a congressman from Florida. Um, you know how hard it is to convince two thirteen to get <laughs> No, no, when they're both thirteen, <laughs> suddenly the guy's a rapist. It's like, how's that right? Yeah, they're uh, both thirteen. It's great. Well, like, I think what Woody's talking about is like when two like fifteen, sixteen, whatever year olds like send yeah, nudies sure. back and forth and they're like, You're both distributing child pornography. Sure. It's like, well, you're this not, is not age appropriate really child porn. Sure. It's like, it's like how do you know? Well, I, I well, I I have it right here. You're possessing child pornography. <laughs> yeah. Or if a senior in high work. school, like it. a senior in high school turns 18 and he gets blown by a junior the weekend after his 18th birthday and he ends up on a list. That's obviously bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the state, a lot of states have, um, they call them Romeo and Juliet laws where people can mm-hmm. consent early. But I need to move my ass to one of them states. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pedophile. You get it? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Well, in this joke, I'm a pedophile guy. <laughs> Thanks for laying that out for me, man. Uh, yeah, you, you were happy to be third. I, I, I've told this before, but I, when I was like 12 or 13, I got a girl to touch my dick. Not exactly. I think it might have been over the pants or but whatever. Like we were making out, she touched my dick. And then later, there's this phone call, right? And back in the day, you know, you get like four ears by the phone and they're talking, asking her questions. And they asked her if it was big or not. And I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, oh, no. Because like you, like, I wasn't really sure that this was a, a, going to be okay. And she said, ah, it was medium. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, fucking medium. Good enough. Good medium, enough. Like a, like a shirt size. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. But like, now I look back, like, she was 13, too. She doesn't know. She didn't, It wasn't like she had a whole host of dicks to compare it to or anything. Exactly. What, what year was that when you were 13? 1987? It was in 7th right? or 8th grade. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. You might not have even hit puberty yet. So if you had a medium dick before puberty, it's a big dick now. That's yeah, the thing. I, I, I was so late in puberty, and that's where all the Imagine nervousness Imagine what 13-year-old would think of your dick now. Ah. <laughs> oh, dude, they're blown away. That's the biggest <laughs> thing I've ever been forced to suck in an alley. Present tense. Yeah, they, I mean. Medium would not be the answer. They the answer can't answer because their me mouth go. is full. But, but if they could talk, they'd, they'd well, be impressed. What you guys, you guys hopscotched over my fucking question about the penis size hierarchy. I gotta know. We, we've never, no, we didn't. I, 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 I went straight on to that. you had a 12 inch cock that clogs your toilet, asshole. That's us being polite to you and not telling you that you're fucking weird. <laughs> See, I made a little joke so 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 we didn't have to point out that you you and your buddies are fucking weird. Because <laughs> I, I, like I don't know anybody who's ever done anything like that. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people. Now we know one person. Weird people. Yeah, that is 20% of our channel is just not even dick jokes, just flesh and blood dick content. I'm just out of saying the there's, there's no validity to a non-hard test. That's, you know, if if like... A scientist saw this, he'd be like, not a, no. I wonder if girls know this, right? Because most guys, I think, are just intrinsically aware that there's showers and there's growers and, and the, the turgid size is not 
unrelated, but not directly related to the flaccid size. I think girls might not know. They might not have the same experience. I, I think fucking women... stupid. <laughs> I'm going to uh, pull up the definition. I'm not going to add anything. That was a good response. <laughs> women don't... Anybody who can't change a fucking tire, I don't, I don't need them fucking yeah. judging cock sizes based on fucking some sort of braille system. Women don't even get dicks, bro. They don't get them. You that's want a man I, judging a cock contest, wouldn't you? Mm. That's, why I mean, I'm, that's why I'm back to all men. You're making a lot of sense. Yeah. We should, uh, what were we talking about earlier? Jerk wars? We should have a cock war right now. Hey, who's in? Jerk wars. Uh, yeah, we have to uh, wank, uh, wank battles. Jerk oh, wars. Me. Honestly, jerk wars is better. No, we'll do it like slap fights. We'll we'll slap each other in the face with our cocks until someone gives up. Mm. You guys are I gonna quit. I'm going to go ahead and like forfeit stuff. right now. You guys get at it. Yeah. It's we're going to be here for a long time if my little fucking gummy worms slapping around people's cheeks. <laughs> you ever Man, see those enormous gummy worms? You know, you can like buy them at like I don't know where they come from, but the like it's like the yeah. world's largest gummy worm. Oh my uh, god! No one, one has candy. ever finished one. I got one at a candy store when I was little. You mean the ones that are like, like when you're eight, it's like the, the size of your wrist. Like, and it's like three feet long. How I remember was being, it? I was, I mean, I was eight and my grandma took me into this candy store at the mall and I was so excited. My brother made the smart move and he was like taking a bag. Cause you remember those candy stores where it like has all those silos of candy. You can yeah. go and press the lever and then it gets it. And he was going around doing that. And I was like, dumb bitch. I'm getting, I, I like gummy worms. I'm getting this giant ass gummy worm. And it turns out like, they're 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 just gross. Like you, really, you want gummy worms to be a one bite snack because yeah. if you take a big you don't want a mouthful of suddenly, gummy worms. Yeah, suddenly like there's a, a you know it's like you take a bite out of an apple. It's such a big girthy gummy worm, and now like you can even see like you know when the sun's shining through the light and you're. In the, I remember specifically being in the back of my grandma's SUV driving back from the mall with that took a big bite and like you know those particulate you can see in the light blades that come through the window like in the air that is all just immediately being sucked to the 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 sticky wet side from your mouth and it's just it's fucking gross if you're gonna do that you know i'm pretty sure all these these stores went out of business in like 1999 but regardless don't don't go the full gummy worm just get little candies that's smart you you mentioned the candy stores that have like all those silos of candy and everything yeah. You know what I really fucking love, and I haven't been to one in like, shit, ten years. Those frozen yogurt places where you can go in, and oh, yeah. you pick the size of your cup, mm-hmm. but that ain't the price. You 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 go over and you there's like I don't know six eight different flavors of yogurt. You put as much as you want in there, and then there are so many toppings, like thirty toppings, like Oreo crumbles, yep. peanuts, fucking. Um, ca- coconut, like everything you can imagine. And all how sorts many of toppings you choose? That's not the price. It's not like they say That's nine not the price toppings, either. fifty cents each. Nope. That cotton week. candy, like whatever you want. Like cotton candy is basically for, free at that place. Basically free, and then like it's like, oh, how do we figure out how much we owe? You weigh that bitch. You go over and put it on a fucking digital scale, and they're like, oh, three pounds two ounces. That's uh, twelve dollars. Like, three pounds. Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> You're making serious. I mean, I I remember uh, three pounds, twelve I, ounces. By the way, like it's pretty much four pounds. I, I don't like uh, I don't like ice cream that much. That's not my like sweet treat. But I remember really, going to it's my of, favorite. I, it's I not know. my it's not my it. sweet treat. But I remember going to one of those places once and filling my cup entirely with Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> there was, there <laughs> no was, ice cream. 
There was no ice cream. There was nothing. <laughs> it was just a bowl full of food. You're well, a step ahead of the game. And they're like they're they're crushed, and so it's like, and which is actually a good thing. They're crushed, so it's like, you know, gravel. So it fills in cracks in the bowl. You can fit more in there, but and it was more way cracks. more expensive. I need to than weigh the, both. To really know. Yeah, you weigh, right. Oh, and then uh, some of those places, if you guess the weight right, you get it for free. <laughs> Oh, I'd be bringing a digital scale in my pocket. My, the digital scale uh -huh. in my kitchen would fit in my back pocket. Damn, that's so Dude, sweet. I want to pull that fucking scam now. I feel like it's Ocean's Eleven up in that bitch. <laughs> the thing about the, <laughs> the weight ice cream. Cold Stone Creamery for $4. All right. Johnny, you're going to distract that old bitch behind the counter, and I'm going to weigh <laughs> gummy worms. It, it's easy to make a bad dish, though. Like uh, a banana split oh, yeah. is very good. Most yeah, of yeah, the yeah. prepared things you buy from like a ice cream parlor are pretty good. They've got the right combos. They know what works. If yeah. just freaking young Woody walks in there and puts six inches of toppings on yogurt, it actually sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pick complementary flavors. Like if you're going to do a peanut butter thing, that's going to be chocolate. Chocolate's going with peanut butter. Or maybe something salted, some salted caramel or something like that. Mm. Man, I like ice cream. It's just the hard because it. This looks good. You know what? Look, I like candy corn. I like the marshmallow Ugh. sauce. I like hot fudge. I like do peanut really? butter. I like all of these things. Do I like, like chocolate corn? chips. Yeah, I genuinely do like candy corn. Oh my god! I can I count like the walnuts. pieces of candy corn. I like maraschino in my cherries, life. and you put them all together, and I don't like it. No, those things do not go together. <laughs> uh, I like cherries a lot. Like, like my favorite uh, ice cream things, like toppings, definitely love um, cherries. And uh, they, I had this praline stuff uh, on ice cream a while back that was really fucking good. I like anything that's praline, whatever the you fuck remember, that is. I remember I being a little kid and being like blown away at how quickly that magic turtle stuff hardened on your ice cream. Yeah! I or the Reese's like, version. Magic it's, shell. It's like magic shell. That's what it is. And being like, this is like, it's how's, where's this technology coming from? <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was so cool. You know what's a bad I idea? Would, I would put a magic shell in the, the refrigerator room. after you're done using it. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I would do an extra step, right? Like, like, I think most of what you're supposed to do is maybe put a chocolate shell onto your ice cream and then yeah. put it away and then go into the other room and eat your chocolate shelled ice cream. And I'm just like, well, once I eat the chocolate shell off, then what do I do? Then I've just got ice cream. Yeah, yeah let's just take this into the living room with us, and we'll just keep adding more chocolate shells. <laughs> layer you know after layer. <laughs> you know what I would do? I remember having, like, the little bowl, and even as a kid, ice cream wasn't my go-to. I would pour so much of that shell on there, on top of it, that, like, it would need a couple minutes to fully harden. <laughs> and then I would, like, like I was excavating, I would eat from the side, and eat out all the ice cream, and then I would lift up out of the bowl, and it would just be something like this girthy all the way around, just a like a, a little a, a, a fucking igloo, and I would eat that like a candy bar. I stick by my method. Two scoops, chocolate shell, scoop, magic shell again. That's good. That's like that's like extra fortification. Even better, even better. Here's what I would actually do. I would take the shell, I would take the bowl, and I do this with a lot of things. Like if I'm gonna actually like splurge on You're something and do something bowl, silly, like I like things to be as like extravagant as they can possibly be, right? Mm -hmm. So like I don't know if I'm gonna have like a beer, then it's gonna be in a frozen mug. I really like that. I love beers and frozen mugs. So what I would do is I would take the bowl and I would freeze it first for my ice cream, and then once the bowl is frozen, I'd put a shell on the bottom, and then the ice cream on top of the shell, and then a shell on top of the ice cream. 
Mm. Wow. Were you a kid when you thought that up? Yeah. Yeah. But then getting the chubby little kid. (laughs) Getting the magic shell off the bowl is like cleaning the inside of one of those. Oh, I got time. Okay. I got, I got nothing but time. I'll, I'll have that bowl wrapped around my face going, ah, 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 trying to Just like it like a walking dead zombie. Just I'll Danny, break that bowl if that's what it takes. We're getting that chocolate out. Danny, what are your go-to sweet treats? Or it's are you funny, like we, where you're a salty boy? Like the salty stuff. Salty boy? That sounds like a subgenre of a gay. <laughs> so, oh, he's a... It works for me. I get it. Yeah, is he yeah. a twink or is he a salty boy? Uh, I got a little <laughs> He's a pop coming over tonight. Boy. He's a salty boy. <laughs> My thing, I talked earlier about going on an elimination diet. One of the reasons I had to do that again recently, and I've been on it really hardcore, just meat, vegetables, and fruit for the past three months, is my girlfriend and I had this real bad addiction to Cold Stone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cold Stone is nationwide. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. marble slab. Same shit. Yeah, you go in there, some pimply high school kid who has poor parents mixes some ice cream together right in front of you with all the toppings. And my shit would just be the cookies and cream, which is, I think they crush up Oreos, add vanilla, and then the gummy worms, regular size gummy worms what atop. That, that was awful. my shit, dude. That was my shit. And I would always get the gotta have it, which is the biggest fat assy size and Every Sunday, I would have that. My skin started getting way worse, and I couldn't <laughs> resist. I like a lot of desserts. I like desserts that nobody likes. I like this Indian dessert that is, and this is going to sound awful, but I promise you, it's really tasty. Um, it's shredded carrots. It's like pureed carrot almost. Do you know what it's called? I'll find it real quick. It'll be real easy. Indian carrot dessert. A dessert? Indian carrot pound cake? No, it's Indian it's carrot. like a, it's almost like rice pudding, but it's cake. It's called gajar halwa. It's carrot and cardinum pudding, and uh, it's like shredded carrots with uh, cardinum. If you don't know what cardinum is, it's an it's this Indian uh, little it's this cardinum pods or this Indian thing they use in cooking. It's like a, it's a they use it as like a spice and herb. I don't know what ex- what it technically is, but it adds flavor to stuff, and. Uh, it ends up tasting like this sort of like a like a rice pudding or something. It's super fucking sweet. I don't know how much sugar they add to shredded carrots to make it a fucking dessert, but it's got to be two or three pounds. Carrots and have it's a ton really of fucking sugar. good. They're they're way sweeter I than like I love. Carrots. Yeah, yeah Jack's been it's making really me fucking good. Some sort of it, roasted carrots with my dinner. That's really good. Sorry, Kyle. And uh, but the thing is, it's like a forty minute effort for her to put it all together. So I don't ask for it much. You should. I mean, it's it's in the oven. Like, it's so easy to roast potatoes carrots and like yeah it's an effort i know she slices them all in half and coats them and flips them or something it's not nothing that's true i like it a lot that Mm -hmm. shit is really good i also like rice pudding uh which is like the least popular dessert in the world um it's literally rice and milk i think and where does a guy where does a guy like you come across all these far east obscure desserts oh it's my favorite kinds of food that those are my favorite kinds of food um i really like uh Yeah, I, I cook a lot, and um, I like exotic stuff, so I, I, I do a lot of Thai stuff, a lot of Indian stuff. <clears throat> I, I order a lot of, like, exotic spices and weird shit off the internet, and then I cook it. Um, but I, I like rice pudding a lot, and uh, I like that Indian dessert. That's really fucking good, especially if you just have eaten some crazy spicy curry. And uh, but, if, but what I really like is fucking cheesecake and ice cream. Have you decided... Uh, I, hopefully I can go on the, the PKA little... Uh, patreon thing this you know later this year that would be awesome i hope i can yeah uh, 
have you you said you were planning on making some delish meals have yeah. you like, kind of narrowed down what you're what you would plan <laughs> i'll keep it basic a very good cook i want to i want to munch on some kyle food he sends photos all the time and it looks like restaurant quality yeah Better. um i like to think i'm very good um what i do like whenever i get into something um is i try to like i find who, who who's the best in the world at it whether it's playing civilization five or like total war warhammer or it's just making a really good steak and then uh, i watch their videos over and over and over and then i just cook it over and over and over until i feel like it's perfect like i'll, I'll cook these uh filet mignons or these ribeyes for my dad and my mom and they'll be like this is the best steak i've ever had and i'm like that's ah, I think it's a little overdone. You see how there's like a little thing here and there, and it's like this is incredible. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. we haven't we haven't reached perfection yet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think um, I try I, I, I shoot for perfection with stuff like that because I think it's attainable. Yeah. Um, but I think what I'll do um, for that trip, I'll definitely do a breakfast or two with like bacon, eggs, and French toast because I'm excellent at all those things. I do Gordon Ramsay's version of uh, scrambled eggs, and uh, I do my own version of bacon, and then. Uh, I make excellent fr fucking French Gordon Ramsay's, do, do your eggs look just like his when you make them? Yeah. Yeah, they're perfect. They, his eggs are so perfect. They're I perfect. fucking love Gordon Ramsay. I've got a... They take I, a long-ass time. I am make. gay for Gordon Ramsay. I love that guy. He's a great television personality. I've just been absentmindedly watching some of his episodes. He's classic when he's inter interacting with like a cross-eyed Middle Eastern guy from the San Fernando Valley telling him his restaurant sucks. Oh, he's, he's yeah. so... Uh, Kitchen Nightmares, that's a great one where... The, the, or you have to watch the early seasons where he was genuinely mean spirited to these people. Where he yeah. would be like, Well, are you a fucking retard? Do you, do you really, do, would you serve this to your own father? My God, do you have no respect, no, no self respect for yourself or your elders? My God, like, and just like, just genuinely mean. Like, he slaps those pieces of bread, as everyone knows, on that Asian woman's head and he goes, What are you? Yeah. Idiot sandwich. You're a fucking idiot sandwich, aren't you? Get the fuck out of my kitchen. <laughs> He's great. But, but, for dinner, but for dinner, I'm definitely doing uh, like steaks and twice baked potatoes. Twice baked, my twice baked potatoes are so absurd. They're so absurd. They're so fucking good. How about a Wellington? Have you ever made a, a beef Wellington? So the thing about beef Wellington is not only is it the most difficult dish to cook, but it's also the most expensive because mm. you have to start with a fucking whole tenderloin. All right, you're, 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 the cost of a beef Wellington starts out at around $120 worth of ingredients. Well, I'll go, ha if I'm able to go, I'll go have oh, some. I, I, yeah. I got no problem with that. If we were doing it for a trip or something, I'm just saying, I've I've never done it. I've never done it. And it's very difficult. It. It's expensive to learn to do. Like, like if you're learning to cook filet mignon, it's like, all right, these are $8 a piece, $12 a piece, something yeah. like that. Even if you fuck it up, it's going to be good. But if you fuck up a beef Wellington, then it's all—it's either soggy or burnt or like this weird mush. What, what is it? It's—it's it's the tenderloin, and then there's prosciutto wrapped around it, and then they like paint. What is it? So you've got—you've uh, got puff pastry, you got puff pastry, and then um, you've got a layer of pureed mushroom, and uh, that's been cooked so that all the moisture has been taken out and mm. it's seasoned, and then you've got a layer of prosciutto, and you've got or or parma ham. And then you've got your filet mignon, and the filet mignon has been brushed with uh, like a Dijon mustard, and then it's uh, it's all like pushed together into like one solid thing in the puff pastry, and it's baked. Usually, you uh, I think the the real trick is to cook the steak a little bit before you put it in all that other stuff. 
but then it's baked to like perfect medium rare uh, temperature on the inside. You sear it before you put it in there. Yeah. But but the the goal is for it to be perfectly pink on the inside, but crispy on the outside, which is this really difficult place to get to where you can you can easily go too far and the meat's brown, or you can not go far enough and the uh, the puff pastry is soggy. And like I said, you're dealing with a very expensive cut of meat, and you can't just buy a. I guess you could buy filet mignons and make individual ones. That's probably the the cheap way to practice, but getting a whole tenderloin is uh is expensive. It's a hundred hundred twenty dollars. My my fiance like a year ago or so, just like wild idea was like I'm gonna make beef Wellington, and I was like, you know that's like really fucking hard to make, and she was like, I'll I'll try it. I, I got YouTube. She made it and it was perfect. It was delicious. She'd never awesome. tried it before. She just followed. She's like, I just followed the recipe. I just, every step, I just waited the time they said, and then I did this. It's like baking, you know? And it was, she hasn't made it since then, but oh man. <laughs> My mouth is watering thinking about eating a beef wellington. I, oh, I could go for that so hard. It's really fucking good. But I think I'd, I'd rather have a steak than a beef wellington, if I'm being honest. Like, I like the whole really... menagerie of textures in it. Like, there's it, so many different things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've seen. Now, it. I, I've I've watched so many videos on how to do it. I've watched Gordon's, and mm -hmm. uh, I've watched like two or three others on YouTube. I've watched Gordon cook like three or four of them. He's made so many different videos of it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's the one thing that I haven't done that I aim to do in the future. But it's just like I'm really worried I'm going to ruin a big expensive cut of meat. No, you're you're a very competent cook. You'll be fine. Maybe, maybe. How can I ask yeah, you that's, this? That, that's what I was thinking. Uh, the twice baked potatoes. I bake a potato, and then um, I cut the top of it off, like a little, uh, like a little, make a canoe out of it. Take all of the potato out, put it in a bowl, and I add uh, just a mixture of things that are bad for you, like butter, sour cream, whole milk, salt, pepper, um, cheese, uh, sh uh, bacon, and then I take a potato masher and I mash that up till it's smooth, and then I stuff it back into the potato, and then I put another layer of cheese on top of that. And another layer of crushed bacon on top of that, and then I put it under the broiler for like eight, ten minutes until it's all like brown and crispy on the top. And That's then you cut it in half with a fucking knife, and it's incredible. I hate sour cream though. I, I love sour cream. I can eat sour cream with a spoon. Ugh, that makes me want to vomit. I hate white condiments. I'm a condiment racist. I, I hate mayo. I hate uh, I hate sour cream. They're my favorite condiments. I think I could eat sour. I could eat mayo with a spoon. That's vile. It's so good. Ugh. I love it. I actually well, like mayo. What is mayo? It's just like emulsified fat with like uh, egg whites and shit. It's, and uh, it. Yeah, it's oil and um, I think it maybe it's oil and egg. Some condiments get like high calorie fast. And mayo it doesn't seem to be related calorie. to how good they are. Like, like ketchup and mayo to me are equal tasty. But ketchup's not that bad and mayo is the devil. You know what the best ketchup condiment is? Is ketchup. it's yum yum sauce. That that oh, stuff you get the, at, at hibachi stuff? restaurants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That orange stuff. That's the best condiment in the world to me. Isn't that just is a different it, kind of mayonnaise? Oh, so it's high calorie. Incredible! It's it's so high calorie. Like like I was looking once. I was like, hibachi's pretty healthy, right? I mean, it's grilled chicken. It's white rice, vegetables. It's got to be pretty healthy. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, it actually is. Like, it's, it's white rice and the guy dumped chicken. a half gallon of oil on it before. And then I looked and I, I was like, well, how much is these two little cups of yum yum sauce? Each cup was like 250 calories and they're little bitty. 
There was like 500 calories of yum yum sauce and in in, in like one plate of hibachi. So like if, if you get rid of that, put some sriracha on there, then hibachi is actually pretty healthy. You know what I went to recently for the first time? I, I love hibachi. Like every time I go to hibachi, I'm like, how much would it cost for me to buy one of these <laughs> and, and like buy my own little outfit and I can be the guy at home being like, oh, throwing an egg in my head because I would absolutely do that. Just your poor ex-girlfriend sitting at the bar and you're shooting fucking sake from across the way in that little bottle. <laughs> I'm just like, catch the fucking shrimp, you bitch. Catch it. Come on, we're running out. And I like I, a friend of mine was this is a couple weekends ago was like, Hey, uh, there's this Korean place. Oh, Korean key place. What they like, what you, they have a little kind of hot grill. Hang on, let me stop you right there. Yeah, you broke up a little bit. Sorry. Try now. Yes, uh, I went to a Korean bar. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Right, I'll, I'll shut up. Somebody else get the reins. I like hibachi <laughs> too. It's dinner and a fucking show. We, um, I, I I used to go to this. You know, I'm from small town Georgia, and they added a hibachi restaurant 20 minutes away, and I was like, there's no way that a hibachi restaurant in Commerce, Georgia, is going to be any good. It was actually pretty good, but I was a little disappointed because they had Filipinos making the hibachi, and I wanted a Japanese man. Yeah. It's like when you see a I white was... guy working at a sushi restaurant. Or, Dude, a or a black guy working at a Mexican restaurant. All bullshit. Like, I, like if, I, if I get a white guy or a black guy at a hibachi place, it's like... What am I paying for here? I'm paying for authenticity. I need a Japanese guy here with the with the accent and everything, flipping it. That, that kind of shit. I want that. I don't want some guy named, you know, Bryce making my food. No thanks. What about what about a Mexican guy? Mexican what, guy, you know well, what? That that bleeds over close <laughs> close enough, I guess. Not really. I was, no, I want legit. I want a legit guy who came from Japan and learned in Japan. Yeah, my uh, refried beans. My mic lagged. What? It lagged out a little bit. I was gonna say a Mexican guy with his eyelids taped up like he was Asian. Oh, that would be neat. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> you would just, you just be like, and he does the accent. He's like, oh, hello, I am here. Oh, hello, everyone. I teach you how to make a sushi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I'm from uh, Tokyo. You know. <laughs> You know? How'd you know? What's your name? Pedro. Uh, my, don't, don't ask questions. Bitch. Pedro San. <laughs> Pedro San. Pedro San. Hibachi rules. But anyway, if I'm coming through now, I went to a Korean barbecue place. And Korean barbecue, you can either go. I, I think I'd actually been to one before, but I did the thing where you just order food that they prepare for you and then you, you eat it like most restaurants. But at this one, and I guess all of them, you can opt for like the little grill on the table mm -hmm. there's like a small grill there and then you order these meats and they bring them out and you kind of cook it for yourself you have your little little tongs and things and you do it and i was absolutely like if it was just me showing up there i would have been like this place is going to have bullshit tier meat because it's all you can eat you just keep asking for more whatever it's going to be ridiculous but a friend of mine like poisoned my mind and was like it's like the best it's so good and so i was i was so excited like two Sundays ago, I was like, like I woke up that morning, like I'm going to get Korean barbecue today. I'm so excited. And then I went and it was the, the meat was fucking the worst quality I've ever had in my life. It was terrible. Uh, they, I, they, I asked this bitch at the beginning and I was like, 
what should we get? We've never done this before. She's like, oh, get the brisket and uh, the the pork belly. And I was like, okay, we'll get those. Obviously, she recommended those because they were the cheapest things. I should have seen that. The brisket comes out. It's unseasoned. There's no salt. There's no pepper. There's nothing on it. And so I cook it, and I eat it, and I'm like, this is the blandest piece of shit. I can't believe they gave us a whole bowl of this. Then I make the pork belly, and I'm like, this kind of looks like bacon. The most bullshit, low-tier, low-tea bacon I've ever had in my life. It was it was horrific. Active, Not even, ugh, just actively bad. I took one bite and was like, this is terrible. It was the whole way through. It was fucking awful, and it cost like a hundred dollars. I will never go to one of those places again. This was apparently one of the good places. It was it was absolute trash. If I'm going to an Asian place where cooking is happening in front of me, I'm gonna have someone do it for me, and it's gonna be a hibachi place. Hibachi beats the shit, the absolute shit out of Korean barbecue. No contest. Never had Korean barbecue. I think we've all had uh, one of those um, like folk de chow Brazilian steak cha- steakhouse places. Those I do like. Those it's, I do like. It's like, like that, that except the meat quality is terrible and it's not cooked yet. That thing Kyle described, Brazilian Steakhouse, is that what it is? Yeah. So, like... Where you raise the flag for, uh, like, the, the or, green... Or yeah, the little I've told the story thing. before. I went there thinking that I would beat the restaurant. You, you can't... There's no beating the house at this place. They... I may have gotten my money's worth. It was expensive, but I... I don't know. It's $70. <laughs> was it 70 I had 40 in my head. I'm not sure. It, it could have been. I had 70 I, I don't. I uh, thought it was rather expensive. The salad bar alone is like 15 I ate a lot. <laughs> Joe Lozon and I had like an eating contest, and then afterwards they made fun of me for winning. Who makes fun what? of someone for winning? What kind of bullshit true. is that? That's Joe Lozon is a two-time eating contest loser. <laughs> is he really? Did, did he lose both times? Lost to me and he lost to Woody. Wow, what a bitch! Yeah, Joe Lozon sucks, dude. I can say that because he. <laughs> it's almost, it's awesome. like he doesn't have that killer that, instinct, that, that will to win. That, that <laughs> you see, you see it amongst like athletes and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know champions of any kind. You know, they've just got like Woody and I. Yes, and 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 wow. it's just not Thanks. there for it's just not there for Joe. I'm not included, and you're in Woody's elite. <laughs> You've never have you, have you ever won a? Have you, an can you beat contest? Joe Lozon in an eating contest? I would destroy both of you in an eating contest. I don't know. You're talking to a set of champions while you are a contender, talking a big Kyle, game. Kyle, you're one of my closest friends. I would molest you in an eating contest. <laughs> It would, it would so, it wouldn't even be, it, I'm what, laughing. What would the contest be? What are we eating? What are we eating? Pick anything, bitch. <laughs> rice. Anything. We're eating rice. 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 Is we're, that what we're, we're going to do? Lose an eating contest? Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I want to do. I would, we're, eating, I we're eating white rice and we're weighing it before and after. It would be a bloodbath. You don't even know what you're getting into. You have no idea, my friend. Oh, one of us has had weight problems their whole life. <laughs> and the other one hasn't. I'm gonna you're gonna be like, where's where are you putting it? I'm I'm gonna eat your food. Once you're bitching out, laying back, I'm gonna reach over, I'm gonna eat your food, I'm gonna make you feel like a bitch. Mm. We, Joe and I did quarter pounders. That that, oh, that, that, that was that. our little How many contest. did you eat? Six or seven. Wow. And then did you start the contest? <laughs> it was time, though. It wasn't it was like... timed! Yeah. <laughs> it was time. Okay, why, timed is something that, that makes it a lot harder. Why are you guys Why are you guys in so many eating contests with UFC veteran Joe Lozon? He eats a lot. 
You know, the because the, the guy he, thinks he's he known can hang. for eating a lot. He, eats, he when he goes to a restaurant, he orders two entrees. And you and Woody always just happen to be there. Oh, uh, we've gone on some trips with him before. We've vacationed with him a few times. Yeah. How do you guys know him originally? Uh, I don't know. Kind of from the internet, from the show. Woody was a fan of him. Maybe talked about him on the show. We had him on the show as a guest. Then uh, we invited him to come play paintball with us at a big like YouTuber event we were doing in Joliet. He agreed. And then he went again. And we met uh, him in Boston first. We were going to PAX East. It was the that's first time right. We yeah. That's right. We were all in Boston for PAX, and uh, he invited Woody to come like roll with him. You know, jujitsu and. Uh, uh, Woody and I like took a fuck a, a train, <laughs> train and planes a and automobiles. <laughs> it would we, went, we went fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> I think I think did I bring a girl with me? Did I have Jess with uh, me? I think you might have had just Kitty. Oh, Kitty, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then, so so Kitty came along and uh, and and Woody. Oh, why didn't I bring Jess? That's weird. I don't think. And uh, anyway, we went know. out there and. Um, I don't know. Woody rolled with him, and uh, I think I filmed it and did like the NPS Russia thing. Pretty good. He came in second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I um I was a fan of Joe from the Ultimate Fighter and from the UFC, and I guess he yeah. watched my videos and he said something on Reddit, and we just kind of met, and it turned out, uh, you know, he liked my videos, I liked his work, and we met. I always liked Joe Lozon too. From that season, though, I think that was the best season of the Ultimate Fighter, season five. A guy we had on our podcast was Marlon Sims, who was the dude who got kicked out for the in-house fight where he slammed another guy's head into the concrete while that other guy was trying to armbar him. That's, wow. Yeah, season five and season one were the best ones, I think. Season, dude, season one, they get blacked out drunk the first night, and then most consecutive nights after that. That's crazy. It got more competitive later on. Like season one, no one knew it was up. And yeah. uh, like, I, I guess those guys knew what an opportunity it was. But you go on a couple of years and suddenly everyone is like, I'm here to win this competition. I'm here to yeah. make a life for myself. I have a, whatever, a kid at home, a wife, a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. and I've, I've got responsibilities. I need to succeed in this thing. Yeah. And oftentimes uh young fighters don't have anything. I don't have a backup plan. So it's it's mm -hmm. it adds to the like, oh my god, this needs to work. Sure. Um, but season and 1, it, like you said, like MMA was kind of a Yeah. I say it was a new thing, but it was a thing. It was an evolving thing. People were still figuring it out. There wasn't much money in it, so I feel like it was like the NFL in the 60s and 70s where the quarterback would smoke a cigarette, chug a beer, and then jog out onto the field to start the offense. That's how MMA was in 2005, and it was awesome. And now, yeah, every, it's the same thing. A Brazilian guy, boy, I need to make a UFC champion and feed my family. I give thanks to God. And that guy is eating fucking keto in the corner, reading mm. books, then going to bed at five. <laughs> reading books. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how the Ultimate Fighter is shaped up now. Every season has been unwatchable past, like, the Junie Browning season, which I think was season eight. That was oh, the last God. drunk psycho. I haven't heard that. That name in a while. Yeah, uh, Judy what, Brownie yeah. was a villain on the show. He was an absolute asshole. Pretty tough guy. Um, I used to. I, I hated him so much, and I was training at the time. I would daydream about what would happen if I were to fight him. Wouldn't go my way. Uh, Judy Judy Brown would kick my ass. But uh, I did wish I could beat him. I hated that guy. He was totally hateable. Every yeah. move he made was hateable. Everyone on his team hated him. Everyone on the other team hated him. Yeah, he was a and dick. it. It worked, though, because after he got off the show, he had created such a profile for himself 
people hated him, but that meant they knew about him and they wanted to watch him. So I remember he was going to be the UFC golden boy. They put him in one of the primo slots for the Ultimate Fighter finale and Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan. The amazing transformation of this young man. He may be bound for UFC stardom. They were wanted to turn him into this fucking mm-hmm. like tur- this phoenix rising from the ashes story, but then I'm pretty sure he got a DUI or beat the shit out of his girlfriend, and he was off Sounds the scene like and in jail. You know who I liked? Who made a profile for himself that didn't, it wasn't a winner winner? Von Flew, man, like he invented the Von Flew choke. I presume. That's the only way I know. Yeah, that's the only reason I know him. I'm going to pull him up right now. Uh, I feel like he was from one of the early seasons of Ultimate Fighter. Am I wrong there? He was an early season guy. I forget. Jason, there was, there was Jason a, Von Flew, I think. There was a favorite on that show. He had a like torn ACL, so he wasn't the best version of himself. And Von Flew's matching up against him. And he's sitting on the back porch. He'd already won a match or two. So this guy, like, he was the underdog in every fight, and he somehow won. And he's like, tomorrow I got to go up against a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a mentor. The guy owns a gym. He's a total badass. He's maybe favored to win the show. And he's like, I got to figure out a way to beat him. And it was, it was so heartfelt. It was so like, I, like, he's talking to the camera, but he's talking to himself. And it's like, I'm in a predicament here. I'm going to fight a guy tomorrow. Like, that's better than me. And I got to figure yeah. out how to win anyway. And then yeah. he did. Yeah. And uh, it was, I, I caught the Von Flu, bitch. I was a fan. I was in. Yeah. I'm like, I got, I got a, I got a fucking sick case of the Von Flu. When's he fight next? I'm in. Yeah. The guy was awesome. And he had a pretty that's, long UFC career. That sounds like incredible television. Him just in a semi-meditative state talking about his predicament and what he needs to do. It would have been the best if he finished the guy with the, the Von Flu choke. And that's what made the Von Flu choke. He might have. I, I, I could look it up. I wonder how he beat this guy. Jason it was Mark. the second season. I don't really remember much about the second season. Was that Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell coaching that season? Uh, or was that sure. the first? I know no, they, they the coached first the first. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They coached the first. I don't remember who coached the second, but I remember all of those. The first cluster of seasons was pretty good. Season three was pretty sweet, too, with Shamrock and Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I could talk about this all night. Oh, by the way, he won by decision, the fight I'm talking about. Um, I always felt like the Tito Shamrock thing was like a marketing stunt. It bugged me a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. Tito was relevant. Shamrock totally wasn't. They fought Mm -hmm. each other three times or four times. Like, they just stretched that thing out for forever. Three? Yeah. And Tito won all three times. So it's not like there was this big trilogy fight where they had to decide it. Tito just always won. Mm -hmm. And... uh, they acted like you hated each other. And then after the fight, they're like, hey, man, you know what? We both made a lot of money. It's all wins. Yeah. And it's like, that's what this was all about. And you got Tito, pretty relevant, good but not champion, against Shamrock, who's this over the hill? Does he even belong in the UFC? And they kept matching him up for the money. It, it, UFC doesn't do that much, and I appreciate that about them. I, on the contrary, wish they would do a lot more of that, because even Mm -hmm. though it was pretty clearly fake, the conflicts they had when Frank Shamrock or Ken Shamrock was leaning over the cage and Tito Ortiz was giving him the double birds and they were screaming at each other. And then when Ken Shamrock told Tito he was going to beat him into a living death, (laughs) and Tito started laughing and then Ken kicked the fucking chair chair in his face. 
That was still really good entertainment television. Ken Shamrock had incredible instincts on how to sell a fight. And you gotta give it to him, even if you know it's fake. I wish more fucking dudes from Brazil or Kazakhstan or wherever they're coming from today in the UFC would do shit like that. Brazil, I'm with you. Somehow these Islam-Russian guys that are coming into the thing now with barely any English, I love them. I'm, I'm fucking, yeah. I'm into Nergamanenov, even though yeah. I get his name 80% right. <laughs> I'm, I'm into Chazmat or Hazmat or whatever the fuck the new guy is. Hazmat. Like, dude, you give me a fucking Russian with an Abe Lincoln beard and somehow I'm an Insta fan. And, yeah. and I, I don't know, I, I kind of dig it. They sort of talk shit in this autistic way yes. that ends up being entertaining. The way Khabib talks shit is great. I remember when he tweeted at Connor after Connor threw the dolly through the bus window. Why you throw bus dolly? Why not come on board the bus? I don't understand. In Russia, no one does this. Something really simplistic where it was a stream of consciousness narration of what was going on. And he just tweeted it. And I loved it. <laughs> uh, Connor was like, where are you at? Khabib, where are you at? Let's go. Where are you at? And he's like. I said location. <laughs> like, like he was yeah. down. Like, what? Everyone knows where I am. I'm in my gym. I'm not hard to find. And uh, it was he answered literally to this sort of figuratively, figurative yeah. question. Yeah, I liked it. Did yeah, he? that's a great example right there of their autism, their inability to see metaphor or uh, <laughs> idiom. It. They just they read it straight up. One of my favorite pieces of shit talking that's gone down recently was directed at Khabib by Dylan Dennis when he photoshopped Khabib to make it look like Khabib was holding a bottle of proper 12 and drinking it, which is uh. so taboo because Khabib is so Muslim. Yeah. And that's why Khabib went over the side after he beat Connor and double jump kicked Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's oh. there's a lot of pictures of Khabib photoshopped with a bottle of proper twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh yeah, I, I like Khabib. Kyle not a huge Khabib fan. I don't know if he dislikes him. I don't but. like his personality at all. I just think he's so fucking boring. Like like he's not cool. Like, 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 like you, there's no way you can think Khabib is a cool guy or he'd be a fun guy to like do a thing with. He'd be boring and dull and just not interesting. Like, like, you know, you know, they offered him a hundred million to go fight uh, Mayweather. And he was like, why I need more money. I have all the rice and silly hats I could want. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I like dude, that. I, I, there's I like more, that. There's more than one way to be interesting. And... and one way is to be super duper sincere, right? Connor goes up and puts on a show. He plays a character almost every fucking press conference. This overly cocky, can't dent his confidence, bullshit front he puts on. You know, the who the fuck are you, right? When the guy's like, I'm the hardest hitting 145. Who the, who the who fuck like is that? that guy? Dude, that I need was your, the your worst accent, line. Taylor. I need your accent. The people who don't like that line, there, there's two people on the planet who don't like that line. There's you and Khabib. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, I, that's the other guy wasn't Khabib. Khabib is also like, but you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you understand the I that's am my frustration. I don't know this person is the most cliche, low hanging fruit of an insult that's been used in all of sports everywhere. And and Connor in particular, I have seen Connor go on the whole fucking UFC roster. Like I could fight this guy. He knows how much everyone weighs. 
how long yeah. their arms are, what their record is, what their fighting style is. He is a, Connor is an expert in the UFC roster. And to but pretend yeah. he doesn't know Jeremy Stevens is just stupid. He's not pretending he doesn't like, know him. There, he's a, there's, insulting him. He, he's, he's saying, saying that like, he's nobody. Yeah. He, he's yeah, not saying, I, I don't saying, know you. Who are you to talk to me is what Who the fuck are you? No one yeah. knows who you are. Everyone knows who I am. He's just like, that's what he's kind of doing is laying. And the reason, like, I get it. Even, you could even make the case of, like, the reason that this is such a storied insult in sports is because it works. You know, if fucking Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby or someone in the NHL gets, like, some some enforcer who's hanging out in the AHL, like, you, fuck you, Sidney. He's, and he's like, who are, who are you? Like, what? <laughs> who are you in that like, case he doesn't know him but i mean like you even see that in uh there was one uh, pat maroon now two-time stanley cup champion with different teams when he was getting called up from the ahl he was he's a bruiser he was trying to talk shit to someone on the anaheim ducks at one point i believe and the guy on the anaheim ducks was a, a real player who had been there and this pat maroon was brought up for just a couple of games and he gave like a like pat maroon was like fuck you dude fuck you you want to fight and this other guy was like on the bench looking over like who are you? Are you maroon? Are you, you're in the NHL, huh? Are you enjoying it? Is it like fantasy camp? Yeah, enjoy the A, <laughs> bud. Enjoy the A. See, enjoy the A. Like, in that, that case, funny. the other guy, they were a very different status. This was like a mm -hmm. champ. I don't even know. He might not have been champ. I, I, I know exactly how it happened, actually. That's fair Woody. enough, then. That's and, and, and this is why I'm siding with Taylor and Kyle on this one, was because a journalist asked Connor who he would like to fight in the division. Actually, I think he asked him who the most difficult fight would be. And Jeremy Stevens commandeered the question while Jeremy Stevens was ranked probably pretty close to 10. Connor knows it's me. I hit harder than, uh, you know, any of these other 145ers. I'm a dangerous fight for him. I'll put him on his ass. He commandeered the question and didn't even say anything funny. So for that reason, I'm very happy Connor He said he was the hardest-hitting 145-pounder, that when he knocks people out, they don't just go down, they stay down. Something close That's to that. It was said. a little better than you, you laid it out to be. And also, That's I think he was better than 10th. I think he might have been top five. Like, he was right in there. He was in that press conference, which meant he was probably That's doing right. okay. These were all yeah. champions and, like, number top five contenders. Yeah, And... Uh, um, and then Connor hits him back with the, you know, who the fuck is that guy or something. And mm. I, this would be more like... Ovechkin saying he's going to win the cup and Crosby being like, who are you? Dude, you know who Ovechkin is. Stop it. Like he was invited to this elite press conference just like you were. I get it. Yeah. He's not on your level, but he's fucking Ovechkin. Like he's also very good. I, I feel you, but I also get that like Connor, he probably has some some stock insults like in, in his head, you know, ready for it. And he's not a comedian. Uh, he's probably not that quick on his feet. Uh, these fighters notoriously slow in a conversation with a quick comeback. Generally, like they're not very good at that because they their living is getting the shit kicked out of them. And I could totally see him floundering and panicking and being like, "Who the fuck are you? Oh, you, you don't even fucking know me. You, you're not even in my fucking league. I got two belts. Two belts not for nothing. You know that that kind of shit. Like just trying to real pump it up and like floundering a bit. But he's his delivery is so good. His delivery is perfect, and he, it, unlike a lot of these, I, I don't follow it the way you, you two do, but I, I look at it from the business side of it and see, like, he knew exactly when to capitalize, and he now knows that he doesn't really need to fight anymore. Like, if he wants to pop back in, it seems almost like it's a way to promote his other endeavors as much as it is a way to get some popular, or to fight. Really. I can't yeah. deny it's working. 
It's working. It's clearly working. That'd be like me saying Coca-Cola's advertising is ineffective. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 really? The, you know, it's not, yeah. right? <laughs> I cannot like it, but don't deny yeah. it's effective, you dummy. Like, yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's not the product that's selling. It's like when people talk shit about Donald Trump. Well, he's worth $5 billion and he's fucking the second hottest first lady. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> the second hottest first lady. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I behind Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn, that, bom that bombshell. Bombshell Obama. <laughs> yeah, uh, Obama, they should call her. <laughs> Except no. Yeah. Who is the first? No, no, he was joking that the first was Michelle. Was that the joke that the first was Michelle? Yeah, yeah uh, that was I the thought little, were... little callback. I thought it was a Jackie O reference. I don't know why I made that up on my own. Actually. I love the callback, Danny. And I, I was looking at your uh, your podcast page, the Danny and Leo show. Uh -huh. It's doing really well. You guys are doing yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking plugging along, dude. Doing a little podcasting. My uh, my main thing's always the main channel. That's. Mm -hmm. always gets 98% of my attention so sometimes the shows feel a little thrown together but um you guys yeah I was on your show right sometimes yeah I was I was gonna ask you this just reminds me you we were what's that could I call in sometime that'd be a good time and absolutely not Shit. I was this reminds <laughs> me I was you absolutely can Taylor you gotta do some uh Donald Trump impressions for me on command though I was never get tired and we got we got to hammer out our Billy Bush, Donald Trump getting off the bus at a convention of black people and retarded people, too. We got to do that. But <laughs> yeah, we got to nail that down. <laughs> Kyle was talking earlier about cooking steaks for his family and him feeling like he didn't do a really good job. Yet his family enjoying them and saying they were some of the best steaks they'd ever had. Do you guys get a similar feeling when you're doing shows, because I know for me, probably one out of every three podcasts or video performances, I just feel flat. I feel like there's a fog cloud in my brain. My tongue won't coordinate with my head. And sometimes the audience is none the wiser. And I was mm -hmm. curious if you guys feel similar about that. No, I'm always fucking razor sharp. And I just feel like every time... Every time I sit in this fucking chair and, and just yeah. speak into this microphone, is this better than the last time? It's mm, like, God damn. Time. It's God amazing. Damn. I need these other two for. God what are you doing? <laughs> I thank Kyle's you for keeping me around. No, I'm wasting my fucking time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my idea for the uh, PK upgrades where we discover lifeguard stories, ranks to riches, academic stories, and whatever the fuck else I said would be ideal. Um, no, no, Danny, I feel that. I feel what? Be so <laughs> I uh, I feel the same way. I I feel like I'm right about a show being good or bad about seventy five percent of the time. Like you know, mm. the right answer is what the audience says, but I predict mm. it most of the time. It, and it's also funny, like so, sometimes, like I'll do like a bit where I'm doing impressions or something, and I'll finish the show, and I'll be like, "Damn, that bit was hilarious! Like I did a really good job on that one. I'm glad I thought of that stuff." And then like. Like it, nobody cares about it. And then other times I'll like end the episode and be like, damn, I just, th this is what I'll feel, Danny. I'll like sit down on my couch because I can't fall asleep after this. I have to stay up for a couple hours because I'm, I'm feeling on. Yeah. And I'll be like, God damn it. I just don't feel like I did a good job tonight. I don't feel like I was sure. very funny. I don't feel like I had a lot of good jokes. Like, yeah. And, and sometimes, and then I'll like think back at, on things on like joke potential triggers and I'll be like, and I'll be thinking for hours after the show. I'm thinking of things that people said and jokes I could have made. And it drives yeah. me fucking bananas. Dude. And then sometimes those episodes are the ones that people are like, oh, you fucking killed it on this yeah. story. It's like, really? That one? Really? Mm -hmm. So you never yeah. really get a good gauge.
Yeah, I heard Howard Stern talking about this, how he'll go out and do a show and all he can think about is the potential for comedy that was there that he didn't capitalize on. I hear when I watch football games, I hear Troy Aikman say about Tom Brady or Josh Allen. Boy, I wish he could. Boy, I bet he wishes he really could get that throw back because he misses his receiver by five yards. This weekend, for instance, we went out and we did a contest where all my employees had to compete in supercar racing and marksmanship to see who was the best employee. And we get to this. We get to this fucking supercar place and I get like the shittiest time out of anybody on the track. And I go up and I complain to the management like, hey, something's wrong with the scoreboard up here. Your guys' timers are faulty. And then this big fat black girl is like she comes up and she holds my hand and she starts being on my side and talking shit to the management. And her and I and she's not with you. She's not with me, but she's like, boy, you better you better fix your motherfucking scoreboards. You don't be fucking <laughs> over my boy. And then her and I, I briefly had a little romantic moment with her, but I left and I was like, holy fuck. I should have leaned into that for five minutes. It should have romantic music. Cue that up. I hold her hands and look into her eyes. We get an Uber to the best little chapel on <laughs> Charleston Street in downtown Vegas. I fucking left this comedy gold mine on the table. Totally relate to what you're saying, Taylor. It haunts me. That is the most infuriating thing. We're like, for what it's worth, Danny, you're completely right. You blew it. Yeah, thank you. You fucking (laughs) blew it. There's there's nothing more frustrating than like getting two minutes into a bit and like you kind of you run out of improv for a second, and so you move on, and then later you think of a million improv ideas and thoughts and 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 jokes. Yeah, it's like fucking like I. I don't ever really re. I, I very rarely rewatch any of our stuff, but if I do, I'll rewatch the highlights of stories I've told, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, like, and I'll listen to it, and usually I'll look at the comments and I'll be like, oh, this is so funny, this is so good, and like everything I'm hearing is like that was phrased terribly. That could be yeah. Here, what are you a fucking retard? You, you stumbled over your words there. Are you are you <sighs> are you stupid? Like, just you should have said this. You should have taken this angle. You, and I get mad at myself. Oh, me too, man. And I'll be like, oh, my inflection is so flat. I said, um, and like there. And I started this sentence with but three times in a row. What you're saying, though, about seeing these improv angles and moving on. I think that's good, though, because I feel like going down an improv angle and completely bombing it and butchering it undoes the two good jokes you had before. So sometimes knowing when to back off is important. If you want to see me drill impression bits into the fucking ground, come to my Twitch channel, Taylor Merck. <laughs> I'll do entire streams where I'm just taking requests and people, some guy like we, we got like 20 minutes out of this on the stream. Some guy was like, do uh do Hank Hill, but, uh, but boom, has been raping Bobby or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dang old Bobby, take the dang old pants off, man. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, are you raping my son again? Boom, Howard. God dang it. <laughs> he, he said he wanted to see my bussy and I showed it to him. And like that, oh, no. just, just going over and are you fucking my son's bussy? And just over and over doing that. And, and I, I'll like stop in the middle and be like, that was bad. That was a bad one. Are you fucking my, are you fucking my son's bussy, Dale? Are you fu-? like just, and, and then just try that. It's, I have so much fucking fun on my Twitch streams on those yeah. just impression practice ones because there's no pressure. Nobody's yeah. expecting a fully fleshed out bit. Yeah. They'll just be like, hey, can you do a cronk from can you do cronk and uh and putty and uh 
Joe Swanson. It's like three people, three people, all the same voice. You know, it's the same <laughs> guy. It's all the same. Yeah, so it's fun. Taylor Merck on Twitch. We have a I good like time that there. he's a voice actor that doesn't do impressions. Yeah, It's like, hey, Peter, you know, we're going to go down to the clam. <laughs> hey, a line, a line, you want to fuck? A line. <laughs> it's all the exact fucking same. I love that guy. It's just like, yeah, we're going to give the poison to Cusco. Cusco's poison. Who's the guy from like, Bob's Burgers that's also from Archer? That is uh, John Benjamin? I think. Also doesn't seem to do impressions. He just <laughs> no. does that. He just has that's like the the golden goose is to just have a voice so good, so wonderful that it fits into every scenario. That that would be great. You are a really gifted impressionist and voice guy. I wish I could do what you do. I try, but I am not a good actor and I don't have a good ear for accents, so I'm pretty limited with what I can do that way comedically. Here's the thing, Danny, and I'll Taylor practices a lot. Like, like he, I can't do impressions. I'm terrible at it. But I never mm -hmm. practice, right? He's like, oh, yeah, you know how, like, when you're driving to work, you're just practicing it again and again. You're working on it. You think about it. You critique yourself. You whatever, you whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. These are all first efforts on the show from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I do that. Like, I, I autistically do that. Like, I'll walk around, like, in between bench sets. And just and just be like, I was a governor in Minnesota, you know, and I people tell me I wasn't a that's bad. People tell me not. Nah, damn it. Fuck. I can't get Jesse Ventura. It, right now. It sounded perfectly passable to me. Get it all right there. He 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 moves his mouth in a wide way when he speaks and it brings the vowels to the front. And so like that. That's how you have to look at it. Like, yeah. Like, and that, like, you can figure out impressions pretty quick if you just realize where the vowels place in the mouth. Like, cruel, fool. Like, if you're in southern accent, it's in the front of your mouth right there. And then, like, wow. German, like German and shit, it's Russian further back in your mouth. Like, you just know, you just figure out where to place the consonants in the in the vowel sounds, and you can figure Dude. out. Do you see I'm this is a away, real man. expertise that he has? Yeah. Right. I'm blown away, man. One time I was doing an impression, and I was like, oh, I don't know, like how to say it right or what to say and he's like yeah woody those are pretty much the two things you need <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh where'd you get that figured out you'll be a mess <laughs> like kyle you know like when you're doing russian like feel where vowels blessed in throat it's right here it's like very, fat tonged it's in the back and your, your tongue's wide where's yeah. the vowel i want to try a russian right it's now coming from oh, back russian here russian is you feel, you feel it here vibrate Pay that man his money. Pay that now, man his money. I can't get it in my voice. It comes out of where it comes out. I don't know what you're talking your about. Tongue is, your tongue's going to stay flat in your mouth. It's, it's not going to be doing Mostly it. flat. In, uh, back half section of tongue has to stay flat to mouth. This is I my am, Russian I am Vladimir from <laughs> Russia. <laughs> oh, I am. This I am Woody, and this is my Mexican accent. <laughs> Oh <laughs> way! <laughs> I, I, I love how Woody's accents. He has to clarify People who don't know how to do accents or like uh, voices, they always go back to bullet. Everything is a bullet for them. Yeah, <laughs> I do like yeah. it when Taylor will sometimes do an accent. It's Scottish and it drifts into Irish or something else. And that, and that it, was so hard. That was so fucking hard. 
Yeah, but he calls Jared. himself out. He's like, you know, like he's doing it as, as a bit, and then thirty seconds in, he's like, and now I'm Irish. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's like complaining that an Australian accent sounds New Zealandish. New Zealand <laughs> and Scotland shouldn't exist. Fuck them. I've been points. trying to figure out like South Africa. South Africa is a little hot hotter than New Zealand. New Zealand, hotter, hotter than New Zealand. It's a little tougher there. And now, now I'm already drifting into Australian. You see how tough that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard. The the South African is this weird mishmash. There's there's, I don't even know exactly what's going on there, but I recognize it when I hear it. The eye is very weird. They go tin, fin, yeah. bean. Yeah. There's, there's a tin and a bean and a fin. I can't even approach it. It's very tinny. You know. Yeah. I, I, do, do, uh, I, I entertain myself so much <laughs> just just doing voices. It, it's so yeah. much fun. That's great, man. That's your thing. You know, I, I just wish I was better at it. Like, I, I try and figure out more people to do because uh, it's so much fun. But yeah, Peter, Peter Griffin's impossible. I can't do fucking Peter Griffin because that's I just like a, your uh, I like your David Attenborough. I like your David Attenborough a lot. Um, uh, I think your Homer is rather passable. You got the King of the Hills shit down pretty fucking well. Everybody yeah. can do Jerry Seinfeld, but yours is fine. Yeah, um, well, everyone can do Jerry because it's more of a job. Way up here. <laughs> it's more yeah. of a job. Like being hyperbolic with it. Yeah, yeah. and his cadence. <laughs> what? Everyone hates. You know, just don't fuck. You know, <laughs> or whatever. Because <laughs> he was a, an '80s guy. He was. He was. So you guys want to call it a rap? Right. Yeah, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. My sleep schedule's so fucked. Wait, I thought you woke up right before the show. Is that a joke? Yes, yeah, with not nearly enough sleep. Oh, fuck. Yeah, last time I was on here, I think you were staying up till like 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, uh, today I stayed up until like 4 p.m., went to sleep, uh. and woke up two and a half hours later. Oh, Did great. this. So I've, I've had like two and a half hours of sleep, so I'm going uh, to bed. I'm going back. I, yeah. I woke up at 6.30. I'm fucking pooped. Yeah, yeah that's where I am. So, uh, Danny, where can everybody find all of your wonderful content? Not on Twitter at Danny Mullen, but on Instagram <laughs> and on YouTube at Danny Mullen. Perfect. Out. Mm -hmm. All right, PKA five forty-five.